say is that Von Adil is pretty plain. I like watching Mir use MPK. And all I can do is just tell you to go screw. I speak my point of view, but it's not sane. It's not sane. And Welcome back. It's not safe. Oh, oh, oh. To WTF in Vonadil. And today we're going to be talking about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. The June update landed, so there's Ambuscade and other things to talk about. And of course, Black Mage, because every episode is Black Mage. And various things, this and that. Let's get into it. Yeah, man. So, how are you doing, Fox? Uh, I'm doing okay now. Um,. Yeah, I missed the last podcast because I was moving. And then also at the exact same time I started moving, um, I also got like really sick. Get um, I didn't have, idiot. Right? I didn't have uh, COVID or anything like that, but um, I just had like an illness that lasted like 48 hours. Table's it's... whole family just got COVID the other day. Oh, well, he seemed okay when he was talking earlier. When he, was he, was, he was, he was, last night he was worn out of shit, but today he was still pretty sick. You'd hear it. Yeah, I, I mostly just had, like, a really bad sore throat. Like, the worst one I've ever had. Like, I actually thought I had, like, strep or tonsillitis or something. But I just kind of got over it and pretty good at healing. Pretty um, good at healing? Yeah, just in general. Like, I, I'm never sick for very long, like, even when I was younger and stuff. So, it's all that airborne that you ingest. It, maybe, I don't know. It's invented Probably. by a school teacher. It, it just makes you right. Yeah, so it has to be legit, right? It definitely, you know, didn't get sued for anything. <laughs> invented by false advertising. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, in-game, I'm just been up to my normal stuff. Um, Odyssey Farms, you know, getting through all the NMs. Like, we're almost done with Odyssey entirely, as in, like, all R25 everything. Same here. So that's kind of nice. Um outside though um it's it's nice to like not have like a bunch of responsibilities or like horrible projects you know looming over me it's so funny too because like i mentioned that project a bunch of times and i didn't actually end up finishing it but i wrote a report on it so robust to, to accompany it that i got a 100 on it anyway wow that's actually a reasonable professor i i am very impressed yeah yeah like i explained what it was supposed to do and then i explained like where all the faults and failures were in it and I think because it was mostly a research project, um, that that's where a lot of the leniency came from for that. But like, I was expecting to get like a B in that class, and I ended up getting like extremely strong A. So I felt really good about that. That was a really good outcome for my grades last quarter. Um, aside from that, I I was so excited for like a long time uh, because uh, my my favorite band is Millie. Um, if anyone didn't know, and they actually came out with a new album recently. It's called Key Ingredient. I did not. And know. I thought that it was going to be more like their other work. So anyone who has actually listened to Millie, which is M-I-L-I, uh, would kind of know like how their music goes. And uh, listening to Key Ingredient, it's like an acapella jazz that's really off-putting um, for people who are listening to Millie because it's like a different kind of music. So um, 
I, I wasn't like the biggest fan and I was so excited because like it, it looked like it had it said it, there were like remaster or like different versions of like a lot of my favorite songs on there. Like they had uh, Galahad and the Scientific Witchery, uh, World That Execute Me. Like they had all these like really cool songs that are on there uh, that, that they sing that are just iconic for that band. And when they're sung in this like jazzy acapella version, like I was just kind of like off put by that because I was not ready for it. But uh, I don't know if it'll grow on me or not, but like I've been waiting for a long time for them to put out something new and, you know, just to have this happen was kind of disappointing. So it'd be the equivalent for me if System of a Down got together again and made something of quality? <laughs> and made something of quality? Well, I, I mean, mean outside, sure outside of their recent, their, their whole, um, during COVID, having Azerbaijan invade um armenia was was they made a couple songs that i enjoyed out of that but i mean if i have to wait for for a couple of eps every time there's a war in armenia then i'm going to be waiting for the next album until they're all dead so right and it'll just magically start coming out and that's (laughs) they're gonna gonna be like all the unreleased are gonna come out the funeral yeah no i mean they're artists they do what they do if they never make something again they made stuff already and that's the whole point of being an artist I, i'll take what i get you know so i'm not it makes makes me sound like i'm very ungrateful for it but i, I like music so you know everyone oh yeah and i mean I listen, I listen to the whole thing too and it's it's still a decent album it's just not what you would expect from this band if you listen to this band so is it better than when corn investigate or um you could just stop at corn really. <laughs> i was gonna say when they uh when they started messing around with dubstep not a high bar Wait, corn did dubstep. Yeah, the um, oh, no, narcissistic cannibal and everything. That that album, it, I can't remember the name of the album. I hated it so much. What was the name uh, of the album actually just narcissistic cannibal? Let's say no. She just does um uh, the the lead singer uh, for Millie just sings these songs in just kind of like this freestyle way uh, on top of this like really well orchestrated piano. Like the the songs themselves sound good. They just don't sound like the band, which is the which is the kind of the off putting part. Like they they have a lot of really good storytelling in their songs. A lot of the songs are extremely deep. Well, apparently, that was from the album of The Crow, the original motion picture soundtrack. But I know they made it some fucking album oh, that, at that that's time. A while ago. It also had had fucking Skrillex in it, so that was not not oh boy. That was that was the time period it came out in Skrillex. I guess I also apologize to everybody. Like if I start <laughs> coughing or anything like that, like I can't really sustain like long periods of talking without just my lungs are you okay yeah well i mean it was it was from all the smoking i did for like 14 years oh that's always not good for is it just when you get sick your lungs go to shit Uh, i mean my lungs are always shit but yeah when i get sick my lungs go to shit that's for sure okay because we talked for a bit pre-show and i wasn't i wasn't concerned or anything now i'm suddenly concerned oh dude i am playing guitar hero with this push to talk key oh well it's good to see your home after all Right. <laughs> I'll try not to make you laugh too much. That's fine. It hurts when I laugh. Oh, the green tea out. Get spiced, idiots. I, I fucking love the table pulled out at the end last time. I have to give that credence just because it, it's, it was so good. Yeah. I don't know how these things happen, but apparently it's a meme. People yelled it one day and now it's a meme. Like, not even our inner circle, just, just random people yelled it. That's weird. It's weird, but it's great. Sure, man. So how have your uh, shoals or anything else been in game? Just nothing all going on or? Well, I mean, it's it's pretty monotonous, really. Like we always get like 11K ish on runs. Like every run is basically the same now. 
Um, there's not like a whole lot that really goes on in like our show runs. What you should do is bring a spicy in because that just makes everything different. Unless you can YOLO into something and explode. Yeah, and explode and or just, you know, okay. We have to send a, a crack team in to dig you out. We're not, we're not doing bar tonight, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, I do want to, I do want to switch it up. I just, like, <laughs> the people who go. getting not 10K. Well, I mean, I, I will probably still get around 10K. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to have disaster before your party because they haven't grasped the, it would basically the playing mean, difference of their strategy yet. It would basically mean that we wouldn't doom anything anymore, which I'm kind of okay with. Like I, we we've been dooming stuff for so long that I don't know what normal strategies really look like. Like I've run with you a couple times, but even then, like on like maybe thirty percent of those runs, like you've even doomed stuff. Oh yeah, it, it's a hybrid. I like the hybrid of dooming when it works and fighting when it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Like if I break off from the group and can kill multiple families from if there's like the whole third floor and I get two families and I doom them. That's still effective because the other rest of the group, like I can pull mobs to them and do other stuff like a tank would do. So I'm covering the distance and running gap while also dooming mobs, which is a faster DPS increase from like they're, they're not missing me in the group. It's still two DDs, the bard, the core and the healer. So that's effectively just like missing the tank in a run. So that's how a group, as long as they're functioning as it normally would, losing a tank in a group means you've lost no DPS output. So they're still an effective group. And if I break off and kill something or do something or control a halo and they don't. So that's that's more effective as a tank that also kills things than, than a group can be. So it's mm -hmm. like a hybrid where doom is the focus for the person that breaks off. But it's also being the tank and also being a DD otherwise or healing. Or, no, it's, it's like not focusing on doom, but incorporating doom. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I don't know. I, another thing I would like to do is. So once upon a time. I remember I had to convince my group that, yeah, you know, it'll be okay if we don't bring a white mage. Like, we can just bring a scholar and, like, the regen will totally make up for that. And now we can't even fathom not bringing a scholar to runs. The game's evolved, man. I, yeah, I guess. But, like, I remember I had to, like, state the case for scholar and, like, tell them it would be okay to not bring white mage. We had the conversation, too, and now I wholeheartedly agree, not just because I've done it, but because the game has changed to a point where the healing from a white mage is superfluous. Yeah, pretty much. And Shoal C, at least in the context of this case. In other cases, not so much, but. So I know that we had that conversation about like alternative setups. Now? Well, no, we had that conversation like just like three days ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. That's, that's, yeah, that, that was a thing. You're going to tell your story about that later, of uh, course. No, but... I'll do it now because I have plenty of how am I doing to talk about. So. Oh, okay. I, I approached you. I was just randomly thinking because we have in our group. We have one guy who's kind of become part of the static after, you know, Kitty Licious was there for one, two runs, two runs, and then I pretty much they got kicked, and that was it. I don't want this stoner merc around who's just worthless. And I, I say that because that's just what happened, but also it came out to like, do you think Kitty Licious heard? Because like one of our static members finally listened to the podcast, she's like, I heard you talked about me. It's like, yeah, that's what people do. People talk about things. It's like, this was something incorrectly stated, but no, it's, who needs a good guy? But um, otherwise, so we have someone else come in that someone knows, Pen Pen, who's a really good bard and who has a completely different play style from everyone else in the group. So now it's always fun that I get to rotate these people in and they become like new static members until like a month later they leave and then we rotate someone else in and the core group's still there. So I get that excitement that your group doesn't have because you've not changed members and won't invite a pug person, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't even change jobs. So we have Basing has a fully decked out Karn Bard and everything. Pen Pen's a fully decked out Karn Bard and everything. Table has a non-Karn Bard who's about to finish uh, Honor March. And they're like, 
none of them want to come barred anymore. Well, table's not ready. And it's like, they go, we'll just have table come barred. And then I said, okay, guys, there's no world in which a non-Karn bard who can have the full duration of potency songs for all of the JA before it's back up, as opposed to not having that and having to re-sing an extra time in the run and costing us all this and that just so you guys don't have to do it. There's no world in which that happens. You two have it. It's going to be one of you two. But since they've been complaining about bard, I go, okay, guys, we're going to run with no bard tonight. And I started thinking about how that could happen. And it ended up incorporating how a geo could hopefully replace a bard if the group conforms to a certain play style. Which is also, you're now making your entire group change everything they've done, and it's not rehearsed. You're, fuck it, you're doing it live. And it was your not... Your DDs have to pay attention to where they're standing. Yes, because not having... <laughs> so my original idea was to have two blues, because you could constantly have Mighty Guard with a defense boost, and that'll be great. Regen defense boost, it'll be great. So unfortunately, our group doesn't have a second blue that can come based on job flexibility, so we have to have, like, Table come on Dancer. And Table's, like, not prepared at all to be doing this. He's just like, oh, let me go make Karen bit. And I like, he's not ready. Yeah. When I discussed yeah. that with you, I, there was some assumptions that I had about his dancer that were wrong. Yeah. They, or they, I wouldn't have suggested it at all. So like, I know I could say about tail because I, everyone knows he's a great player. Da, 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 and if I say his dancer was not prepared, it's not because he sucks. It's just because his dancer was not he prepared. Just wasn't prepared. Yeah. That's yes. What it is. And losing that much attack from the bard really hurts the dancer. Yeah, it does. Really, really hurts the dancer. So, also, some players like uh, the Corsair or someone or anyone off any TP bonus for not having Honor Mars, that's going to hurt them too. So, it was it was interesting. The problem became when... So, it was it was going to be blue-blue. So, we went blue, Dancer, Red Mage, Core, Geo, Samurai? There was DD. It was DD was the last one. I think it was a Samurai. So you have essentially three DDs and a core, so four DDs, a red mage who's supposed to be DDing and backing up, and a geo sub-white mage who's supposed to be doing all the carrying, and everyone's supposed to gather the mobs, hang around the geo, who has indie barrier, because you're going to need it, and geo fury on, so you can try yeah. and, you know, counteract needing this, the bard, no one to stop for songs, you just keep moving, maybe it's okay, it's not going to be as good, obviously, but let's see what shakes. And when people keep wanting to run off on their own as they have for the past several months and they had to come back to the or, or someone's aggroing something or I try to run off without my evasion songs now on Blue Mage or something to try and... Because I still have some AoE uh, hate songs on to try and maintain. I have sleep and stuff like that so I can make up for the Geo carry. I can go sleep stuff. You know, be the crowd control DD Blue, which will work out well. I can back up heal if the other two fail. It'll work out nicely. I can do Mighty Guard. Well... The problem is, you had said that we don't need a tank, and I said that we probably need a tank, and I'm like, oh, we'll see how it goes without having a full-down tank. I still stand by with you not needing a tank. You need a tank, just because you still kill the mobs, and people still need to have all the mobs brought to them. You can't. The bubble's a narrow range, so you can't really wander out of the bubble. Otherwise, when the DDs are listening, I'm like, don't leave the bubble, guys. They're like, have to pull one mob, like hit it and run back, because they don't have the ability to pull. There's like The Geo's going to have to do the pulling, whatever, and we don't want the Geo getting beat up, because they have to also do the carrying, da 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 so the problem is when you're destroying the first two floors there and you're just moving through it, you need someone to gather those mobs. You just you just really need it because... Did the Geo not move the bubbles at all? It's just, you can move the bubbles constantly, but it, it's just, if the group's there and you've killed half the family, you want the whole family there. Otherwise, now the run has stops in it. And just when people aren't together, 
that's when things start happening because there's no regen and you can't focus. Like if you get aggro from rain, like people were getting aggro from different things where they would run away because not everything was pulled. And like I'm trying to pull and someone's aggro behind me now. Now the Geo can't carry two people at once. And it just, it becomes, quickly can become a mess when you try to like fight on the edge of the group and things start moving or things start aggroing or blood aggro, job ability aggro, aggro, all these things happen. And you start learning about what aggro is? Yes. It's very simple when you do it. And on paper, it sounds like you wouldn't need a tank, but I really think that having someone who can handle taking hits and pull all the mobs at once so that someone else can sleep them and fight, like I think an offensive rune fencer would be ideal for this setup. Uh, could be. Just to be able to pull and then do DD as well, because rune can do very respectable damage with Dimidiation and just fighting. But just no. not having that tank really hurt the setup and people died on the second floor because just you have a halo and things are going a bit nuts with the halo. Like when I swap it out of Asian to try and control things because no one else can control things and I'm taking the initiative to pull because I'm hardier on blue mage and I die and then, then things are going to hell from there. It's just not... It needed to have someone to be able to control the flow of mobs so that the DDs can efficiently... It's like it's like water into a mill where your DDs are the mill of the... The wheel of the mill turning being turned by the water. You need someone to bring in the mobs like water and you just need to be able to be bashing them down as you go instead of like people having to stop the course has to go shoot something instead of fighting like like everything stops when it happens so you just need to be able to mow them down and have it controlled and not running around hitting people or leaving or all these things just it, on paper it sounds like you don't need one but when practice comes to push here i still think that you really need one in this setup if you're taking a geo it's still not ideal because the amount of buffs a geo gives you when it can't debuff is pales in comparison when a bard gives you here but it is enough to do yeah. it this way I don't know. I, I, I mean, I also won't be doing that exact kind of run when I decide to change things up, though. Like, I plan on doing a Bard and a Geo in 4DDs. So, I mean, I get why you were trying to do it without a Bard. Like, you don't want to, like, miss the, the point of all of this, right? Yeah, it would have been... This, yeah, the point is because Bard's the hardest to get and people don't feel like going it. But it, yeah. the point would be to also have Mighty Guard 24-7, which would have helped. And just having a gap in mm. that. Having a secondary blue, like, one DDs, one pulls, one sleep. Like, having it change between those two jobs as much as people think blue is not a, a sufficient enough DD for the zone versus warrior or dark knight, I, I just weird think it is. I think it is because if you're using TP bonus and nagling, you're no different from the fucking warrior. As I always say, every episode pretty much. Pretty much yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe a super duper, uh, Empyrean warrior. No, or a super duper samurai using hybrids. No, but the typical DD you get in shul C and in typical statics that isn't to that level. Yeah. You're going to do just as well as them and have more to bring to the table. But I think having two blues is the DD. So you could go like four DDs in the setup if you include the core. Because uh, you don't need to have the extra maging and this and that if you have no tank. If the two blues are kind of working in tandem, I think having them working and, and sleeping or stunning and AoE with temporal shift and stuff, I think that could easily have smoothed the strategy out as I wanted to do in the first place. But not having that kind of made it really bumpy. And then when someone dies, it's kind of like like the Geo couldn't pay enough attention to everyone at once kind of, kind of ordeal. Seems weird to me. Yeah, because it's hard when, like, if they have three or four mobs, they're all getting hit, and I can't control them because I need to bring them more mobs. Otherwise, they're going to leave the bubble. Bubble has to be replaced. Da, da, da. But and then, like, things are going on. It, it's like, it, you should be able to move the bubble. You should be able to do this. But it just, it doesn't, it's not a smooth transaction. No, I just, the, the main thing, like, it, it, it's never a smooth transaction when you ever have to, you have to move a bubble. Like, I've done Geo in, in a countless number of dynamics. Like, it, it's it's an art. but the the main thing is, is that nobody should require such immediate attention that 
the geo can literally do nothing but cure. Well, as soon as they leave Indy barrier, and even if they don't realize it, they get hit hard in that zone. So it sounds like it's a situational awareness issue. Yeah, but also this is there's a level of discipline I'm asking for here that's above and beyond what's really required for a simple farm. And I mean, the geo is also not off the hook either. Like you have to stand in competent locations. And they were trying their best. Like everyone was trying to work. It was like the first time we've done this too. So it's going to be a big learning curve at the first yeah, time. Yeah, but exactly. I could see that maybe in the future, if we were fine enough, you get to the point where you don't like, kind of like when you start doing Shoal C for the first time, you only need that tank. And as you go on, you don't need that tank as much. You kind of like evolve and get used to it and work better with your group. I mean, we barely use the tank that we bring, so yeah, I get that. <laughs> but he's just kind of like, uh, maybe in the future, but I think definitely starting off, you definitely need to have, and even if when you lose it, it generally, you, you, you're able to do it still, but not having it makes it more difficult and not as smooth still, not having that tank. You may be faster now, but it's still not as smooth of a ride. Even when yeah. I come rune today, it's still a lot easier than when I go blue. Even though blue is perfectly serviceable, and I, I prefer going blue when we get the most out of it, more points, but there's more attention required to me. I'm a little more fragile than a rune fencer that pull tree and, and all this stuff going on, better defense and stuff. But it's just... Oh yeah, no, I get it. And yeah, like, especially in that situation where I went as rune sub scholar as well, like, just missing cocoon was huge on that job. Correct. That felt really bad, by the way. And I can't stop the cast cocoon constantly because I'm trying to do too many things. So I'm using reactor cool, which is like a 12.5% defense increase with ice spikes versus uh, like a 50% defense increase, which is That's a big deal. A big difference. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it still helps. It's necessary, but it just without having a mini i can get away with that with a mini and it's ideal because it stays on for three minutes and pre prevents some attacks possibly versus constantly casting cocoon all the time cocoon needs to be extended in duration i think 90 seconds ridiculous i think it should scale in duration with blue magic skill there's a lot of stuff that should scale with skill yeah. um like the, the skill ratings our characters have like is really not used by a lot of the calculations in the game like a surprising amount of not used and some were changed to scale like summoner or something it just doesn't make sense that things don't scale when some things do. And even then, like with the summoner stuff, like only certain things scale. It's like there are favor tiers. Enhancing, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, like there's a lot of stuff that should scale further than it does with, with a job like summoner. And it just doesn't. I think that's like, even, even enhancing with the calculations because they're being lazy. Yeah, like I would say like probably one of the most important skills in the game is actually healing magic skill because that's still tied to like how much you heal. But like when you look at enhancing skill, like there's very few spells that actually even care about it. It's pretty crazy. And healing magic didn't used to factor into healing the way it does. That was a change around the uh, Abyssia era. Oh, I don't remember that. Like healing magic skill didn't used to impact blue magic cures either. And they when the white mage cures happened, healing magic skill impacted more. Like it used to be pretty minor. It was just like a whatever trade that kind of like didn't matter if it was on the piece as much. It's like coincidentally yeah. the best piece anyway. But then they made healing skill impact the cure formula and healing magic became a lot better than it used to be around the time of uh just like level 90 99 somewhere around i mean there. it's kind of not fair to look at blue mage in that respect though because like most of the blue mage like coding is spaghetti as fuck so <laughs> i mean they enhanced the duration why, why of other blue it? magic spells in the past many moons ago but they did it for like reactor cool used to only be like 90 seconds when it became three minutes it was really good and plasma charge is like 10 fucking minutes so <laughs> yeah i don't know man Spikes in general need to be reworked. Yeah, we were, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I really want to find a way to wean us off of regen specifically. Well. I, I think that it's become a handicap at this point, a crutch. Why? Because it, it works so well. It does work well, but it also makes your options for the runs narrow, too. 
and I don't like the the narrow part. Well, just it makes take no bard next time. Let me see how everyone handles that. Right. <laughs> it's just like when you bring a healer, like like a scholar, like that is all that the scholar is really doing is healing. Like it's not like they're fulfilling multiple roles, and like the the way you make six man content deeper and like you you can squeeze more out of it is when you have a bunch of people being able to do hybrid things and that healer is like always locked to that role yeah i think taking a dancer as long as everyone sticks together again that's sticking together because it's hard for a dancer to focus because they have to get tp and stuff they can't just be curing people who are running ahead of them and everyone wants to run ahead of yeah. the person behind them and they don't want to they don't want to like wait for the dancer everyone runs ahead of everyone and aggro's everything i think a dancer aggroing stuff and taking the lead on cures and things maintaining mostly fan dance because not everyone's playing the same mob. Uh, hey, Samba's not nearly as important in there. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, Abject actually tried to get me to go dancer instead of scholar to the run last night. I think it'd be good. I, I guess so. Like our our doom team would be SOL, so I'd have to rework that and probably yeah, not do things. I mean, just, regen is regen is critical for that. Just like for most of the runs that we've just been taking a rune fencer, and then I talked about messing out with the evasion setup, which works. And I think for a rune defense works pretty well i mean honestly you could do defense and evasion on rune and be the most invincible fucking player in the zone but <laughs> yeah i mean those, oh, for sure. those two things combined a paladin can't do the evasion like a rune can i mean it could but you're not you're not on four four yeah, well you just wear nayame like a rune would but it'd be really weird on exactly. paladin to be wearing nayame with burt gang and a shield and and not having the other i mean you could do it well i mean weird it is just like an optics thing like, it'd be perfectly fine to do that. It's just you still probably wouldn't be evading anything. On yeah, four. Rune gets higher evasion too, and sword yeah. play, which you use for the halo. Like I could see floor one going really well for a paladin evasion standpoint. Maybe floor two. Like once you go beyond that, like it's going to start leaning more so on the defense you have again. It'll feel more normal with like extra misses that you wouldn't have had. Before. Like on blue, I only need the first dragon foam mambo on the first two floors. It's not until like the third and especially the fourth floor that I need to have the second mambo. Yeah, and it's also a blue and not a paladin. True, blue does have much higher evasion than a paladin, a lot higher. Like, yeah. like you would think that when you talk about, or I talk about throwing evasion gear and accessories on a blue mage, that, hey, you could just do that on black mage and run into Omen 2 and have all the evasion in the world and kill stuff, it'll be fine. But your evasion on black mage is significantly lower than a blue oh, yeah. mage's. And I honestly still think that that Black Mage can do cool things in Shulsi. It can. I, you know, we only gave it that one shot, but it definitely needs to be ironed out by quite a bit. I want to do and more you, of it. You definitely can't do that with any pug stuff, though, either. Like, that's... Either there's just too many things that could go wrong with the Black Mage. Not to say that that's, that's bad. Like, sometimes, you know, high risk is also high reward. But the... Um, but I, I just can't see people doing an atypical strategy. That's what you have to look out for sometimes. Is like, hey, is this strategy going too deep? Like, sure, we could share this with people, but how much of it is just like straight up? Fuck, oh, some of some of it's just to like what's actually you know viable. That's absolutely correct, and, and a very good point to make because we're, like as much as you were, I don't have the confidence you do on Black Mage to just run and do that. I, could I sit yeah, up and I don't do it? Fuck. But you, well, no, it's not just getting, I don't give a fuck either. It's, I no, know, well, I know you have the confidence and forethought for all the angles there to, to cover it more appropriately. Like on Blue Mage, I have absolute confidence. On Black Mage, uh, not so much. Let me go work on my Lua and you go look at these sets. Maybe, maybe I can do it. I don't know. But on you on, on Black Mage, you have the utmost confidence, even if you don't give a fuck to just run in and do that. Well, I mean, I'll either die or I won't. <laughs> well. I mean, there's a really thin line between being an idiot and a hero. So I think being able to pull the entire first floor in a black mage and not care that it's hitting you is fucking beautiful. That was actually a pretty cool rush. I'm not going to lie. Like that, that was pretty legit. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, it needs to be ironed out though. It, 
you know, like there shouldn't be a big enough difference between four one and four two for the showing that we saw. Yeah, I think like, it was your your Lua there. I think so too. Yeah, in fact, we know it was my Lua because I went in and, and saw what was wrong with my Lua that caused it. But I mean, <laughs> what you're looking at there though is that sure, if you have the same kind of hiccup on like say Paladin, there's a lot lower chance that you'll become a red smear. <laughs> fine red mist. Yeah, your fine red mist situation. There's a much lower chance. I mean, it, it'll still happen. Like, I've watched Paladins explode because they were in the wrong set. So, I mean, it's it's in some way equivalent to that. But it just has, like, a hardiness that Black Mage doesn't have. And, you know, um, it, yeah, Black- yeah you, you, you just got to make sure that you're not just flexing for the sake of flexing. And that, like, when we come out with this stuff, like, I, I really want it to be viable. When I tell you guys, you know, what's going on with it, I don't necessarily just going to be like, yeah, I guess what my black mage can do. And it's not so just cool. a matter of like any black mage can go through Monowall on and pull three groups of families on like yeah. the, in Shoal C and it's like, well, no one gives a shit. It's make, you can't just take a black mage to pull three families and wait five minutes for it to come back. They're just useless otherwise. They have to be able to do it the whole run, which means going big or going home. And it was really painful being weakened on some floors um, yeah, because can. I couldn't contribute at all at that point. Um, I, I threw out like a stun and like a sleepka, but I mean, once I, once I was weakened, uh, after I died, after the first Lua incident, um, uh, the black mage ends up being just kind of useless. Whereas at least the paladin, like if they die, they can throw out some cures and like even pull again. Honestly, as long as you're using the body and get enough MP back when you're weakened, you should be able to open up with a nuke and get full TP because the Sam rolls on and just go to town with the uh, weapon skill. And hopefully if you're in the right situation there. You should be able to do enough damage to be able to, you know, either team up with someone like the bar or the core and kill it, or just be able to do something meanwhile on your own. Unless you're double weak and then you're, you're fucking useless, but... Yeah. You just gotta be careful there, too, because, like, you won't have mono walls protection. Yeah, but one, one mob then... with Nayame TP gear should be fine on Black Mage, especially if you're teaming up with someone else. And my rules for, for mono wall and Dynamis are very different than my rules for mono wall when... I'm talking about Lua rules. Uh, mono wall when I'm in Shoal, because under Shoal you're receiving a lot more damage than you would be receiving in Dynamis, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, it's it's a lot easier to die than it is in Dynamis. Because I mean, in Dynamis, like you have, you know, you usually have a party of six nowadays, but like you can have up to twelve people in there. And I mean, somebody usually has your back, and somebody is also drawing the mob's attention too with AOE's. Like it's not as focused as it is in Shoal C. So those are the kinds of things you have to look at as to whether or not you think you're going to be able to pull the same thing off in, in Shoal and how you have to like change what, your were you, What was your sub job again for that? Did you go... Oh, I went Rune, or a sub Rune. I was thinking sub Rune, yeah. For um, Valiant specifically so that I could tag things that the Bard tagged. I was going to use that because we we actually do that a lot in our pulls. Um, whenever we have the Paladin pull a Halo that's being doomed, um, the Blue Mage and the, the Paladin actually coordinate the moment that Doom goes out he tells that he tells him to hit Rampart so that that way everything that he's affected with Doom just now is has hate on the Paladin because of Rampart. So that's the whole I think tag teaming a blue mage to do Doom Gun, a very large black mage pull is also a great way while the DDs work oh, through yeah. all the other mobs there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could very easily interchange the Paladin in my group setup with a black mage. I would just have to ha- have someone, you know, replace my healer or, or replace my bard. You know, I I like to make sure that those roles are filled correctly. Like I I try I trust my team and all, but like those are the roles that I consider most important in parties. So I like to try to fill myself in those roles if at all possible because I don't want to put the burden of my expectations on other people. 
so when I could be doing the role myself. Your whole team's good to put a fire out, but you don't let everyone on your team drive the truck there. That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> that's and and it's 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 it has nothing to do with them. It's more Felgar about me. sit in the back seat and stop giving directions. It, it's it's about where the burden of my expectations lie because they actually comment, you know, how I'm how I am sometimes when it comes to like what my expectations are on how parties should work. Felgar, I don't want to know what you think about the name of that street. We're going to put a fire out. <laughs> exactly. Yes, Martin Luther King Street. I know there's many of them. Let's just just be quiet back there. Yep, historical significance, et cetera, et cetera. No, the alignment of the truck is fine, Felgar. It's driving straight. You don't need to know why it's red and or yellow. Well, actually, yeah. I was seeing a thing that some fire trucks are yellow, and it was really interesting if you think about it. <laughs> so but actually, that's not what we're so, doing right so, now. So actually, up. here's how it is. So if you didn't know about fire trucks, <laughs> I know I'm just kind of the neighborhood of Felgar. It was funny. Uh, we were in, we were on, uh, we were doing our floor one on our first run yesterday and, uh, he and blame because Felgar's our paladin blames our blue mage. Uh, they run up, they do like all the doomable families on floor one while we're murdering all the non-doable doomables or whatever. And Felgar gets done with the pole, you know, blame sleeps and dooms at all. And then he starts running back to us. Right. And he gets back to us. And then we start going back towards where, where blame is. And we hadn't gotten to like the scorpions yet. Yeah. I believe it was the scorpions. And, um, Blame had come downstairs. He'd actually almost gotten done with killing all the scorpions by himself. And and Felgar was like, wow, I didn't expect you to be almost done with these, with these scorpions. And Blame goes, well, yeah, well, that's because, you know, once I don't have anything to do, I just go do something else. And then I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't have to yell at Blame. <laughs> so that's uh, just the kind of, like, quirky shenanigans that our group has, you know. Well, I don't know that's shenanigans has. so much as shitting on them. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Sometimes it is, and sometimes that's what people need to realize that you know they're maybe not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Are you are you an American Indian, a Native American, if you will? Because that was the most slap a ho tribe I've ever seen. Well, I don't know what to do with that. It's the slap a ho tribe, man. You never heard of the slap a ho tribe? No, man. I had a guy I used to play with named Epic Lobo, and he would say, "I'm from the slap a ho tribe." <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Uh, I still don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good, man. Some people get very upset if you don't use the right terminology. I, I say Native Americans. They're like, I think you mean American natives, and, and it's like, what's the difference? Oh, there's a big difference. It's like, oh, come on, I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful here. I didn't, I didn't call them something because stop busting my balls. I mean, I don't always get that either. It's important how some people identify themselves, I suppose. And over time, as it becomes more defined and more coalesced, yeah, eventually it's like you just accept it. But if, like when things are rather ambiguous in a general sense, it's like what are you what are you pressing here? It's like it's like pushing pronouns. Just just stop it. I don't yeah. care. Right. It's not pertinent to the conversation. Guess what? Everyone is a dude to me. I'm a dude. She's a <laughs> the dude. amount of times I've called carrot dude. I mean, he's a dude because we're all dudes. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. That was the, uh, that all that, I don't know, that was, that was a long, is that that or like the Amanda show? People tend to get really butthurt when I seem like I'm insensitive about that sort of thing. But I mean, honestly, people just need thicker skins because you'll get less hurt when you are, when you do have thicker skin. I, I don't know. And the guy who said that in that show ended up being on, going on to be the guy we recently heard about having that trial about, uh, something with a minor, uh, Drake, uh, Bell. 
Wait, what happened? The, 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 on the dude thing, it came from uh, the guy who played like Totally Kyle on like the Amanda Show, or whatever. It ended up being his name's Drake Bell, right? Or is it? I don't know. And he was the guy who uh, was involved with that underage girl recently during COVID. That trial came out, and he was like, there was like people making memes of the Drake trial on on a Zoom call or whatever. I don't know, man. Like, you have a fifty percent <laughs> chance of like not hitting a, a pop culture reference with me, and like I'm, I'm not big into pop culture, but some things are just so big, like the Johnny Depp thing. It's stupid. It's a spectacle, but I had to go, but that bitch pit, that bitch shouldn't have been. I had to go look up the Johnny Depp thing because I didn't understand what was happening with it. Like the whole thing was like, stupid. I, I literally looked it up last night during our Odyssey run because it came up. I couldn't stand the whole thing, but the shitting on the bed thing—that's a keeper. That's a meme that you just you just just keep that. It's all hmm. Yeah, how does that even happen? Well, what you do is you get a fucking psychotic bitch, and you get her angry. Then you have a relationship breakdown in front of you because she's a psychotic yeah, bitch. And what, was everyone sleeping already, or he wasn't home? You gotta wait till he's not home so you can take a shit on oh. his bed. Oh, so it was like a saboteur deuce. And, and the judge asked him, how do you know that it was human? And it's like, well, because our dogs are like miniature something, like miniature terrier. Like, whatever the fuck is dogs. They're little tiny dogs. Yeah, it was a human-sized dump, Your Honor. <laughs> it's like if you have a pet wombat or people have pet wombats. <laughs> yeah, wombat. yeah, go ahead like and relate a, that to like people. Like a guinea pig, a wombat. I don't know where wombat Yeah, you know, from. I just happened to have my wombat the other day. And <laughs> I was analyzing the size of its duke. <laughs> I mean, come on, make this relatable. These, these wombat dukes are human size. Oh, shit. I'll have to take your word on it. Cause... Yeah, yeah, I've never seen a wombat. I mean, outside of the internet, but... What the hell is going on? So, like like a guinea pig. I've seen, you've seen guinea pigs, right? Yes. Like a guinea pig taking a shit in your bed. Like, you're not going to mistake that, so... Well, no, it's a rodent. <laughs> at any rate, at any rate... Uh... So, what else do you got today? Oh, I'm doing fine, Fox. Thanks for asking. Oh, hey, man. All right. Uh, so, you weren't here last time, but you know Carrot's gone, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's off, in, off in Cali land doing Cali girl oh, stuff. Oh, she's, she's off in Cali land. I thought I was going to have to prepare like a eulogy or something. <laughs> what? You're just like, oh, Carrot's gone. I'm like, oh, my condolences. You just think that she just died, and I'm like, hey, Carrot died. Uh, no, but I mean, just like the, the way it's the way it's talked about sometimes. Like, it sounds oh like yes, the, 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 the way I phrase things, it's not intentional. It's just yeah. just how I talk. So she's off in California. Yeah, she's yeah. off in California seeing her family, and that's that's been fun. Uh, I stayed behind to watch the cats, as I said last time. Da, 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 da. And you know, as typical family issues come up, you get the calls of the you know the nonsense and. It's been very nice just being able to, from afar, support your partner because, you know, when certain levels of things happen, you, you, need, you need support. You just need it. You need to be able to talk about shit going on. But, you know, when you want to see your partner, you know they're capable, you know they're confident, you want to test them and, and really see what they're capable of. Like you've been along with this person for so many years that you've seen them grow and you know it, but they may not necessarily know how far they've come, but you, you've seen it. You know how far they've come and you know how they used to be and you throw them back into the water because they just want to go see their family. And, you know, you get to see how someone has grown and how they adapt and how they respond to the, the stuff that used to be. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to encompass family dynamics here in a way that people can understand without getting personal because this is not my story to tell. So, but yeah, so it's nice mm -hmm. to be able to be there for someone from afar 
and also take care of the cats and you know everything's fine here honey da, 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 da. you know but it's nice to see someone it's not easy dealing with certain family issues but to see someone you, you, you know, notice that it's being handled differently and in a way that yeah. you view as positive yes and but also knowing that it's something that you still need to be a team on and, and to work with them from afar like i could do nothing but speak so i'm not i'm not there because if i was there um it's not always the case though if i was there uh we would not be allowed to stay so i don't accept like like when people start acting a certain way and this and that and they they say things i'll ignore it for a bit or make a comment back da, da, da. but when when they start pushing it i uh, it gets to a point where i go oh i'm sorry uh perhaps you mistook me for someone who's going to put up with this and you think you can just talk that way too because i'm not that person so we're gonna have to revise the situation but yeah like i will say that and i'll say go fuck yourself but you can't she's not gonna go tell someone to go fuck themselves so <laughs> it's 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 my specialty is to tell people to go fuck themselves she's not she does not say those those words to people she's she's a sophisticated person who's of of moral standing so <laughs> That's that, and it's been really nice personally just to have this alone time. I'm making the most of it. You know, I miss her and everything, but I am absolutely making the most of it. I'm able to not worry about just, like, cooking for someone else. It's all about me. I'm going to cook things. I'm going to experiment around. I was making some tofu today with chilies, and she doesn't like tofu so much. I do, and I was making it with some chilies. Oh, tofu's I, great. Oh, it's, it's great, man. It's, as I said before, blank canvas. I'm making it with some jalapenos because inflation's killing motherfuckers, and I can it get. It Surprises me that she doesn't like tofu. Uh, if if I make like if you make it like an American style, like I make like peanut butter tofu just right, she'll like oh this is really good. Or if I make something like soup, like she's had tofu that I made, it's like oh this is super good. But if I'm just being lazy and I'm not trying to be like this is how you make really good tofu. If it's just like lazy, just throwing tofu in with some other ingredients real quick to whip up a dinner and not like, I'm not being fancy. There's no recipe. I'm just creating something real quick. It's not going to be special extravagant. It's going to be, you know, the tofu is still going to be tofu, but it's not going to be like, well, that's also going to depend on the firmness of your tofu. Too. I get extra firm because, well, yeah, I mean, generally extra firm is the easiest to use in everything. Yes. Like I don't use extra firm in like, you know, soup. Like usually that's, <laughs> well, yes, you want, you want silken. Yeah. I mean, but tofu is really good for people who have like egg allergies or allergies to milk because silken tofu can bind things very well and form a substitute for eggs or milk and things. So I hadn't tried that before. I, I've always wondered what silken was for. And then I came to find out silken is actually for like a substitute for eggs. It's not, it's not like strictly made to be a substitute for eggs, but when you're using it, you can substitute it for eggs and like other important things you wouldn't think of. Because like when, when I went over to see Murr, like I didn't know Claire had an egg allergy. So I'm like, oh, by the way, you know, you can use silken tofu. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know, those are the things I contribute. But uh, I, I actually really met many people that have egg allergies. Like I think Table's kid has an egg allergy too. But like it's something I never, no one growing up that I ever hear had an egg allergy. Not to like be I like, never even consider it in my daily life. Yeah, like like shrimp. That it even exists. Nuts, yeah. uh, milk, like typical things that people have allergies to. Maybe chocolate i don't know but but like uh eggs not typically a. I mean it is definitely one of the big allergens but it's not thing you think of but that's neither here nor there so yeah i'm like i'm grabbing mint from the garden outside it's and by side garden i i mean i have a tiny concrete slab outside my door where i have a planter box that i grow herbs in so i have a bunch of mint i'm like i'm clipping mint i'm like let's let's cut this mint up really fine and throw it in here so this mint is with the jalapenos and the tofu and the and the um chili peppers and other stuff i have going on this you know, it's somewhat spicy, but like it, it worked pretty well. And I was like, I want to experiment around more with this. Let's let's try this more. But like, I like these are things that I don't want to do when she's there because I don't want to 
like she'll eat it, but I don't like it's it's like a me thing. I want to experiment on my terms. I don't want to have to deal with like I want to make a meal she's gonna like. That's how I show my 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 love. I, I don't want to I don't like make something and be like oh sorry didn't work out and eat it anyway. You know like I don't I'm not gonna do it to someone when I can make perfectly yeah, serviceable. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. You you eat that or you're not getting anything. You're going to bed hungry. But like I want I can make perfectly serviceable food that she would enjoy. I, like but I'm able to like experiment around and do that and all these things and I'm um like cleaning the Roomba out that I never use and like Roombatizing the room so that the Roomba can go to work and actually clean that sucker and just, you know, just things that you do that you don't think about when you have someone taking up your concern. And it's just, it's nice to make the most time out of it and, and kind of like, like I get a vacation too. So. Oh yeah. I hear that. Yes. But today, this is the, the note that came with the wine that was sent. So. Oh. Yes. So as a gift, I'm a very hard person to gift for. I just don't want things. But if you happen to give me wine, and it happens to come with this seller uh, notes of the International Wine of the Month Club. <laughs> Trademarked. I can't wait for this pretentious message. Uh, oh, yeah. I would never buy this on my own accord. I, I would not do that. Uh, I do love wine, though. And I, it's, it's, you know, leave it at that. Not like in an alcoholic way, but like a... Besides in an alcoholic way, but but in like a actually care about the history of wine and the terroir and, and the factors that make wine and, and knowing certain grapes and certain characters. Like, like, that's what I mean by I like wine. Not like, oh, I love getting drunk on wine. I mean, that's, that's, that's a given. But uh, So there's a story behind getting this wine, too, to finish off the how am I outside. Because we talked about the game stuff that I've been doing and this and that lately. I don't think yeah, I, I really want to know what's going on with this too. Because like you said, you talked about it on the podcast. And so like, yeah, so to me. this is, I am not a California wine drinker, is and I'm not fond of the style typically that comes out of there. And if you get something good from California, it costs way too fucking much before inflation happened. But it is a Syrah or a Shiraz if you're from Australia, New Zealand, or South Africa. Same grape, for those who see it and don't know. Uh, it's a Syrah, which is kind of like a, uh, you can compare it to a spicy Cabernet. If I could give that to someone who's not had Syrah, think of it like a more, uh, I hate it. More eccentric. I, I hate, I, I think I hate Syrah and Shiraz more than any other wine. If it's a crappy one, yes, I could see that. But if it's one of quality, Syrah, Syrah can definitely be an exciting kind of full bodied wine for everyone that's into that. I like Cabernet because it's full bodied and everyone drinks it. But so. Can you just describe it as exciting? It, it could be an exciting wine. It, it's it's a fucking cabernet with more pizzazz and darker fruits, man. It's got some spice to it. It's like darker fruits. If you don't if you don't like a little bit of spice in your wine, I don't know what you're drinking. <laughs> Get spiced, idiots. But uh, Syrah from a mountainside in Santa Barbara, California, and it says the very start of this wine sheet. <clears throat> I don't know if I should read this in an old timey voice or. Well, I'm sure you'll surprise and delight us all. Should I do an old-timey voice or just read it in a in a suave podcaster voice, Fox? Uh, hit me with the suave, pod, or suave uh, podcaster. When you open a bottle of Beckman, it's all caps, you are opening a piece of our history. Good wine comes from good grape juice. That comes from good grapes. That comes from great plants that grew on the right soil, all nurtured by the vision, oh, passion, and dreams of a family. Beckman family. Uh, wow. I love the whole that comes from good grapes, that comes from great plants that grew right. It's like, what is the who? Yeah, it's, it's a flurry of concise statements <laughs> that are supposed to sound impactful when read aloud. Uh, 
and it's really cringy when it's you know about wine <laughs> otherwise pretty effective i mean it's a way of storytelling i guess Ooh, it's biodynamically farmed, otherwise known as hippie hippie. What the fuck farm. does that mean? So biodynamic is like it's Hang or- on, let me get Google going. It's not a strict term, but it generally means it's organic wine. But biodynamic is also kind of like uh new age wine growing, as you might expect in California, where they might spread like 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 certain it, it's like like fancy experimental bullshit where like maybe you spread some like reflective bits in the soil to hopefully reflect sun on the plants to make them grow better like like oh it's holistic farming yeah holistic like you might bury a ram's horn in your field to make the like this is like, like, like biodynamic is that hippy dippy bullshit it's typically organic yeah, yeah. but it's it's also like that yeah, the moment i saw holistic you I'm grow good. your plants on the right constellation in the sky at the right time of the year like that kind of nonsense so biodynamic is also a marketing term people don't know what it means but it sounds fancy oh okay holistic farming it's like um, mohawk braided tampons from South Park. <laughs> There's a whole rest of this here, but the, the intro here was uh, Syrah reigns supreme at Beckman Vineyards as it does throughout Ballard Canyon. Beckman's Purisuma Mountains Vineyard Syrah routinely garners high praise. Like, like I mean, it's not, it's a superfluous sheet here. Cause it's like if you're an idiot drinking wine, it has like bullshit here like lingering used to describe the flavor and persistence that like 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 it has a, a glossary here of terms like if you don't know what lingering means when you're talking about wine then what the fuck complexity yeah i mean so the the easiest way to use to to create wine descriptions as the the winos do it um I've is you would need you need a i bet you i bet is you you need a list of of adjectives right and then you need a list of adjectives that describe plants and then you need to remove the list of adjectives that that describe plants from that list and then use that list afterwards so like basically you're you're like naming all these things that you would not use to describe a plant and yeah then just start applying it to things like you could say that it's blushy like that plant is not fucking blushing (laughs) i'm telling you right the color can be blushing it's it's true. It's like when you, you describe know, the legs. You, that way? you know, you describe the yeah. legs of the wine. <laughs> yeah, you know what that is, right? You've worked in that field. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know, when someone describes the legs of the wine, they're describing how long the wine, when you tilt it around the glass and the the wine hits the rim, how long it takes the wine to like um, kind of like slink back into the glass. Uh, that's how long the legs of the wine are. And I mean that's not just like a wine specific thing like that also has to deal with, with like fluidity the well the atmospheric things that you're dealing with in your area like you could have like a high pressure zone um you know there, there could be a lot of moisture in the air uh, there's there's like a, a lot of things that would weigh on that that have absolutely nothing to do with your wine oh my after many years as leaders and pioneers in the electronic music business tom and judy beckman judy joined their son tom steve who went off to college set out to make wines as distinctive and well-crafted as the keyboards and synthesizers that built their successful careers as founders and pioneers of the Roland Corporation U.S. in 1994. I've never heard of a band named Roland Corporation U.S. What the fuck is this? Oh, that's the name of the company they made, but what was their band? Well, they're just saying they played music? What is this? I believe it. I don't give a shit. What are you fucking playing? It might not even be a musical band either. It could be like a band of brotherhood. (laughs) You don't know. It's already a holistic approach to everything. It's like they're sitting out there playing the fucking go-go's with Belinda Carlisle to the to the plants to make them grow extra spicy. 
Yeah, I don't know. I could never take any of that wine speak seriously. Like, it was always just the biggest thing. I always, I, I had to, like, bite my tongue from mocking. Good yields are all I ever wanted. So... Red currant, happy to drink away. But it's Syrah, so it's more of a black currants kind of mixing in there. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's anything cringier to me than uh, than when people talk about wine in ways that wine does not need to be described. Hold on, hold on. Is it good? Yes, it's good. Like that's the extent. That, that's all it needs to be. It doesn't need to be like, oh yes, I could really taste the the subtle notes of blah blah blah. It's like I don't need to know that. Hold on, Fox. Let me. I, let me... I, I drank it myself. I, I, you know, I, I, I get it. Let me get a little smell of this wine here. Let me. Uh... Let me oh, are you doing? Glass. Are you doing just the nasal inhale, or are you doing like the full frontal orifice inhale? No, you know, no, no. You have to. You have to cover the top of the glass like so the, you can the concentrate the the aromatics of the wine. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Here, let me give you my that my full open mouth, open nostril. Huff my James Parker really suckling advocate on this one. Uh, mmm. Concentration of fresh black and red currants on the attack that leaves you lingering for more of the. <sighs> On the attack. That's always one of my favorite on ones. On the attack, yeah. A rapier of acidity forms the backbone of the structure. <laughs> a rapier of acidity. That was one of my favorite. That doesn't make me want to drink it. Well, one of the times I had seen that term, I believe, was from, was it Suckling? Writing about a Trimbach Riesling was 2016 was the vintage, I think, that said it had a, a rapier of acidity forming through it. And I was like, like, when you're a wine guy who drinks Riesling, I like Riesling a lot. Like, you hear that, and you're like, oh, I know what he's talking about. So, like, the terms are pretentious, but the way they're pretentious is also a way of communicating to specific people. But it is ridiculous when, you, when, you, when you hear uh, um, the orifactory of it is that, uh, you know, black currants as well with raspberries linger on the attack at first uh, first glance, you know, that kind of... This stuff's kind of, like, ridiculous. <laughs> it, it is. Like, the more you say it out loud, like, I don't know. I, like I said, I can never take it long seriously. lasting finish, big bodied and bold. We'll age drink now. I'll give him a long lasting finish. <laughs> I always yeah, enjoy. Like, There's some times where like, like they typically put like similar descriptors in various things. If it's not of a certain quality, but sometimes the wines are so good that they'll put like these outrageous things on. It's like you read a hundred reviews and you read this one. And it's like, Oh my God, what is this review? Yeah. This guy is like, he like lives and breathes as thesaurus. When I used to work with wine, because every capitalistic industry kills your heart and you no longer want to ever look at it again, um, there was a guy who was also very passionate, almost became sommelier. Da, da, da. Uh, him and I would talk about descriptors and reviews and, and, and decisions that made no sense. And this and I, we, we would get like these passionate, like, can you believe the state of like, like, like there's like things, like conversations that winos have, which is an interesting term. It comes yeah. from the Great Depression, wino. But... It'd be like, it would be like this passionate, like, like, like one review will say something and another review says something different and we'll compare them and like, like, and he would get like, he had this like deep, like voice and he'd be like, what is this? Can, can you, what, what, big and bold? And this other one does, what, how can he not get the same? This ridiculous. <laughs> it would just be, it's, it, I, I can't describe it aptly as the experience as to what I had, but it is, it's imagine like a guy who's like, uh, I called him a grumpy grandfather because he was uh, older at that point. Uh, but it was just like the, having this super grumpy guy passionately with a raspy voice, giving you like the business about how ridiculous this person is. And like, like, Oh, decanter, he gives out points in the corner. To anyone that asks is you'll have like, we're talking about reviewers, like they're prostitutes. Just, just these things that you, uh, it's just, it's, it's a thing. 
I can't, you know, convey it appropriately as to the enjoy that it was. But yes, that's you the had one. to be there. I, I'm not crazy about this wine. It is it is for California wine. It is it is good. It is it is good. But it's not. I wouldn't go out of my way to get it. It's but if I had it, I'm, I'm enjoying it. But it's not. California does not produce on average outstanding quality. It produces exceptional quality on exception. Nonetheless, so getting this wine was a problem, Fox. You know why? See, this is the part I actually cared about. Yeah. Carrot wasn't because it didn't make any fucking sense to me. Carrot wasn't home. And and that apparently makes it so that wine can be delivered. So depending on the driver, they won't leave the wine if there's not someone to sign for it. Some drivers will. Having also experience with UPS, because you know you gotta get around. Uh, it's something that a reasonable person would handle. So the first day I come home, there's a note in the door, and it says, sorry, I missed you, and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's the wine, it's gonna be a thing. Uh, how am I gonna do this? And then it's just, you know, I hope that he'll be a reasonable guy, because most drivers, if you just sign in the back to release it, even if it is wine, they'll leave it there, because you signed off to release it, they're not gonna harass you, they got shit to do, they don't give a fuck, they're not gonna get in trouble, they know it. But this guy will not do that. So, I leave that, I, I, I put on the first, I go, oh, it's wine for the in-laws, dot, 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 dot. Sorry about that. Just let me sign the back. You can just leave it here. It's okay. And I sign the back that says you can sign it, da, 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 da. And then next day, I come home to another note. So now that was Wednesday. Now it's Thursday. I come home to another note. And sorry we couldn't reach you again on top of the note I left back in the door for the guy. So now I have two sticky notes on my door all day long. <laughs> and it's like, sorry, can't leave without an adult signature. Please see uh, back for options. And it's like, I know the options. The options here are to, one, pay UPS $8 to send it 1,524 feet away from my house. It's so close I could fucking spit on it. It's 0.2, 0.3 miles away from the fucking house. I had to pay them $8 for this guy to stop there before coming to me and save himself time to leave it there. If I don't pay him that, I won't get this. Two, the option is to also reroute the package to, to work wherever I'm at for 17 fucking dollars. It's supposed to be a gift. Now I'm supposed to pay $17 to be able to get my package. To reroute it to work for 17 bucks, or three, sign up for UPS um, Premium for twenty dollars a month, which is a fucking outrageous fee. Not even Netflix charges twenty fucking dollars a month. I mean, even if it's not even twenty, it's twenty dollars a year. I like how the premium service is to not have to sign for packages. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like I used to be able to clear that in the past, and now I can't clear that in a UPS account. I have to sign up for Premium to be able to do these things. Used to be able to do that for free. But UPS being the, oh, hi, Whitey. Whitey just came over and stepped over. I mean, my my experience with them is when they bring the package up to the door, if you don't get to the door in time, like, they'll just mark on the little thing, like, some sort of random ass signature and just leave that shit there. Yeah, yeah. A lot of drivers do that. And I've had for wine from this specific uh, gift before because their parents continually send this because they don't know what to get us. So they just make it easy and send a, a couple wine things and they come, you know, once a quarter, we get like a bottle and that's it. That's whatever. Fine. But the signature thing is just security theater anyway. Yeah, it is. It is. And so it's not been a problem in the past. It's It's been a while. It's not been a problem. It's been years of getting this so far. It's been a couple of years. It's the first time it's been a problem. So now I've written, now he's like, oh, see for options. And like, those are my options. Those three options are not happening. I'm not paying. Or I can set up a will call at fucking uh, Titten Falls or whatever, fucking 30 minutes away from me down by the fucking shore. I got to go down the shore to fucking get this bullshit. Out of my time, I gotta go spend an hour to go drive and then pay them to pick it up. And when I get there on top of it, I'm like, none of these options are happening. All four of these are bullshit. So now I, I try to like uh, sign up for UPS. It won't, it, it's giving me error, cannot change password. Like, no, it's not working. I'll have to try different browsers, turn off tracking. Like, nothing's working. Now I'm getting annoyed. 
I'm getting annoyed I'm wasting my fucking time. This is bullshit. So now I sit there and now I have to go type up a letter to this guy. I'm going to put a fucking full typed up letter on my door for this asshole. So now I take the two sticky notes, I type this letter up, and I stick... Sounds like you're about to waste your time. Oh yeah, I stick this in the fucking door with the two sticky notes now that are both signed. (laughs) And I put, I go, look, I'm familiar with this. My options as I understood them are, one, I gotta pay as I told you, two, I gotta pay as I told you, three, I gotta pay as I told you. And I wrote those three options, and I put, not gonna happen, unfortunately also not gonna happen, and third time, just ridiculous. And I put, okay, so you kind of leave it with a nice Russian lady behind me. If her, if her black BMW is there, like, you could spit and hit it. it it's literally, uh, these are not, these are small houses next to each other. Like, this, this is literally split kind of like condos. So these doors, like, there's a door next to my door here. You could just knock on the door and give it to her. She's, like, he wrote, if I, if I don't have someone signed for it, I can lose my job. I, I, like, this is fucking bullshit. I know you're lying. This is ridiculous. So I go, you can either leave it with the lady there. I put, leave it with the nice Russian lady right there. If her car's there, she's home. Or you can just pretend none of this happened and just leave it here. Leave it on the roof. Leave it in outer space, I wrote. I don't care. Just leave it here. It's fine. Otherwise, I'm going to not get this package and return to sender. I'm never going to get this because of all this. And I'm typing up this fucking letter to this guy. And I'm like, I look, this is taking time out of your day. I don't want to take time out of your day. I know you want to get home. Just, just leave it here. It's fine. So I come home the third day, Friday now. Now I got a big note on my door from this guy. Unfortunately, I can't leave it. I'm like, oh, sorry again. And now I'm pissed. He's like, you can call and set up a will call for free, I think. And I'm like, no, you can't set up a will call for free. It doesn't happen. And it's also fucking 20-something miles away. And it's, it's going to be all this time. So I get home. And there's like two hours left in the day to go get this before it's sent away. So I've, I've worked with UPS guys. I know I'm in the area. So I go, who the fuck is this guy? Why is he giving me trouble? Like, I wrote the names. I go, if you see this guy or this guy, tell him this is ridiculous and UPS is wasting all of our time. So, like, he knows these guys. They work the route with him. He knows these guys. He knows I know these guys. I'm telling him, I know the guys you know. Just leave it here. It's fine. I'm using their full names on my front door in a letter. Please leave it here. I've worked with these guys. I know them. Just leave it. Okay? Stop fucking with me. Doesn't leave it. So now I have to call up UPS. This is where the story starts. If you haven't ever called UPS... Wait, this is where the story this starts? This is where the story starts. This is, this is the preface okay. to the story. This is where the story starts. If you haven't called UPS, what the fuck you can't talk to a person. UPS? You can't call a person. There's no person. Like, they have, like, a lot of services you call as a screening robot to get you to the right person. There's no people. There's not a person. Not a soul. So I call up UPS, and they try to give me this. Like, I keep, I start pressing zero right from the start. I go, I'm not dealing with this. I'm so fucking angry. I'm not dealing with this. You can't press zero. Oh, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I need your, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, and you can't skip past it. There's nothing I can do. So I press, okay, let me go through the menu here. I start going through these menu options. Please say package issue. If you have a package, I go, delivery issue. What's the issue? Is your package not delivered? Package not delivered. I'm sorry you're experiencing this, but unfortunately I can't do anything for you. You have to open up the claim on UPS.com. Goodbye. And it hangs up on me. That's the first hang up. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I call him back again. Excellent IVR. I call him right back again. And I had to sit through. Every time I call, they go, they had to give the preface message they've added there after the fact. Uh, Monday, Juneteenth will not be interrupting service distribution. Service will go out normally on Monday, Juneteenth. Every time I call, I now have to hear Juneteenth. Just like that. And I'm like, oh my God, come on, just get me the menu. And then it starts going the menu option of please telling me all the options I can do. And I can't skip and I have to listen and just say whatever. So then I start messing around like, uh, package not delivered? And I had to like try different things and just to try and get a person. I've tried... Long story short, I get hung up on six times by this machine, 
until I finally find like, there's like, do you have a tracking number? And like, you don't give me a tracking number with this. So I just put, no, I don't have a tracking number. If you don't have a tracking number, no one can help you. Goodbye. And it hangs up on me. I'm just, I'm like, oh my God. So then I call back again. I put the, I put, I have a tracking number. And then I put, I tried putting in the tracking number. And it's like, well, unfortunately we can't do anything for you. Goodbye. I'm like, oh, so I go back to that same screen and I put, I have a tracking number. And then I don't put the tracking number in on the phone. And I keep pressing zero, 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 zero on that screen. And I'm like, representative, representative. And then they go, okay, fine, we'll connect you to representative, finally. So I couldn't put the tracking number in after I had to say I had a tracking number. I had to like play in between the menus to finally get someone. The phone rings. I'm on hold for like 10 minutes. I finally get someone. And I get, hello, what is tracking number? And I go, Dacking? And as soon as I say Dacking number, I realize he wants tracking number. I go, Dacking? I'm like, oh, what, tracking number? Yeah, Dacking number. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, why? Why is this happening to me? I just want my package. I just want the package. Leave it on the fucking roof. I don't care. Give it to me. It's ridiculous. So now I'm talking to this guy and what, from the accent because I've worked in the tech field before. I, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to these areas. I, I get keen. Sound like the guy was from the Philippines. And that's because also, if you know anything about crypto, like Axie and everything, people do Axie over there because that crypto pays better than any job in the Philippines because that's the state of the Philippines. So this guy's at a call center in the Philippines. He's not having a good time. I know the background there. That's a very poor country in terms of your options for employment per month. It's not great. So now I have this human lightning rod who's meant to be abused and follow a script. And as soon as he picks the phone up, I give my tracking number. He's like, okay, how may I help you? And I go, look, okay, I know you have a script to follow. I know what you have to do here. I don't want to have to go through the whole thing with you in the script. Can I please just get my package? And that's what I told him. I know you have a script. I know you can't answer me like a human being. I told him. I know they're going to make you do all these things. Can we just skip that part? And I, we just go to the options I can have here. Can you help me? Well, unfortunately, sir. And I'm like, oh, this goes on for 25 minutes. Get wrecked. It goes on for 25 minutes of my Friday now. After working, it's fucking 92 degrees outside. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I come home. It fucking sucks. It sucks. So this guy's like, no, 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 no. And I and like every time he says no, I'm like, okay. He's like, well, you can just pay for a wool call because uh, I'm not going to keep doing the voice. And I go, look, why do I have to pay for UPS? Because the guy won't leave my package. I've talked to the drivers in the area and the routes, and they all said they would have left the package for me, even if they don't know me, even though they do know me, because I've worked with these people. I know these people. Can you just give me my package? All the guys would have done this. It's because this guy won't do it because he's a Boy Scout, and he won't leave it, and he's following the rule book because he's being ridiculous. He won't leave it. Can you just give it to me? Well, you have to pay. And he goes like, he keeps saying over and over again the same thing. And I go, why do I have to pay for UPS? Because they won't leave a fucking box in my door. Why do I have to pay? And he keeps saying, well, you have to pay. Why do I have to pay? And I keep asking him, why do I have to pay? And he's, and then I get to the point where I'm so fed up with this guy. I start going, I go, look, I know you don't want to do your job. I don't want to call you. I don't want to screw you. UPS is screwing you like UPS screwed me. I know that you are being exploited by a capitalistic, imperialistic country that is making you hate your job and your life because you have a roof you need to keep over your head and food you have to feed your family. And I know you hate your job. And I know you hate talking to people like me. And I don't want to give you this rigmarole. And I don't want to be an asshole. But I know I have to be an asshole because if I'm not an asshole to you, I'm not going to get this resolved. And I know you can't answer any questions because they won't answer you. I won't let you answer any questions. I'm talking just like this. They won't let you answer any questions because you're afraid you're going to get fired. And if you get fired, you're going to starve. Your family's going to suffer. And you you're just being screwed. I'm being screwed too. Can you please help me? I'm talking to him like this for 25 minutes. And he's like, well, sir. Like at this point, he's now, I, I, just, I did, I gave like a five minute speech of what I just told you, just like that to him. Well, sir, um, I understand you're frustrated. I go, and I go, no, 
You have to say that you understand I'm frustrated because they tell you to say that. I, you're frustrated. I'm frustrated. I know you don't feel frustrated. Your script says to say you feel frustrated and you understand how frustrating it says it's not. Please help me. Yeah, they never feel frustrated for you. I know. They always that. say, I'm sorry. I understand you feel frustrated now. I'm sorry. And as soon as they heard that, I go, stop. I told them, stop reading your script. Stop reading your script in front of me. I want this solved. Stop reading. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to this guy like this for like 25 minutes. I don't want to do this. And after I gave him that whole like, I know that you're going to hate your life because they make you hate your life because they're screwing you and they're not paying you and they're exploiting you and this is fucking soul crushing and you don't want to do this. And he stops and he pauses. There's a long pause. And he goes, your package will be sent to you. And I go, <laughs> and he goes, and I go, I'm sorry. I don't want to do this. I don't want to treat you like this. I know people treat you like this all day long. It's unfortunate that if I don't do this to you, I won't get my package. I just want my wine, please. And he goes, I understand. And I go, and I know you can't respond to me because they won't let you say anything unless otherwise you'd be yelled at or fired. And I don't want you fired. But it's very frustrating. And he pauses and goes, yes, well, maybe I can say that I can be frustrated for the both of us. Wow. And he goes, your package will be there Monday. And it came on Saturday today. So thank, thank, thanks to this guy uh, who has a fucking shitty job that I had to spend hour of my life just being completely the worst experience I've ever had on the phone ever. Yeah. I, I explained once upon a time, I think on the podcast that I used to be a corporate trainer and uh, I was actually upper management um, for a call center. And uh, I remember there were times like the, like I would actually get a customer on my line somehow because like they would go through like all of my supervisors and leads and stuff. And then all of a sudden like, it would, and you know, the obvious, the entry agent and all that, and then they ended up talking to me. And I remember one person went on like you did about like the script and stuff. And they tried to pull that with me. You and have to know just... what's behind the script, not that the script exists. Well, I mean, the, the script, uh, we didn't actually have a script. It was for Sprint. There, there was no actual Sprint. Like there was like an opening you had to say, but that was it. Um, I didn't have to do any of that. So like the guy, the guy gets, gets transferred to me and he's like, I know you're going to tell me the script. And I'm like, no, no, you, I'll stop you right there. You're, you're right. <laughs> you just stop. You're right. And then the, the guy, yeah. No, no. I, I said, I'll stop you right there. No, you're, you're right. And then, like, I waited for a second, and you know, he he, he couldn't even believe that I just agreed with him. <laughs> well, so, I'm like, yeah, so many people have told me what's going on with your story, and I've been the person telling them that, that you aren't going to get what you're asking for, and now I'm going to explain why that's the case. And then I went on to explain why that's the case. And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely upset, but you're not getting it. So, is there anything else I can help you with? The the difference is, Fox. This is a guy in a call center outsourced overseas. In a country yeah. where English isn't the first language, they absolutely have a script. If it's an American, yes, you're correct. There's a good chance that they may be able to have some liberty in how they speak to people as long as they follow general customer service terms. Yeah. I don't know. Like, sometimes I felt bad for them, but then sometimes they just wanted that pink unicorn because they felt entitled to well, the yeah. I'm not saying that you were, too. No, it's just like I just want it's just an example delivered. of when, when that person tried the whole, like, script thing. And I was like, yeah, I promise you no one you talked to before me has. Yeah. It, it, I was hoping to get a person who is... Uh, from America because I could the first thing I wanted to say is thank god I finally got a person this have you talked to that automated machine oh my god it's horrible thank you for saving me that's what I wanted to say because that's how I felt it was so horrible to deal with that machine but this guy can't even like I can't I can't have nuance with this guy there's no it's hard to even understand the accent what's going on but it's I, know that that's I mean, honestly, it took that guy way more effort to like not deliver your package and to read all these notes than just to send the package. 
the, yeah, than to just like sign for it himself and leave it there. What about that? Fulfills everything. I was considering leaving my driver's license taped to the fucking window for this guy. That that would have been useless, also. I know because like, he wouldn't have left it. Any literally anyone can sign for that. Package. I know. And, and when he came, no one had to sign today. He did like this is a different guy because Saturday they have different drivers on Saturday. And when fucking Frank came, no one had to sign for anything. He just gave it to me. That was it. Rang the doorbell, of course, because he was going to walk away if I didn't fucking do it. But fucking Frank, Boy Scout. <sighs> but that took up entirely too much time. But that was that was. Is there a way you can change the delivery time? No, so I tried that right away. And plus, they make you pay seventeen dollars to change the delivery. But they say, unfortunately, we can't commit to any time. <laughs> Just leave it at the UPS store. Not. I could walk to the UPS store. It's there. It's right there. Oh man, one thousand two hundred fifty-four feet. I can walk 1,254 feet. But nope, I gotta pay $8 to walk to 1,254 feet. To save them that's time like, and effort and gas, I gotta pay money. It's like a fifth of a mile, man. Yeah, it's nothing. Come on. Even I can hobble that far. For bathing, I'm gonna convert that. That is 418 yards. Oh, that's also imperial measures. I need meters. <laughs> yeah, that, that was not quite effective, man. <laughs> Whoops. That's 382.2 meters. There is a you place that you could drop this off 382 meters from my, my domicile. This has been brought to you by What the Fuck You Man a Deal, a Final Fantasy XI podcast. Uh, about UPS. Uh, that's fucking horrible. So I didn't think it would be that involved. Like It was so involved and it was so frustrating. I had to call Carrot when it was over and I go. I'm just sitting here playing with my slinky while you're ranting about somebody's script. She was she was in the gym and I go, Do you have a second so I can rant to you? And I told her most of what I told you. Uh, it was so bad. So, June update for anyone who's still with us. Thanks, you individual singular person. No one's listening at this point. Like, I just wanted to share how horrible. Look at the retention stats just drop off. I, uh, I don't see that unless on YouTube. So, that drops off anyway. So, I'm sure someone is sitting at their desk working, hearing about how horrible it is. Because. Like, when you're a human lightning rod and you're paid to sit there and be abused and just say, give the same answer of no, no matter what happened over and over again, it's ridiculous. And it's just unfortunate because that person just literally paid to be abused by people who call up all day it's long weird too, just harassing because them. Because I, I, I mean, I used to be able to just make it rain. And, like, I remember I used to tell, like, like my supervisors and stuff to make sure that their team knew that if I was going to give them something, that I want them to explain to me why I should be giving it to them, not why I should Oh, I could explain so they like, bought this wine with no signature plenty of times. Why are they doing yeah, this? Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's not my money. And if I'm doing right by a customer, then, you know, you, that's the whole idea of customer service. Like, you're just making people happy that way. They lost It's much money. easier to make them go away. Because when they had to return this to sender, they go three times. So on three days, they're paying a guy to go drive the gas and time to my house to then stop and then leave a note. They had to stop and write to not deliver something. So then it goes back to the fucking call center and then has to get sent back across the country that they have to go spend time shipping that like if you just left it you would have not had to have me call someone you're paying not had to have some guy come back three times in a row not make me upset and think ups fucking sucks and just like just leave it just leave it he's like if someone walks off that i lose my job it's like people walk on with packages all the time you don't lose your job just stop it yeah exactly it has to be traced back to you in some meaningful way correct <laughs> so I mean, uh, well, who's to say that someone else didn't like meet, meet him at the door and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm blah, blah, blah. And then like sign for it and then just like take your wine and then get in their car and like drive away. I have personally overwritten wine packages for UPS and left them on safe areas for people. And I'm sure they appreciated me doing that. And I did not lose my job for it. 
I've drank sake on the job when we stopped for hibachi with the other UPS guys and did not lose my job for it. So I don't want to hear this bullshit about you can't leave a fucking package in my porch because I work with all the guys you work with. Shut up. It's funny. <laughs> They're all, it was funny because they'll be afraid. Like we go to hibachi on a Friday for something special and it'd be like the guy would be like flipping the onions and it's like, who wants sake? And they're like, oh, we're in the job. We can't do it. I open my mouth and go, shoot it right here. <laughs> yeah, man. He's <laughs> shooting it across. Let's, let's the get this done. Right, let's do this shit. It's like, what are you guys going to get me fired? Don't worry. So We're good. in the same fucking boat. Shut up. It's a brotherhood. That was pretty funny. So, yeah, fucking nothing better than having sake midday. It does not like you're getting fucking wasted. You're just taking a fucking shot of sake. And you got to go do the rest of the fucking day. And you're eating a giant hibachi meal. You're not fucking intoxicated in the slightest. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I remember my, my first day when, this is a long, long time ago, when I was training to be a wine salesman uh, for the merchandising company I worked for. Um, I was with like one of their their like senior uh, senior sales reps or whatever, and he took me around to like all these like really expensive places that uh, that we would sell to. Like um, one of them in particular, like Islandwood, is out where like Bill Gates does his retreats and stuff. And like I remember drinking out there at the giant mahogany table, and like nobody told me I was supposed to spit. <laughs> so I got I got absolutely blasted. Oh, on this adventure. that'll happen. And it was great. It was like the best day of work ever. Oh, I've, I've working with wine. I've gotten wasted and done my work completely functionally, perhaps better than ever. And I'm happy that the happiest I've ever done to be working and just getting this stuff done. And instead of like sitting there doing nothing, I'm like, I'm going to go do more stuff now because I feel like doing stuff. And instead of like, otherwise I'd be sitting there saying, fuck it, I'm not doing anything else. When, when you're sober, you don't want to do shit. When you get drunk, you want to fucking do all the laundry and clean the house. At least for me. I mean, it was like, it was like a 22 year old fox that didn't know that work could be that cool. Oh, dude. It was it was pretty great, and you get more productivity out of the person. There's a certain obviously a curve in this case. <laughs> so there is definitely a there's curve. definitely a curve, but I mean, getting a little bit there, I I've I've done some of my best work that way. I'm not saying it helps me do better work, but it, when something encourages you and the day sucks and it makes you not think it sucks and you're happy for a change, then fucking it's self medicating. It's you know. So the update happened. Yeah, you know, this is a Final Fantasy XI. Yeah, it is, it is. As much, like, I mean, I'm sure some of the people listen. We talked about, instead of talking about the bullshit up front, we talked about some of the game and everything up front. And instead of having making people wait an hour of non, yeah, instead of making people wait an hour, this cat is in my lap just falling on the floor. (laughs) I'm trying to hold him up with one arm and press the button to talk to the other. So instead of getting all the uh, talking for an hour and a half or so out of the way, we we did we we dropped in a little bit of that Odyssey and some of that Black Mage mono wall pulling and dropped in a little bit of those those little snickerdoodles, if you will, before we went on the way to Grandma's house and talking about all the non-related Final Fantasy things. Now we're descended from the rafters and ninja it into your day. Yeah, like um, what was the wrestler who fell and died from the rafters? Um, oh, that was um. When you said the name, I'm gonna know it. Ken Shamrock. No, no, Ken no. Shamrock. He was an MMA. No, player. no, no. Yeah, he was MMA. Yeah, I'm stupid. I remember watching him after that happened, doing MMA. No, it's uh, shit. What's his name? It was Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Yeah, he was one. He was one of the Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his heart stopped, but it was, it was Owen, well, <laughs> it's Owen Hart. Owen Hart with no E. That's unfortunate. When there's an E and Owen, but no, no E and Hart. Yeah. It, <laughs> he just said, we dropped in the non-conversation like Owen Hart from the sky. <laughs> We're going places here. So the update happened. Not a big update, but there are things that happened here. So Fox is on the Voracious Resurgence, which is the first entry here in the update notes. All right. Let's see if I can get Discord to not drop me out when I switch to it. It shouldn't. Here we go. Yeah, you're still here. It shouldn't, but it's been doing weird shit lately. Yeah, it's Discord. Stan's fucking so, sucks. Voracious Resurgence. I actually haven't done this mission yet, but I have done every mission up to it. 
and it's you know it hasn't been that bad lately um do it and you get like a, an extra free venus orb every month too. yeah that's why i i feel like i'm missing out already but i i want to do the whole story i'm being punished every month now i forgot <laughs> to get my mob do all the whole story too. at once I forgot to get my my bonanza i don't know like the the punished. early quests the early quests in this story are not like they feel really disjointed i mean sure they all revolve around you happening to run into a goblin is is the gist of it oh that's right i like the building that I, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's, it's not, it's not like the best storytelling, but it's also like not terrible either. Like, Voracious Resurgence has been a fine story. Uh, speaking of um, stories, I forgot to say the last thing I heard to say in my how am I? I've been watching The Fruit of Evolution recently. I just started that today. Fruit of Evolution. It's an anime. It's an e- yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, just don't remember which one it it's is. It's an isekai where the guy uh, is a fat loser who gets. Oh no, I know what that is. Yeah, and like. The- I'm like, the first thing starts off with this fan service of a naked chick in the ground. And I'm like, oh, am I not going to want to watch this? What the fuck is this? Well, I mean, contextually, I don't know why you would be watching. And then, and then I'm like, I'm like, is. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to condemn it in the first 10 seconds from, from big titty fan service, naked girl. And Are first, you a Mithra? First opening you're scene. Actually a but then it kind of gets into this whole, this whole, like, I like the isekais that make fun of them being isekais, like. Like, this guy falls in love with a gorilla, and he goes to the guild, and everyone in the guild, like, he opens the door, and there's, like, a sated, like, a dominatrix dripping candle wax and whipping some guy in ladies' panties, and, like, the guild masters wear nothing but a speedo flexing his muscles, and, like, one guy has a pacifier in his mouth, and the other guy's, like, says he wants to go streaking, and it's, like, I'm, like, that so all the, like evolution. yeah, it's, like, all the, all the weirdos are at the guild, and I'm, like, oh, this is funny, this, this appeals to my humor of how ridiculous this is. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm episode three now. And I'm like, you know, I, I can appreciate this. This is, I'll continue watching this. Fan service aside. Because if fan service ruined animes, then I would never have watched Food Wars. I did like the food items of the show. The food is what matters. I don't know. Like that wouldn't, like the premise of that. Yeah, it sounds like it's trying to be a parody of its own genre. But at the same time, like I. Not often you fall in love yeah, with a gorilla who has a man voice. Way, you know? Like, like it's like there's like this deep man voice, and then it has like a flower in its hair. So it's meant to be like this this parody of. Well, you've seen it, yes, because you know what I'm talking about now. No, I've only seen like reviews for ah. it and stuff. Before I knew um, it, my life had it made. God, there wasn't there was another one that I wanted to bring up that was like kind of super, but um, entirely. Was it? Um, but maybe it'll come to me, and I'll bring it. Was it like Tusimichi or whatever I said last time, where the guy is like uh, making no, no, fun no, of no. being in a isekai. I have seen that one, and that one is okay. Yeah, it was. It was okay. Um, it was worth the watch. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was this other one where like this dude gets like tricked by this big titty chick to. Uh... It's always a big titty chick. Oh yeah, yeah, but she's she's intentionally using the fact that she is to to sell this like old video game to him. And it's like some old busted ass <laughs> video game, and it's like one of those full dive situations where like they can feel and like experience that they're in there, and like instead of being this like ultimate superhero while he's inside, like the the game is just shit, like everything <laughs> is terrible, and That's like great. he's basically he's basically a criminal right off the bat when he thinks he's he's supposed to be like a hero, but like he's done some some things that are off. I God, I forget what it's called, um, but it's absolutely worth watching, and maybe I'll try to like get it to you in time for like the show notes or something for okay. somebody who's interested. Well, maybe. But, but uh, I'm sure one of our listeners will know otherwise because we have to have the weeb trash in here every time. Oh yeah, of course. So Voracious Resurgence storyline, yeah. disjointed the Star Me the Goblin a couple times and this last update gives you the, the cha-chas. <laughs> you can do the cha-chas. <laughs> the, the club named the cha-chas. Sound. Sound clubs. <laughs> one, two, cha-cha-cha. Three hops this time. 
And you, there's a picture of Funkworks himself on BG on the Cha-Cha's page with the look of what it does when you lock style this and hit mobs, all these musical notes come out. So that's that's fancy. That's that's kind of a gift. I think at this point, stupid little things like that. Okay, Whitey Lee, fuck you. Um, it's like he's laying and he just starts flopping around like like I'm torturing him. And he wants to like get away, like I'm like captured him or something. Like he's gonna he's freaking out. Uh, so yeah, at this point, like getting a cha chas or some weird lock style like the Pirogo blue costume this month, which I think is cool. You're wearing it today too. I think it's the best Pirogo one yet. Like oh yeah, cool things like that. Those little. Well, knickknacks. I like all the frog outfits. I think they're all sweet. So I, I think I, like them all. I think you gotta catch them all. I think those are the peak of this game anymore. Is getting one weird storyline, getting the lock style for it, and uh, wearing a frog costume and just hopping around, dying on Geomancer in a uh, Shulsi. Yeah, beautiful. And there was Ambuscade, which we did today. Oh, so before that, even too, they changed so, the graphics of the NM's Mimis and Uritos. Remember those two up in Upper Dolkfoot's Tower? Uh, yeah, but I haven't actually seen what they changed it they, to yet. From what I remember people talking about in the update day, it was they gave um, Mimis like the tattoos of the Gigas in the past, like all that weird tattoo look. There's Whitey Scratches behind me. What are you, what are you doing? He's going to town. Wow. And they gave uh, Euritos the Gigas helmet, the, the, the big metal helmet they were in the past. Oh, okay. So it's like... Um, Just existing Priarius's models. helmet. Yeah. Yeah. If you've seen Gigas in the past, because I, I did, because I spent time in Vunkerl and the, uh, on Summoner, leveling up Summoner on the Gigas Tiger, when right before Abyssia came out, level 70 with Garuda. Oh, yeah. Like all the pet killing was, it was a huge But it, it, was, yeah, it was Gigas Tigers, and they were like helms, and there was those big bronze helmets. But my question was why change that now? Why? Yeah, like they, they spent a lot of time to do this. Why? And... They spent any time to do this. Why? What are they going to yeah. do? A fucking boots on Leaping Lizzie next? They're going to give him fucking sandals and we're going to see him walking around in Hermes sandals or something? Now that'd be worthwhile. I want to see a Leaping Lizzie in Hermes sandals. Some fresh Soleil. Right. Soleil. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, it just seems like with them always talking about unfortunately, they have, like, limited resources. What's that? I was like, they always go, unfortunately, we have no plans. Yeah. Like if they if they say they have a lot going on, then you know why do something that's so minimal and doesn't actually change the game for anyone? Because most of the time, I forget that those NMs even exist in Dogfoot Sour. They're up all the time. Uh, yeah, because nobody kills them or interacts with them. Uh, back in the day when I was a level sixty something puppet master, sixty two, and didn't have any gill, I spent pup sub thief most of my free time. Like, just back in the day, killing Gigas to get Gil from Gigas drops, including hoping I get Mimis to get the axe to NPC and the extra Gilly drops, and killing just Gigas. Like, I'd start and just kill all the way up the whole tower to get enough Gil that they drop to buy a chivalrous, uh, chivalrous chain. That that is what I did back then, because I didn't know how to farm, and I just struggled through it. So, I uh, Mimis has a special place in my heart, but I would not... Not change his design. I remember the name of the show. It's called Full Dive. Full Dive. That's what it was. I will check it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's super great. There's very graphic murder at the beginning of it. Oh, that's good. I like that. Um, I'm pro violence. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah. Anyway, so the uh, yeah. I I mean, sure. You you spent a lot of time there, like once upon a time. But like, even new players don't really go into. That no one sees them. Yeah. 
outside of the return of Dogfoot's Tower, you got to go up there and do the mission. That's the only time you see him. Maybe they saw a bunch of people were spending a lot of time in there because they're like botting shields, but don't realize that they're botting shields. So they're like, hey, let's make those NMs special. <laughs> That's actually a good point. They do bot him to get the keys to desynth. Yeah. He drops six keys or whatever. He has six people. So they do bot mm-hmm. him to desynth that key for orbs. That's actually a fair point. There are people up there. That's bullshit, too. And now that you can just like continue to grab that key and throw that key into your, uh, what you call it? And the recycle, yeah. Yeah. But they, <laughs> it, only, it only drops the number of people in the party, I believe. Unless it drops mm-hmm. more and you can keep them recycled, but I think it also floors to the Yeah, ground. but you can have all six of those keys go to that person without having to worry about them, like, having to lop through. Oh, yeah, yeah, stuff. that's true. Well, I mean, they obviously you have enough time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'd have enough time to individually lot them all, but you could technically keep asking that character and just throwing them in the recycling bin if, if you wanted to load up. I didn't even I don't think about that. Do. I didn't even think about those bots being there, Fox, because now that I think about that, now that you mention it, that's actually really fucking insulting, that they know there's oh. bots there camping that shit. And their response, maybe they just don't know, but they have to know if they're fucking changing the mobs right there. How do you not? How are you completely unaware? I used to go out there a few times because people in like some of the the new people LSs that I would be part of like helping, they would be complaining that they can't get some of their rank missions done because like they can't get the mob because it keeps getting camped by this guy and they didn't even understand the concept that it was being botted. So like I would run out there and like I would claim it because it's not that hard to outclaim the bot. They just renew at the game. And, you know, I'd be like, oh, cool, you know, we got the drop and all this stuff. But, yeah, I mean, otherwise, it, it would never cross my mind that those mobs are even. You know, we we, t- we talk about, or people complain that Miryu is making people not play the game when you fucking spike slot on them. And we'll talk about Miryu later because in the update notes. But at the same time, I have to imagine that if that, even if that was true, which I think that's complete fucking bullshit and the reactionary trying to pick anything you can to leverage something against someone that's doing something you don't like attitude anything you could possibly throw at the wall to stick. But at the same time, this is more impactful to those people than anything else like that could ever be. And the fact that SE can't be unaware of this, honestly, it was stupid to make that I didn't even part of it in the first place. But the fact that they would change the models here and not address that is, is absolutely just, just really insulting of, of Square Enix to even... The dev team here really... just They shouldn't change the models. And no one would have said anything about it. Just just doing that under the context that there is a botter up there 24-7 trying to make a crafting shield, it's, it's Square Enix, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it, it doesn't leave like the best taste in my mouth, that's, that's, sure. that's I didn't even think about it in that way until you mentioned that there's a bot there. You're welcome. It's typical. Because it's like on the official forums. You have Urea who posts every single day a report to the dev team, and the, the moderator there directly has said that they will not remove them because they'll just come back. So I guess SC has the same attitude as their bullshit crappy moderators on the official forums who refuse to do their job. Why are you even there in the first place if you're not going to do shit? Uh, because the, the bot will come back. So why bother? <laughs> so I guess that's the attitude of the dev team as well as the fucking moderator team. So it's not that they can't do it. They just don't care. Sure. At any rate, so Ambuscade was changed this month and it's different from the last time in a way that makes it take longer because you know- that's what they want. The description of all the changes for this ambuscades make it sound like there's a huge difference in the ambuscade, and I didn't really notice any difference whatsoever. Yeah, kind of. Well, I mean, our first run, I did notice a difference because we all fell prey to it, but... <laughs> well, that's because we had a bard healing us around an MP. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. things happen like accidentally singing a mambo and then not getting it off you for the other ballad and not having haste on the other guy who was me to do the DPS to finish off the last 4% before you ran an MP. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, I, the, the whole changing the attack and everything doesn't matter. Like, that was never really a problem. The Paladin blocks for zero. Uh, reducing the attack for mobs doing different things now, different the ads attacking different things. That that was kind of like, I'm like, okay, I guess you spent time on that, but whatever, that's fine. It's the big change, two big changes are that when all the Paladin, or you just take a Paladin, I guess you could kite him with a rune. That's what I used to do when it first came out. Yeah, the Kenyan approach. Yeah, the Kenyan approach. That's racist. Oh man, they're great at running. Yeah, they're great at running due to the natural environment they trade in. Yeah, they uh, they have an yeah, exactly. environment that suits running in their lung capacity. There's, there's nothing racist about that. They're <laughs> like way better at running than I am. Correct. It's due to the environment which they I grew up was. in. Yeah. The, the natural climate of Kenya allows them to have a greater lung capacity for more running distance. But yeah, we used to we used to call it the the Kenyan method uh, to to run them around the, the outside of the. It's a good method description. Yeah, man, that's funny. Uh, I had to be that kiter so many times, dude. It was so boring. <laughs> But now it takes longer because, well, first of all, they made all those mobs get 100 TP regain instead of 50. So before you could have a paladin with, with summoner, just sub-summoner, just take away all the TP and it didn't matter. Now we have to have a summoner babysit the the mobs there, which makes it take longer because now you're taking away from potential of hurting the mob on our end or having buff supply dust beyond the first start of the fight or damage added from the sun, anything else that could have gone. I mean, you wouldn't take a summoner in the first place then. But, could. But... That's annoying in the first place. You can still manage that now. We just have a summoner babysit and cures the paladin. So it kind of works the same because you don't have to take a healer now. You can just have the summoner heal the paladin. You don't need a healer besides the bard for your main group of DDs. The big change here is that instead in the past where you would just let it take you to like 10 HP and keep draining you for nothing. Uh, now the, the difference was if you're below 10 yeah. H, 10% HP of your max, you just die. This is that's the major. Change. That's the major change because you used to not have to bring a, a healer at all. Yeah, like it was it was an ambu where you just as long as nobody fucked up, everything was fine. The worst thing was dispel from Geeky Rikon or whatever in the middle seventy five yeah. to fifty percent of the stage where he would jump up and dispel you. That's the worst of it. But so sorry, I keep copying. Um, so that part was the reason why we exclusively used to use ninjas for it instead of other jobs because that's a five hit move that dispels. So, like, you would never have enough shadows to actually, you know, stop every hit, and that's why you would get dispelled. And, you know, I'm, of course, not factoring in Blue Mage or whatever. But, I get like, today. regular DDs sub-ninja, though, it was still kind of a problem uh, to use them because of that move specifically and not getting dispelled and stuff. Um, but, you know, you could always work around it, or you could just bring ninjas. Like, it doesn't matter. But, but yeah, historically, it was a problem. I think, perhaps, the greatest DD for this this month is a King Konkin Puppet Master. You think so? Yes. Just because the puppet's extra source of damage, or? Yes, the I was getting up to like 92k bone crushers with the puppet, and I'm doing 99k obviously with hand to hand, which is doing more white damage. That's what hand to hand you does. Know, it would be nice because, uh, like, I was thinking, that, yeah, you know, maybe Beastmaster can do the same thing, and you get to use like Farsha or whatever. But like, that's not even the case because you have to issue the commands to your pet. Like, I, I don't want to like lose the J lock on that to uh, or yeah. the J lock out. Whereas the Puppet Master doesn't have to. Yeah, like, Puppet Master just has maneuvers and it just does its thing. And, so, yeah, no, I can see that. And you don't need extra defense down or anything else that the pet applies. I mean, maybe you could just do that with the Beastmaster, but at the same time, you are sacrificing your DPS to do that, so. And the pet's also not going to weapon skill frequently enough to, like, keep it off of all the other DDs, so it's probably not going to die. And I'm also able to use Ventriloquy on the pet so that when the pet gets hit by the mob, uh, it doesn't have death proc on it. I've not had the pet die yet, so. Oh, good, yeah. That'd be the main concern that I would have, but. Yeah, I mean, just based on weapon skill frequency alone, like it's not going to be the same as a regular DD anyhow. It's just free damage, right? But it should never pull it off of anyone yeah, else. Yeah, because Bone Crusher gets an FTP bonus against Undead. 
Yeah, that's pretty. Sweet. And as a as a pup with like um, I have R twenty five body and stuff, but I'm using the feet to get the pedal level. So I have the extra uh, from having Holy Circle for on on myself. I have the extra killer effects on my gear that I'm meleeing with. So that's also yeah, that. nice for white damage. But yeah, I mean the pup is honestly even if the pet just does like 15 percent of the pars. The Puppet Master is close enough that that extra 10-15% exceeds every other DD there if that things are going correctly. Yeah, I think this is the uh, the one Ambuscade where I actually do concede that Kanagi is worth it for a ninja. <laughs> um, it's just the best weapon that you can use in there because it's an Empyrean weapon and you're already on ninja, so you're not going to die. Or, um, but yeah, like when it comes to other jobs, though, I guess as long as you're safe, you know, any extra damage you can get is great. So in terms of setups... Um... You don't want an O chain this month for Paladin, which is the ideal tank. You want pre win. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. That's just our tank didn't have a pre win. They had to go get a pre win. They only had O chain, Aegis, and Burt Gang <laughs> R fifteen. Didn't have a fucking. You know, pre-win. I thought you were going to ask me to go Paladin to your run. No, I mean, did you want to? No, I was just surprised when you didn't. No, I mean, Hundi can go Paladin. So, well, I guess it didn't occur to me that he didn't have like a different job. He, could he has Monk. He would have to go Monk subbing in. Yeah, but we went Nin Nin Blue because I went Puppet first and I just wanted to make sure that things were fine because Table ran an MP from the nonsense at the start and it would have been a problem next time, but I was tired of, if anything goes wrong, I'm tired of losing master points on Pup for the Ambuscade if anything goes wrong because things can go wrong. <laughs> like like say someone doesn't carry you before it goes off for whatever reason or something. It's just things can go yeah, wrong. Yeah. You don't want to, like it's an easy Ambuscade, but it, it does take like seven minutes. It's kind of. What's, what, did you watch the um, Zola well, video? I haven't watched the Zola video yet, but either. I'm sure he crushes it in a matter of... I, 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 was, I believe I was told from table he takes all Ucom Wars or whatever. Yeah, well, actually, when, but right before we entered, like I kind of mused a bit that like if you had like four rangers that had Armageddon, like you could probably just overkill this thing to death. Like Get your AM3 and then just have them just go ham, just... just triple shotting for like cap damage and shit when they get hate and they run over to them i guess they're must they're melee well i mean you you would also be you know sub ninja also i mean it is a thing but i it's kind of in the same vein as the ukon warriors it's just you know with triple attacks instead of enforced doubles and force triples instead of you know whatever ukon's doing it'd just be another way of doing it like no all the rangers in the way i was thinking would just be like start out around him and just shooting him That'd you could even fun. ping pong it too have him running around but yeah, I I figured like any Imperian weapon is going to go nuts. Like you you did great in there on Blue Mage because oh, you have all mace. I, I love my all mace right now, especially having an R fifteen. Yeah. Oh man, it's great. Uh, that easily exceeds the ninja's damage in there. If it doesn't, I mean, I don't know how oh, yeah. Kanagi would have done, but I still feel like I would have exceeded the ninja's damage because I'm also doing more skill chain damage from Kanagi. Probably would have been competitive though. Um, yeah. I know that I was auto attacking when I would because I used a bunch of different katana combinations throughout those runs. And uh, was using Kokoku and he's just like one percent. I was yeah. using Kokoku on the first run also, yeah. and like I was, I was like critting for eleven k, so like it was a thing. But it it relics aren't going to proc enough, and with you know there being like a fifty percent proc rate on you know AM three, maybe better than using uh, Heishi. Yeah, uh, I wasn't really impressed when I used Heishi because you're not um, getting extra like you already cap weapon skills generally, so you're not. Getting I extra actually. From the team I actually really liked it when I was using uh, Fudo Masamune, and that was mostly so that uh, I could just stay ahead on hate. Because, like, I, I used Yonin on a lot of those, and I tried to do as much tanking as possible. Because, yeah, like, it might make my DPS suffer because I have to cast Shadows, like, a couple more times. 
But if other people can focus on damage, I don't really care that my parse is a little behind. And as long as you do cap damage, picking something that skill change yeah. on someone else is the skill chaining is this month is also yeah. speeds it up a lot. When I when I started spamming with Heishi, I was spamming Blade Chi, and I didn't realize until afterwards I was like, man, I really gimped our damage because I, we weren't skill chaining at all because I kept interrupting it. Yeah. When you went back to yeah. skill chaining, I kept closing darks and stuff. And even even just even yeah, that's why I, I switched on the last run to blade ten. Yeah, even though darkness is an ideal, it's still a lot of extra damage. I think like six percent of my parse mm -hmm. was skill chain damage when you switch back to that. Yeah, I mean, well, all the damage was all mines uh, on skill chain damage. But I was doing about against I was looking at the parse against non Imperian ninjas and Imperian blue was in Setsuken. Uh, I was doing like eleven percent more in the parse. Yeah, it was a lot. And it's it's mostly that uh, that AM on blue, mm -hmm. and it's nice too because I also said healing breeze. And if anything possibly happened, and anything went wrong, I have healing breeze as a Kiraga too to keep people alive. I'm also putting slow on it, which is overriding the haste it has, and I'm applying a stronger slow than ninja provides with uh, um, because I'm sub ninja, I don't have anything of attack bonus. So embalming earth is a thirty percent slow that lasts for a few minutes, and it also gives me an attack boost and shrink boost, so that's also nice. And I'm also giving everyone. Diffusion Orcish Counter Stance. Because you don't need Mighty Guard. You don't want the extra regen at the end beyond the Kiraga 2 to keep you above 10% without having him recover more HP. And you don't need the attack bonus, so the only thing I can really give you is like Counter Stance, which can save your life there, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, you just gotta hope that you never have to worry about counter procs in the hierarchy of things. And even this is actually a case where using Chain Affinity you come out on damage ahead if you do that. Because you're doing yeah, I know that... cap sinker drills for darkness or whatever. I know that when, when Basing died, like, it was just a matter of being unlucky. Um, but, like, honestly, I should have been punished for the same thing, but I was just not punished by RNG. Because I, I, I did the exact same thing as him. Um, he, it, it used a TP move, and then I weapon-skilled into him during the TP move. And that's bad. Like, you don't want to do that on Ninja, because there's some moves that'll just wipe all your shadows. And then you have to recover from your animation delay on the weapon skill if you do that. So it's kind of like playing chicken with a truck. That's what I always um, do. Yeah, he got punished. When I got hit, I didn't die. When he got hit, he did die. And we both made the exact same mistake. It's an end doom so, in the mob, if anyone's not clear about what yeah, that is. Straight up death. You can't do anything about and it. It's an end doom that I think Proxmore's HP goes down, but that's not... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it gets much higher. It, yeah. But I uh, also, Blue Mage gets undead killer. So when I have Holy Circle, I'm taking even more advantage of white damage. Yeah. And that's part of why I want to bring, um, I want to try bringing Warrior or even Beastmaster and try to use Farsha in there, uh, because you can use the Founder's Breastplate or the Nukumi Kasabe and like really take advantage of that killer effect from the Holy Circle. Yeah, and you'll have that on top of also having an Empyrean weapon. So I mean, yeah, it's not Nukon, obviously Ukon is Ukon. But, but yeah, I guess if anyone hasn't been made clear for anyone who's in the weeds still at this point, it's a Kutrov, which takes a lot of extra damage, so people are hitting straight at nines, but it has like a shit ton oh. of HP. And the evasion is high in it this month, too. It's like a thief mob. So you need over 1,400 accuracy to cap on VD. Yeah, I didn't realize how bad accuracy was until my food fell off in the first fight. Yeah. And um, until you showed me the accuracy parts for range act. Because I'm not used to my deck in being less than like 90-something percent. It was 60. And, and it was like was 30. 60. Yeah. And I actually take really good care of my, uh, that, my deck and accuracy. I found so. that like around fourteen twenty five at eyeballing it seemed fine. I think around fourteen fifty was capped easily. On blue, blue's another advantage here too, is blue has so much natural accuracy bonus on top of that that I was in Atomar gear because you could just wear as long as you have shadows and everything, you could wear straight right. up full TP set this month. And Atomar head and body and stuff, but like and the head's attack, it's not accuracy. 
I was at 1488 or whatever uh, accuracy. It was just not. not yeah, bomb. I did the the first half of the first fight in like an evasion DT set. And then I realized I didn't need that. So I went to just regular DT set like halfway through that fight. And then I realized I didn't even need that. So then I just went full greed set, which was really nice to be able to use for once in all the rest of the in all the rest of the fights. So. But as much as everyone would rather bring like everyone this month, everyone's going to be like, do you have a, a ninja that's really good? And most people don't be like, oh, do you yeah. have a monk with Verithragna or do you have like an Ukam warrior maybe? And I think Blue Mage is a better suited job to the Samuskade than either of those jobs. The only thing you really want to watch out for, I mean, the Kanagi is going to be pretty competitive too in this situation, but um, the only thing you really want to watch out for is like making sure you don't get uh, wrecked by that five hit dispel. Like that thing can ruin your day. It does. That's also a benefit of being on Pup too. Is And I can't say that Blue is going to do better overall than a Monk in terms of straight damage, but it also it, it has more things going for it that is beyond just straight damage. Oh, I've never gone as Monk to it, but I imagine that that would be I, I think, really scary. Yeah, the, the white damage of Arathraga Monk would probably be the, the next best thing I could think of. Just impetus, grossness, yeah. yeah. Impetus and, and Varathragna. But definitely I would take a blue over most DDs in general if that blue is geared out and has all mace. That's I think it's a great month to be a blue mage. Otherwise, yeah, I do actually because of how strong impetus is, like I don't even think Verithrogna is really that necessary. Honestly, you can probably you can probably use Safari. <laughs> that actually would be pretty good too, because you're done to Because you don't have to make a lot of extra you know, counter sacrifices and you get that extra eighty percent layer of not getting ruined. Yeah. Not getting owned, counter so. for putting out shadows this month and not dying is a really big benefit of also why I like to bring in blue. Yeah. Cause I set the trait, because there's not much else you could really set on blue in that month besides, you know. Maybe I could go monk to the next one. And then that way you can still set Orcish counter stance and I'll just enjoy the shit out of it. Oh yeah, that'd be great. And it, it increases counter damage by like fifty or hundred percent or something. Like I was countering yeah. In, like, in general, when I counter in that job, I'll be hitting for something, and my counters will be like 700 white damage, and I'm hitting oh, yeah. for like, I'm hitting for a lot less than that. It's just ridiculous. Oh, when you have fully charged impetus and you counter with Safari, you definitely know that you're countering with Safari because it is a 30% crit damage bonus. So, like, having an 80% crit damage bonus would be absurd. I pull up Orcish counter stance. Yeah, I wouldn't even. It's counter. Like, I mean, it would also be like again playing chicken with a truck, though, because if you're relying on it, like twenty percent of the time, you're yeah, gonna you're gonna it's gonna happen. Uh, increases counter damage by fifty percent, but counter damage itself seems higher Sweet. naturally. Yeah, on a monk, yes, because vid is factored into it. No, it just seems higher too on my blue mage when I counter. I know I have orchid fifty percent damage. Might you know, be a it lot might more. also it might also just be for counter in general that it's factored into it. I, I honestly don't know. I could be guessing. I know that there's that's the case with monk, and I know that's the case with monk specifically for perfect counter, um, and counter stance through the uh, job points. But I can't think of much else. And honestly, you might as well just full time counter stance. In fact, I probably should have been on like ninja sub monk maybe. Or Ninja Sub Sam. I know Ninja slinky? Sub Sam would have been better than Dragoon. But yeah, just full time counter stance. Yeah, because you went Ninja Sub Dragoon first and you don't need the extra weapon skill damage. I did it the whole time. You're just hoping that like the accuracy for the rate for Dokken and, and the conserve TP was doing it was something. terrible. It doesn't help at all, yeah. It was a really bad subject. I could see if you were an off tank ninja that didn't want hate, so you could focus on DPS, but even that's kind of superfluous. Without without a core, super and because you're Without a core and because you're already doing like increased damage, you're probably better off going sub sand anything else for damage. Yeah, I could. I, yeah, we talked about that. Give yourself your right? own. Yeah, give yourself your own samurai or whatever from the sub job. 
But yeah, I, I don't know. Even just sub rune too, because you don't need extra damage this month. The Incortata is very nice. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that I could have held more hate because like part of my plan was to also Issa Keegan uh, a bit in there too. But like anytime I popped Issa Keegan because everyone was at hate cap, it would just rotate right off of me and I wouldn't get the extra TP bonuses. So that kind of sucked. I wanted to, to just 100 fists into me so I could just do crazy ass weapon skills. And I got to say too, because when you have Sam's roll up and in our subs, we haven't been taking a Corsair because we just, it doesn't fit. You don't that. need it. Yeah, you don't need it. You don't need Corsair this month. And when you have to have a summon or babysit the uh, the pound in the corner now to make sure the mobs don't get TP moves off to kill them for straight nines, that uh, you, you don't have room for a core now because of that. So having... I wonder if you can't just have like the Paladin go uh, sub-summoner and have a Corsair go sub-summoner and have them rotate and still gain Corsair buffs. Maybe. But having It'd be probably needlessly complicated, but at least you'd get, you know, Sam roll. Having Sam's roll makes it very comfortable to drop an extra store TP trade on blue. So being able to set like you don't have it in this case, but even then it's not it's not a big deal. I missed it. Yeah. I missed it. it. I saw there was a lot of TP situations, and this is coming from Ninja, where um I was at like nine nine eight TP instead of TP overflow and it felt real bad. I was hitting yeah, I my my TP was I hitting adjust the my correct, sets for it. Yeah, yeah, you had to adjust your sets. My TP was hitting the right the amount value. I was like I wasn't getting any overflow really or any underflow. I was getting right there, which felt really good. Probably why I was also getting more overall. That was actually the biggest reason I switched off of Metsu, because you want to span Metsu as close to one K as possible. And like it was either at nine nine eight or it was like well the fuck over. And I was thinking, well, you know, I might as well use a different weapon skill or Everyone yeah. loves a slinky. Oh yeah, the slinky's great. How long have you had a slinky for? Oh, a long time, longest time. But I'm just usually a better ninja about it. <laughs> I've never heard it until this episode. Yeah, slinkies are great. Well, I always have to fiddle with something, and like slinky is the ultimate fiddling tool. I haven't had so, a slinky some since some I was a claim kid. some claim that the fidget spinner owns that title, but that's not true. The fidget spinner is a, a fad that's gone now. Yeah, Slinky is not a fad, it's eternal. When I was a little kid, I found a Slinky for the first time at like my grandparents' house or whatever. And just having a Slinky on the stairs as like a little kid who's like five is like... <gasps> oh yeah. And ever since then, I've been like, Slinkies are just like a magical item. I usually mess with Slinkies when I'm like thinking or talking like I am right now. And um, I treat it like, you know, when the magicians do that, that trick with the deck of cards where they... Uh, between the hands? You know, between the hands, I do that with a Slinky. Generally. So that's what's making that noise. It's nice when so I have Sam's roll on blue to be able to get rid of the extra TP bonus trait to then set Incortata and counter stands. Like those are actually really just cool to have on in general because oh for sure people like I don't care about the extra twenty DPS. I I, I prefer the the I'm gonna be the cool guy have parry and counter going on. Especially yeah, everyone is a cool guy in this fight. Yeah, everyone's a cool guy in this fight. Having having that this month is also nice, but it was not a problem to. Because you don't need to put defense down on, so there's an extra eight points I had. I was able to, you don't need to max HP boost or anything like that. You don't need barrier tusk or anything like that. You don't need occultation. You don't need refresh. You don't need any of these things. So just having that just on was nice to be able to have the ultimate survivability. But that was Ambuscade. I don't know if there's anything else to add besides that. No, it's an easy month if you're paying attention. It's probably more difficult in terms of Taking your seven play. Months. Well, yeah, I mean, it takes longer for most groups, and it will for most groups. Um, I guess you could be the cool guy that does it quicker. It's whatever. Well, but like, five this minutes, is mostly, these guys are scrubs. Five minutes. Yeah, could be a true statement. But the um, the main thing, though, is this one right here focuses on your skill and whether or not you're paying attention. 
So you can't autopilot through this. Like you actually have to pay attention to what this dude's doing. And then it's easy. Otherwise, it'll probably just kick your ass and you'll be confused. It's like, why can't I just Savage Blade it? But I appreciate how straightforward this month is because instead of being all this nonsense, like having a skill chain or do this or that or all these things going this month, you get your check. Oh, like the Gigas? Yeah, like the Gigas. Or, or the Quad Up, I mean. The Quad Up, the, the Mommels, where you're picking the right things. Or that. Or I'm talking about the, the skill chain. Oh, mommels. I love the Mommel fight. The, a, the skill chain, like do enough crits or enough skill chains to break the aura on the Mommel without killing it, you know, or, or just all this yeah. other nonsense they make you do. And, oh, stand in the corner and silence the Meeble. And it's like, like and this is just straightforward. Get a Paladin to hold the Ids and go to town and don't get killed by End Doom and cast Shadows when it does the AoE shadow removal and this and that and maximize damage and make sure HP doesn't fall below 10%. And that's it. Fight's over. Take some DDs. Get to feel really super good this month as Pup being a DD in this fight because it's just cool. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's nice and straightforward. Yeah, for sure. But I guess the biggest takeaway is that you bring you can bring lots of jobs and it's you know, inclusive. It's yeah. narrow. You don't only have to bring ninjas. That's a, that's a huge thing. Yeah, having one ninja is ideal. You can do this fight without having. Well, ninjas, you you can't you difficult. can't lose as long as you have a good ninja because yeah. as long as that ninja doesn't fuck up, like you literally cannot lose. You're more likely Unless, to have someone well, die through the yeah, fight. Now you, you can though. So I guess it's not right. Like as long as someone keeps you topped off to stop the um the the turn the tables thing. Uh, from instantly killing you like if you have a good ninja you can't lose so it's a good safety net but you don't need a party entirely comprised of ninja. just yeah, having feel free to bring other just, just having one is difficult to find sometimes in general just having one but yeah. as long as you have one you're pretty set you you can win it without one it's just more risky to die because his moves take more shadows mm -hmm. dispel this and that but it's just it's a thing you don't want to be dispelled yeah. halfway through the fight People take Red Mage and the stuff to this, too. I don't think that's necessary at all. Having a Bard sub White Mage do Kiraga, too, at the end, 30% onwards to keep you above 10%. Uh, if you're the pup, you want the auto repair kit, you're fine. The oh, also for ninjas out there who have a Fuda Masamune, um, that's probably going to be your best weapon in this fight, and a lot of it is because on Path C, um, it gives you the, uh, the ninjutsu recast minus 25%, which is something that a lot of people focus on. Um, yeah, a lot of the times you're going to be able to, you know, just supplement that with fast cast and stuff. But like if you get dispelled, you're not instantly fucked and your shadows will still have like the lowest recast possible at all times. So since you're doing cap damage anyway, you're probably just going to want to use that and spam blade 10. Um, that'll go really well with a lot of the other weapon skills that are surrounding you. I like that it turns things on its head a bit too, because everyone's focused about this weapon does more damage. Da, da, da. In this case, yeah, Empyreans do the white damage is, is the big case, but since everyone's weapon's going for straight nines with every fucking weapon, it's not a matter of which weapon has the highest damage potential. It's about how you can maximize your damage in a different way, which I like a lot. Well, I noticed uh, Basing was actually ahead of me on uh, on one of the parses where I wasn't using the Koku because, like, we were we were identical when we were using. The you Koku. were ahead one percent the, the other one, so you're like really close. The, the moment I wasn't using it, though, it was he, he was like I think like four million damage higher or something. Like, uh, no, not four million, four hundred thousand. But you do higher. a lot of damage in this fight because you're doing straight nine. So, what percentage wise did that translate? Yeah, yeah, so basically, it it turned out to being like I don't know three percent ahead of me. So uh. like. You you can you can actually see the difference between using a relic weapon even and a not relic weapon, um, and again like that difference doesn't matter. Like we still beat the fight no problem, and I would probably still use a Fudo over you know even Kokoku since I don't have Kanagi myself. Like I would still use a Fudo over it just because of what Fudo does for you safety wise. Um, but you can it, it's just weird to actually be able to see the difference on the on the on the relic proc. Like, you, you could actually see that on one of the parses, and it was just really interesting to look at. And I probably should also still, because I know someone's going to comment on me saying it, like, oh, the blue's probably going to do more than the monk. The monk will do more white damage at the monk. Oh, probably, so, yeah. Yeah, so I just, I, I, I don't want to let that one sit there, too. Don't, don't let me 
I'm using about how good the job is this month in terms of overall. Not that the not that Monk is a inferior TD to a Blue Mage. Yeah, that's that's a silly statement. Yeah, it's but, mostly a matter of what kind of chicken you want to play with the truck. Yeah, that's all. I cast a Healing Breeze, man. I felt like a fucking levels twenty champ because you get a Healing Breeze at like sixteen. I felt like a fucking twenty champ. Like I was in the I know, dunes. I know that you know if I was not using Tizona. And if I if I only had like one set of shadows, like being on blue mage, my asshole would like slam shut on every TP attack. I think it'd be because imagine him, imagine him like clearing your shadows twice and just like sitting there like please occultation come back, like that 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 scares me. Our, what's also cool too is we had the summoner some was it red mage or scholar or something? The summoner was actually silencing the ads that were beating the paladin too because paladin using pre win will take yeah you have to do that magical damage, but the the summoner was actually getting them silenced. I don't know if it was just with mewing lullaby. What which the uh, we used to bring a red mage proper also because if the summoner or if the the paladin was sub summoner before and they're doing their own mewing, which is what I would typically be doing, uh we still had that they add silence because they would uh kill the uh the Kate with their AoEs. So you definitely always want to make sure it's silenced. Yeah, eerie eyes, the conal silence and amnesia. I don't know how long it lasts. Oh but... typically we use lunatic voice from uh Siren. Okay. That's AoE silence, and it lasts quite a while. I never saw it not land in that fight last time it came around. The silence barely lands anyway. It's like 20 seconds in, on BG, unless it's just not been updated. Maybe it changed with skill. Maybe it's not. Yeah, it says the, the summoner we were using at that time was subpar, too. It was like the only role we could give him. So. It says can last over 20 seconds. It, it does. <laughs> Let's see. Lunatic voice is unresisted duration can lay at least 90 seconds. The summoner yeah. stuff on BG is someone's really passionate about testing summoner. It's probably Papise or someone. Yeah, probably, yeah. Oh, it is. Uh, the references are all Papise here. Papessa? Mm -hmm. Papessa. Yeah, dude does a lot of cool stuff with summoner. Like, that's the sort of stuff I would like to do with summoner most of the time. Yeah. It's like the only reason I want to make a Nirvana is to do cool stuff. Uh, but I'm sure a, a summoner eventually spanning silence as a sub job could land silence on these mobs. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't be able to do it sub scholar though. Yeah, because you don't um, get it. You would have to be, yeah, you'd have to be sub red mage, and I mean, you could probably get enough magic act to make it happen. It would just be really sketchy. They, they also, not have silence. Gah is really sketchy. They were too. sub red mage because they were uh, refreshing the paladin. Yeah, it's so sketchy. I mean, not if you're using siren. If you're using siren, you're doing it right. Yeah, but you can't give up um, mewing lullaby to, to do unless you have a paladin apogee. sub summoner to help you out. I get apogee would. Help yeah, you use apogee for it. Okay. That's how that's how we did it. He that's knew to resilence every time Apogee came. It's a pretty active summer then. But yeah, you want to keep those mobs silenced most of the time so the paladin doesn't get hurt. Yeah. And who knows if they're dark I mean, knights they would have a cold acumen too. You don't want them to cast for TP. I mean, I uh when when I used to super tank the ads on Peldon, I know that when they cast was the only time when there could be potential issues. But I also just used my my job abilities around that time too. Like if I saw they were casting, like that's when I would rampart or that's when I would sentinel. You know, I would mitigate that, but that's going to depend on, you know, the expertise of your paladin when they go in. You don't actually have to tank them that hard. Like, there's no one really pulling hate off you. It's more so about just establishing initial hate, and because you're not bleeding enmity, like, you still ride your CE as hard as you can. So if you can stagger your J's and stuff appropriately, you're you're going to get through the fight without with minimal issues and minimal extra MP expenses. Maybe I should have told him that. Because <laughs> that was a pain point. So, level adjustment was abolished for the following areas, uh, Quiffam Island and Elding Necropolis S. At first, I assumed, I said last podcast, that I thought that meant they're going to add Apex mobs in that zone. 
I believe it was uh, Haya on our Discord, good old Haya, uh, said that they removed the level penalty from those zones because there's like mission from Voracious Resurgence fights in those zones or something. So they yep. removed the penalty just because it's in those zones, not because they're going to add Apex there. I still think it'd I would be hope good... it's both. I would hope it's both. Yeah, cool. that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, QFIM's kind of an awkward place to put stuff in, but LDM would be. I, a I thought in the way the Behemoth Dominion's plenty of room. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, that would be the ideal place to put it, if anywhere. Yeah, because no one goes in that tunnel. Or the northern far shore um, away from the tower, because no one has a reason to go over there either. Well, elemental spawn on that coast, slash, that was the camp man fight puggles and crabs there, man. Yeah. Wait, are you talking north northwest where like the Kraken NM spawns and the flowers are down there for the Beastmaster quest? Yeah, so if you're facing away from Delphux Tower, uh, instead of going on the right route to like walk back to Juno, uh, you would go the left route back the to left, Juno. The left, yeah, where, where the Puggle Camp is, where you pop Kagan. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's not no, a big I mean, area. Pass that on the other side. That's not a big enough area. That's to be in a tunnel. Yeah, I mean, that could be the case. Or honestly, they could just like slam a bunch of Apex also um, around the, the lake. And put like one Apex bogey in there just as a nod to old school XP camps. Around the lake tonight. I'll so, so you have to like run away from, so you have to like constantly run away points. from the bogey and, and hope it doesn't aggro you for blood. Make it make it crabs and worms, just a extra nod. I can promise you you'll stay as beautiful with master levels and dark hair. Mm. Master levels though, I'm you know, the cap got raised to forty and I'm already exhausted on master levels. Like, I like what they're doing. I like the idea of being able to do cool new things with a job. I just, the, the TNLs are so rough. Like, I, I don't, like, I have a lot of free time for, for a person, you know, because it's like summer break and I'm not in school and stuff. Um, I will be back in, you know, September. But, like, right now, I have a lot more free time. I, I'm lucky, you know. I, I have more free time than most adults do. And I don't even want to sit there and grind out master points. Like, those TNLs are rough. So, for those to understand how tough it is, because as you go up the mastery points... Uh, it gets crazy levels, after 30. The exemplar points you get from mobs decreases. It sure does. Yeah, as the higher, that's why you want to level sync, because it, you get a higher amount of points. And it doesn't change your gear or anything, so... Uh, so, it's easy to get to, like, cap 30. I mean, it gets close to, like, you get to, like, tw high 20s, and, it, like, it's pretty quick. And then when you start getting high 20s in Shoal C, like, 27, it starts slowing down. And I guess you the 30 fine, as we were saying pre-podcast, but I was noticing, too, because I'm, like, 28 master level blue from Shoal C. And uh, Omen is even less, obviously, but it, it starts you off, like, you can do Omen and get, like, your first five, six levels really quick. And then Omen becomes a slog to, like, 11, 12, and then it's, like, really slow. And then this, then you go like Shoal C, and it's just you get to thirty, and it says after that super slow, you're getting like a hundred points, one hundred twenty three points per kill on like third or floor. Like I'm just thinking a random yeah. number I've seen. Like I think the fourth floor is like one hundred twenty something, which is super low. Because let me get the calculator here. So <laughs> one to thirty, which is what we had, is two million four hundred fifty eight thousand nine hundred eighty two. Uh, exemplar points to get that's from a lot of points. one to thirty. That, that's a lot. So we're talking about getting one twenty out of two point five mil. It's a lot. So we're gonna take the total here: seven, six. It's probably gonna be close to the same amount from thirty to oh, forty. Oh no, no, no! It's exponential. Oh gross. Oh oh, get ready for this. And we still have ten more to go after this. So imagine where we're gonna go. Yeah, I think every ten levels there's a jump too. Yep. Looking at the, the chart or whatever. 
So. Better pick your favorite class. So. To get from 1 to 30, it's 2,458,982. So 2.46 mil. 2.459 mil. Uh, to go from 30 to 40 is another 5,226,675. So it is more than double the points to go from 30 to 40 as it is to go from 1 to 30. That's insane. That is ridiculous. That is a slog. That is the driest, uncomfortable, most unlubed, fucking skin burn penetration of sex that there is. Is grinding up this fucking dry rug burn bang that is. <laughs> Mr. Wow, Plus. man, you're really going deep. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, you're going deep with no lube. It is, it is a painful experience. Which sucks because there's like a lot of jobs because I'm interested in all the jobs because I'm interested in all the jobs. Like I, I think there's a lot of cool combinations and stuff. But like right now, I'm only a thirty bard, a twenty one ninja, and a twenty seven scholar. Like the highest, like the three highest ones I have. And if I'm only a bard and ninja and a scholar going forward, yeah, that would probably work for my group. But there's like a lot of other stuff that, that I'm used on too. Like I need to get my geomancer up. I need to get my dancer up. I need to get like my occasionally my black mage can be a thing. Like there, there's other niche roles. My paladin, like occasionally, like we have to have me on paladin. Like it's yeah, yeah. And getting up to thirty, red mage, really easy, frankly. So as long as you focus on what my sub could be at level fifty-five, that's the thing that's the sweet spot for a lot of jobs. Well, yeah, the sub job thing, of course, is the most tantalizing when it comes to but foil, you know, man. theory crafting and stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. But the other thing is, is like you get an impressive amount of stats just hitting ML30. Yeah, ML30 on blue without changing my gear gives me an extra shadow or two. Like I'm looking at my ML27 scholar right now and I'm seeing like a base mind of 134 and a base int of 128. That's pretty fucking crazy. And I mean, without changing my gear is one shadow, but changing I get a second shadow probably. Yeah. But I mean, Deant is huge, especially when it comes to like being able to enfeeble and even nuke things like Hongo. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Like like getting master levels is much more important than just the sub job thing. Uh, as cool as that is, uh, and I, you know, there's. I did my first Hongo on Black Mage this weekend. That was my. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. How'd you do? Yeah, we beat it. All right. It was not comfortable though. Oh. It was. We had like. A what, what do you think the problem was? Me. Well, I mean, more specifically. So let me cl- always let, let me let me close the master it. level thing out first, real quick here before we go on to this. Mm-hmm. So here, here's an example of how this really scales up quickly. It's like every ten levels, it gets really big. So like zero to one is twenty five hundred master points, exemplar points, yeah, EPs. Super That's super easy. Then you know five point five, eight point seven, eleven point. And these are not a big jump. So to get to nine to ten is thirty one k. That's fine. And then you start going. Uh, 41, 48, 53, 58, 63, you know, and then to go 19 to 20 is 85. And then to go from 20 to 21, you start doing 109, next level 127. And then now we get from 29 to 30, 2005, mm-hmm. 205,000. I'm looking at 64,000 of 189,000 right now. Yeah. And Just then being 27. So that's to get from 29 to 30, you need 205. Five thousand two hundred five thousand five hundred seventy-eight. So two hundred five k. That's a lot. And then you start going two fifty-eight k, three hundred seven k. Then to get from forty to cap to forty to forty-one, seven hundred sixty-nine point four k. That is a massive jump. Like we're, to get from thirty-five to thirty-six is four hundred seventy-three k. 
to get from 40 to 41 is 769k. That's almost double already. That's like a 40% increase roughly without even doing math. Gross. That is ridiculous. Five levels is like a 40% increase in points. So that is ridiculous. It's taking like an extra, you know, in the course of a level, you're, you're going from looking at like uh, 20, the 20 range, you're like 1.1, 1.4, And it's sad because now people are going to use this as a reason to justify buying points. Oh, oh yeah, they do. And and now you're looking at like uh, in a couple levels, like another million points every time. <laughs> On the plus side, though, if you can call it a plus side, like their stats are going to be so potent at ML40, even if they bought them, that it's going to be like a lot harder for them to fail because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they, they put it. You got to think you're getting plus 40 to all stats. They've been updating the chart, like the actual Microsoft chart on the master level page on BG. If you look at that, Fox, yeah. it's right below, right below the whole table. It has like this really exponential chart. It just shoots up at 40. It, it is a huge increase. So I'm really happy just to be able to do stuff on my jobs like Divergence and Shoal B <laughs> and, and stuff like that. I mean, those don't give shit for points, but just to do those events and get points like I'm master level 11 on Thief and I've never stopped to get points. And most of it, it's all like Shoal A and B. I've got master level 11, 12. And I'm like, that's cool because that's a big boost. That's like two sub job levels. That's a bunch of HP. That's all this nonsense. I'm like, that's good. And it, it feels good. And it's a nice boost. I don't feel like I need to get these cap levels. Yeah, having an extra, if I was 40 instead of 11, having an extra 29 decks and all this stuff would be really nice. Offhanding a TP bonus is a lot easier with an extra... 29 accurate it's more than 29 because you have the dex plus oh the, it's way more yeah, yeah you have your, your plus skill, skill plus dex there's 0.9 accuracy from skill and then every uh three decks is like another one so it's, it's 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 you know having that extra accuracy is a big deal part of why my blue mage has such great accuracy over my pup is it's my pup is like master level 14 versus my blue being 28 so the act difference is besides the traits and everything oh dude big. i've noticed like like i find myself having less and less to do as the healer and chelsea runs so i'll actually just go up and engage mobs on scholar my black mage had shit man my black mage is rank seven yeah oh, I'm, I'm just up, i'm just up there clubbing shit with a staff and using the omni science so. <laughs> we're gonna do ongo in a second but i also had an aoe burn on black mage for master points exciting no i wish i could have gone no I'd have gone Geo. No, oh, okay, that's different. That would have been that would have been good. Remember when we went out there, Fox, and we had a horrible paladin for that one time yeah. we talked about? You know, Vividly. Remember that paladin? Of course. Their name was Sedative. Who showed up this time but Sedative? That's unfortunate. Yeah, it was unfortunate. You knew. Yeah. You knew what this was. So this is quicker than Nongo, I guess, because it's less involved. Little weirdo. We we do our shoals for tonight. It's it's was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. We do our shoals for the night, and I'm like, oh, it's the weekend. I can get some points. This will be fine because someone's yelling, AOE burn crawlers, and I just need like a tank and AOE damage. I'm like, I said to tell him, like, I'm a black major cataclysm. I can come. And you never know people are going to react to that, even though it's really good. They're going to be like, ooh, black major. That's not Aeolian Edge. It's not a. Herpy Dirt. You're not a paladin with AE. You suck. <laughs> Don't realize the cataclysm is infinitely stronger. And meanwhile, the paladin did not use AE in this, sedative, not use it because it's sedative. He was taking them himself. Oh, he's probably just standing there getting hit in the face. He was right? just standing there spamming blue yeah. magic. Oh, no. So, I think I saw a so horrific. You guys killed 15 targets at a time? No, I think That's I saw I think I saw a so horrific go off. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's not going to build hate that way. I, I, I think I saw him using so horrific. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, there was, there was too many mobs. Um, so who died? Did you die? Everyone eventually died, and we called it That's a good. night. 
so I got one mastery level. So that means to go from six, I was halfway through six, now I'm halfway through seven. That means I gained 21,000 roughly exemplar points <laughs> in a course of 45 minutes. Jeez, sounds like you need me on Geo just for barrier and well. That's all that that's all that party lasted and that whole zone was 45 minutes. That's getting there, running there, waiting, fighting. So we just do barrier wilt and have everyone face tank. I think we did four or five pulls. And in this group, we had a summoner who used Thunderspark a few times and sat there. That's not good enough. Yeah, no, it was not good enough because they need to also be doing Cataclysm. Yeah, that would have been good. And they sat there with Shiva otherwise. I think they might have been sub-scholar, which would be the coolest thing they did. The dude's doing absolutely nothing. Because what was funny was they were giving Windstorm AoE, and no one was using a low on edge. Actually, they shouldn't even have been sitting there with Shiva either. They should just have Ramuna full-time and just be uh, uh, shock-squalling to well, keep people alive. Well, you know. We, In fact, that's probably what you should use your Apogee on, too. We had a Blue Mage from Reddit LS there, and they were wearing... The Kalada offhand with like the uh, Tanmo guy or something, the CDC sword. Uh-oh. And they were nuking in two Shiva rings plus one, which is fine. That's good. Wait, but they're nuking in those weapons? Yes. What? Yes. A rawhide mask, rawhide legs. <laughs> and the rest was Jockery plus one. Oh, no. They were meant to be our AoE damage. And you can imagine they did shit because they were nuking in rawhide masks. You were excited to have me go Geo, which means you didn't even have a Geo augmenting this dude. Nope, there was no Geo. Oh, no. Nope, there was no Geo. Oh, dude, the Paladin was, Paladin was not using shit. AE. And the Corsair gave Corsair's role. And uh, we had a Bard, too, who also didn't do AE. We had a Bard. What? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I told. Usually, usually you can't <laughs> you can't pay bards to not melee. Even like, if, why was the bard suddenly not doing it? Uh, well, maybe savage, but I don't know. I, I just could not even. He's probably afraid. All I know, Fox, is that I did like seventy nine percent of the parse on black mage, not including skill chain. Oh, I believe it. I mean, at least they can all stand around and like claim they're buffing people. Like, if you aren't doing damage on black mage, then what else are you doing? Your black page. And like like the bard the bard that. was singing ballad and the paladin's like, Can you get a ballad? And the bard goes, Oh, I'll use evoker's roll and took off Sam's roll, which I needed to gain TP to do AoE damage. And I'm the only source of damage. And I said, We have a bard, we should not be using evoker's roll. And they kept busting Corsair's roll over and over again. And the guy's like, Go for eleven, double up. <laughs> and like everyone's goading him to bust. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Can we just get the roll on? He busted like six times in a row. I go, just stop it. And here, here's the tops. The Corsair stood there and did nothing. Corsair also did not alienate. Corsair stood there AFK. What the fuck is happening? He just sets up roll.exe. So the Corsair was a uh, Alucard Dremi. Oh, that guy. I've seen that name and not in a positive Yes, way. yes. And that's what I thought. Dude, your party sucked. So the Corsair. Ouch. Yes, it did. It did. It absolutely fucking sucked. So this is why I don't want to join these shouts. Like I want to get this these points on Geo, but I don't want to join these shouts because I don't want them to waste. So my little time. weirdo was the, was the shout here, and he goes to Alu Cardrem. He goes, Alu, I put it in the in the trash channel last night. Alu, you have a you have A A Torret. I thought it was as it's two A's. A A Torret or something. And Alu goes, I sure do. Do I need to engage? Oh, he was probably excited for once he wasn't having to buy his semester points. Do I have to engage? 
And then little weirdo goes, uh-huh. see if a low and edge gets you killed. And Alud goes, okay. And wouldn't you know, next pull, everyone dies, we home point disband. Wow. I was doing with Storm, I was doing maybe with Cap TP, maybe 19k Cataclysm with Storm. Yeah, that's kind of medium. As medium. Without it, I was doing Earth Crusher after Stonja's for a tiny bit more because I was so underbuffed that Stonja was helping for like 11k, 13 maybe at most. Yeah, that is really awkward about Comet that it's like signal target. Yeah, I was able to use Stonja because I wasn't buffed to effect. But that that was awkward. That was me. That was me. Actually, that Blue Mage should have been using um, what you call it, Searing Tempest. For the down. Well, yeah. That blue mage would have had to do stuff. I just could not. That's not great. I could not. And what's hilarious is in that one poll out of all the polls, when Alucard died before the poll was dead, they ended up doing uh one fourth of the blue's damage without even doing a full poll just by doing a low and edge. That's how low the blue mage's damage mm-hmm. was. Because they were I took a screenshot of the set here too, and I go, Oh, what's going on? So we have Oh, they also nuked in a cornflower cape. What the fuck? <laughs> the Flux cape? And a staunch Tathlum NQ. Or the blue skill cape? The, the, the blue skill cape. Augmented with skill plus six, accuracy one, MP19, and dex three. It's not even... And a bathy it's... choker. <laughs> they didn't do anything. This is all I could be bothered to do. They didn't do anything. And this is the part where people start decrying us for being elitists and stuff, but I mean, this These, isn't even like looking up your job or trying. This They weren't fit to go to a Doe Gates party, let alone a fucking AoE burn party. And like, they, they, they could have been going to DI and getting like a Sanctity necklace. Yes, know, they could have done stuff. anything. They could have done Ambuscade for a back... They had Nagling on. They are using Nagling and Kalata is what they had. They made a Nagling but couldn't make a nuke cape for themselves. Okay? That's where we're at here. We're at, we're at someone nuking in plus one Jockery with a Nagling. And, and I can under, also understand, like, helping your buddy if, like, one person in party is, you know, kind of gimped this way, but it sounds like everybody was just gimped this way. Everybody fuck. was fucking gimped and unprepared. And what what I find, I don't care if you think I'm an elitist, you can go fuck yourself. This person showed this is, up this wholly is, unprepared sorry. and unequipped and wasted everyone's oh. time by leeching and bringing down my experience and wasting my fucking time because Actually, this, this gimpy McDoodah showed up and fucked everyone. So I'm not even going to have this elitist crap anyway, dude, because this isn't, like getting XP. This isn't getting CP and getting the job master. Like this process implies that you were already a job master and that you are now getting mastery points afterwards. Like so you should at job master be able to, you know, perform the roles of your job. Even if it's, it's just you, for you should CP. not be doing this in an EP party. Even if it's just for CP, you are wholly dishonest as a person who wants to show up and be carried and make everyone else bring down their potential gains and experience so you can sit there and fucking leech when you can't be bothered to go make fucking a nuking cape for your job. You don't have clubs, you don't have fucking shit. You're nuking garbage. The fact that you're going to show up wholly unprepared to do something and still think you can sit by yeah. and gain benefit from it is entirely selfish and entirely a fucking dick move. And to have a problem with yeah. it is not elitist. It's to have a problem with someone fucking fucking you. Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's yeah, that's completely unacceptable. Yeah. Like, and like I said, I can understand, like, if I'm, if I'm trying to help out, like, one of my bros. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm on this lower job. You know, I'm there. I know that they're at least going to try a little bit. But 
Most of them I can also rely on not making that decision where they're just going to roll out totally again. So the being a Reddit link shell, that's r slash FFXI, not the better and superior. Now at 1,000 subs with a uh, thread to celebrate, if we want an AMA or whatever, r slash Final Fantasy 1-1, being in that subreddit link shell uh, with a... Did you have a sticky note with that on there? Like, that that, no. that felt really propagandish. No, I, I, the screenshot is in the final... <laughs> it is propagandish. I'm, I'm delivering blatant oh, propaganda. Geez. Uh, he has these in the screenshot. He's wearing the red LS. But what really tops that all sure. off, Fox, on top of everything we said, you know what their name was? Oh, tell me. Skilled retard with an H instead of an R. Skilled retard. Dude, I can't even. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, skilled you know, retard with a top. Based on everything skilled you retard. described. And like after looking at the party list, like I'm pretty sure if I would have joined that party, I would have probably just dropped from that party. <laughs> you have skilled retard, sedative, little weirdo, and Alucard Dremi. And and I punished myself and I got one mastery level. I just wanted to mess around on Black Mage. Every That's time one mastery level you won't have to get later though. Every time I want to mess around on Black Mage, all I want to do is go have fun. I want to go have fun and I show up because I'm like, okay, even if it's not great, I'm not looking for like super awesome, the best points in the world. I'm not looking for must have a plus eight core with you Corsair's should just team role. up with me while I'm soloing on Geo. Yeah, you. I would do better team up with you on Geo and fucking getting more points that way than whatever this was. I'll make the skill chain. That'd be great. But I just want to go have fun on Black Mage. I want to join a group of people who also want to go have fun that I happen to I randomly am, see I in town. I understand the, the lore of fucked. AOE. Yeah, I, dude, I, I completely understand the lore of AOE. Just want to have fun. Yeah, dude, that's like the most fun you can have, too. Yeah. It's just nobody's going to do it right there. I always talk about how, uh, how much of a blast Black Mage is. And it's cool, too, because when we have, like, one mob left, they're, like, the Paladin, like, throw out, like, a CDC. And I'm, like, I got TP off a of Cold Admin at that point. And I'm, like, oh, I know what I can do. I, I did a Shatter Soul to close it. Then I Magic Burst to kill it. And I'm, fucking, like, I'm a Black Mage. Yeah. yeah, it feels really good. It's cool. It's how you play the job. It's fun. <laughs> now you can't even accidentally KO the mob anymore. You're always going to get a TP return. Drop the comet to fucking kill it off a of magic burst from instead of using AOE like an idiot. I could have just done cataclysm oh, like anyone and just death. not skill chained. Yeah, I could have death, but I can't. Yeah, I, you the mob can't was KO it anymore, so you'll always get your you'll always get your MP back. Yeah, but then I have to use. I was because like whenever I used to death them, it would fucking kill I'm them. I'm using AF like, body here for TP return. I didn't have to get the MP back. I would have to oh, use yeah. I would have to use my extra TP I got at that point to then use Merker to get that MP back from death. Yeah. And the mob was weak, and it was like 20% anyway, so it was fine. But it feels good there's to no, be a black There's mage. no kill like overkill. It felt good to be a black mage. It felt bad to be the only person of, of preparation in the group. I could say the only person of quality, but people understand what I mean by that. The only person who's prepared and understand what's going on, as opposed to, you know, the rest of the group. Which I suppose if someone's out on Black Mage, I would expect them to try harder than most people. I would expect that the bard to do the state of black mage, The no? bard did nothing. They only run the parse. Oh, no, I believe that the bard would do nothing. Like, I, I imagine they can do AE, man. Cards. If they did AE, they would have done more damage than skilled retard, the blue mage. <laughs> I imagine that most pickup bards are functionally useless. Yeah. Most pickup cores, too. Like, every time a pickup bard or a pickup cores is described, like, it's always a letdown. Hey. It seems. Oh, 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 by the way, too, the final line of the night before we disbanded, I have a screenshot here. I forgot this one, too, until I just saw it. Skilled retard said before we disbanded, was really cool to see, but I think I'm still a little unprepared for this. I believe that. <laughs> hey, maybe you just couldn't judge that having no nuking gear and nuking in Bathy Choker and 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 Cornflower Cape and Colada and 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 plus one Ambu and Rawhide Mask and legs. And it just it just took observing it to realize how unacceptable it was. He knew it was unacceptable yeah. going into it. Maybe, but maybe he didn't know how unacceptable. Maybe nuking in in 
in in magic attack bonus nothing head magic attack bonus nothing legs magic attack bonus nothing neck magic attack bonus zero uh, amio and everything maybe maybe nuking and no nuking gear like melee and, and, and no melee not, gear and we're not would be, describing would be ineffective and unprepared yeah and we're not describing high-end nuking sets either so it's like just just have some sense as to what you're nuking is just, just maybe a little unprepared just a little bit that's like me showing up to an orgy with no condoms and going maybe a little unprepared for this <laughs> i didn't know what i was getting myself into i thought you guys would all have some i just didn't want to come considerately can you spot me <laughs> can you spot me a condom i smell everything but can you spot me a condom uh so ongo is black mage yeah, we won. It's V19, so of course you can't lose. I would not have won V20. I, I, it wasn't Magic Attack bonus down, but it was it was the first time people were changing roles. Like, I'm always on Rune Fencer, so mm-hmm. it was working with a different rune. But also, I had a fucking... Someone who was usually on Black Mage is now on Geo or Scholar. Like, like having someone doing Stone 4 on Scholar before you outside of Rake. And, oh, they were nuke-walling you? Yeah, I got nuke-walled at the start, and I said to oh, stop no. doing that. Because Stone 4 casts a lot faster than Stone 6. And when you they, when they, rakes on, it's good. Rake. When rakes on, do it. Yeah, but just it's, it's as simple as don't nuke unless rake is on. Yeah, that that's like, the easiest sure, one. You, you could you could try to be skillful, yeah. but like there's no reason to do that. Like you'll still meet the requirement. Like like the table was the scholar nuke in this case, and if table and I were working together, I know we could have been in perfect sync. It was also the first time we, we would have gotten better over time. As 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 I've always said, ongo is a lot of teamwork. It's about teamwork and the environment the black mage in, not necessarily the black mage because having basic gear is is perfectly all you need so that was a thing but just in general not being prepared like i have one set on black mage i went and bought the aaron hall blood plus one right before i went in i'm like oh i don't even have this body i should go get that before we go in and go and drop 32 mil or whatever that's a minor improvement it's a minor improvement but otherwise i would have been nuking an af body (laughs) so that was it's a pick and well i have i have like 21 body but my Aguas is all capped now, 25, except uh, 21 body. Like, you would definitely need to wear, you know, heavy Magic Burst 2 and other slots, but you could probably get away with wearing I was body. wearing Ea hat plus one, Ea body plus one, Ea leg plus one, uh, obviously Ambuscade cape, uh, the Elemental Obi belt, a Pemphedra. Did you at least have Agu's hands and feet on? As, yeah, as Agu, Agu's 25 hands and Agu's feet 25. Okay, good. And yeah, I had that's a, a decent set. Quamper necklace. Yeah, sure. But I, I was also getting resisted, I believe. I wasn't paying enough attention. I was just like, things were not going. I don't know what the problem was, but damage was well below in terms of... So what what bubbles were you getting? Like, did they I didn't even ask what bubbles. I, I, like, I just showed okay. up to like, this is my first time. Like, if there was a problem, that's when I readjust. I just showed up to... And how did, you, how did you manage your burn and in, uh, in impact? I don't have impact is the problem. Oh, that is that, a problem. That's, that's a the problem. problem. That's a huge problem, yes. I don't have yeah. impact. You can use the Twilight one for it. Like, I don't, don't have the Twilight cape. The Twilight cloak. Uh, I don't have it. I, I could have... Yeah, I, I was using Burn. I was using Elemental... Good. I used yeah, Elemental Seal Burn be. to start, and I, I used it for Subtle Sorcery as well. So Burn was on at those times and resets Elemental Seal again, Burn. So Burn was on for those things. And that, okay. was, that was no problem. I'm like, as long as I have Burn on, we're fine, I guess. And I opened up with a Veto here near to start. All these kind of things make a... Yeah, you're probably not landing Veto, though. Or at least the added effect, anyway. Probably, but at least at the very start, it's a quick me-burning TP I don't need to make a skill chain from the Corsair who will get TP quick before everything the, starts setting up and helix. getting ready for the Helix to burst. Yes, yeah, that's that's that what we sense. did that too. 
Yeah, I got you. And even if it's not landing, there's a chance maybe it does. So no one's tested otherwise for the weapon skill against them. It's just assumed it won't, which is a fair assumption, but we don't know. Since we start with Rake, um, we typically uh, just burst the helix during Rake. Yeah, but you, you can cap damage without it. Oh, I know. So it's it's kind of a waste. You could be, during Rake, you could be doing other damage. Yeah, I mean, it's Scholar. Winning in our Scholar doesn't usually nuke during it. He just puts on the... But you're talking about a guy who's never nuked anything serious before on Black Mage because he's just kind of still... Gotcha. I, like the night before, I just looked at my elemental casting set. That's, that's the level of Black Mage map where like, as I run into things, I start focusing on... I think this is a natural level of progression anyone should focus on for a job is why this is also a good conversation. I know what I want to... I, like, I start making sets in the guide on BG, so you see the sets I've come up with so far. Those are all what I'm using if I have it or whatever. You know, I'm coming up with these different sets and thinking about what I'm doing, and that progresses into, okay, I'm prepared for this. I know I can do this. I know I could do Ongo. I just didn't know how rough it would be as the first time kind of thing. And, like, people who are having a hard time, you should go in and fail, and then you adjust, yeah. and, and that's what you do. It, it's like shooting a bullet through a sniper rifle. You're going to have to adjust for wind factor and everything else going on. You don't just go in the first time as a black mage to Ongo and be like, oh, I'm going to do V20. Yeah, there's a lot of really problem. subtle things that yeah, you have to do. a lot of subtle things you have to be. And like being in sync, like I had to get in sync with a skill change, which I was not in sync with. And, and just because I'm working with someone who's not me now. Like I'm yeah. weapons going to Sicily and Runefencer. I know knees in sync with me making the magic burst happen. I was not in sync with the skill chains going on, which is the biggest damage hindrance too, besides impact. So I'm sure more than one fight would have been fine. We beat it, but it did not feel good. Well, I mean, you would think that I would be Black Mage for my group for uh, for doing this, but I'm not. Uh, basically, like, Blame does fine, so I put him on Black Mage, and, like, he's also not a bard, so it's, you know, it's not like I can go Black Mage and he can go bard. So it's just, like, the best way for him to do it. Like, sometimes, like, what you think is the best situation isn't really the best because of how the party's set up. And it's cool that you got to go Black Mage, but, I mean... I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I could I could justify it. Like, I think everyone should learn. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're dicking around on V19, that's a, that's a great chance for you to go do that. But I think if it's, like, more serious than that, like, you're doing a V20 clear or something like that, I wouldn't bother trying to learn in, under that duress. So, I don't know. But, yeah, it's definitely eye-opening. Because, like, a lot of people think you just roll up on Black Mage and then you just have to, like, just free nuke shit. You just, you just go in and wear the set and you're done. <laughs> but that's definitely not the case. Sorry, I'm getting pinged by the BG Discord about fucking copying copyright policy or some nonsense from someone who's zealous about something. I was listening to, but quit quit uh, infringing on copyrights. Well, no, it's just it's about. Uh, I, I think a lot of I think a lot of people undersell Black Mage and what you have to do in that fight, and they think that you just have to wear like a specific set. Yeah, it's, uh, obviously by showing up in Ea plus one head, body, legs, and R twenty five Agu's hands and feet and Quamper, everything else I have, like I had a rake gear set. Like maybe I could have not having impacts big, but maybe I could have had a like if I calculated the in doubt that I had based on my master level and everything, because I'm seven, to, I was six at the time, so I have extra int and everything going on too. Uh, if I had looked at it, maybe my ghastly Tathlum would have been proper, but I didn't even care. And I do believe I was yeah. being resisted because I just threw on a crepe. I don't know what else was being done. Maybe I need something else. I didn't. I didn't even worry about that. I think. Yeah, you need you need the proper soul voice attitudes. You have to have the right uh, in, down effects on the mob. You have you should have a a geo bubble with int also. I believe I did. Like, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. I believe I did. I, I hope so. We usually do like, geo. Otherwise, they would have been short changing geo malaise, indie acumen, and, and trust int. Which entrust keep it the whole time from random deal and stuff. 
Yeah, that's usually what we do. We entrust the intel also. You're using Impaka staff R25. And then your your bard also has to make sure they land the, the Soul Voice Threnody as well. With the uh, Enki strap and Impaka 25. Soul, Soul Voice Threnody is so incredibly important. Yes, that is a huge part of the fight. And I don't know if that was on. And then they have to reapply it. It probably too. was. Yeah, it has to be reapplied. The, the problem is it usually drops around 50% on the mob. And then you have to reapply it again. Depending on your which speed. Is, which is what you actually save Nitro for. I see a lot of bards sometimes like immediately burn Nitro on like trying to reapply songs to, like the tank if they got dispelled or something. That's the wrong move. Don't do that. Just save it for when Threnody drops so you can give a Mercado uh, uh, Nitro uh, Threnody. And that will help your Black Mage out immensely. But yeah, once again, it's, see, having a set is one thing. Like As you see, my set is, is really good. I mean, it, it maybe it could be improved in minor ways, but having R25 everything and, and just... That sounds fine. Yeah. There's not much else I could improve there. So once again, it goes back to the whole Laboob. You didn't tell me what the Black Mage said. It's it's this whole case is once again pointing out as my first time doing this because I just go ruin and do my job and shut up and everything goes really well. Did you use subtle sorcery to, to reapply burn? Before yes, war? I use subtle sorcery okay, for burn because I that's, I, an, that's another money shit. I, I knew I had to have burn on because it did not have impact. Yeah, yeah. it would have been good if I took that crepuscular cloak. I don't think I don't think blame keeps uh, right. I, I don't think Blame, uh, Blame actually keeps Impact on it full-time. I know he keeps Burn on it full-time, though. And I don't know what your Bard habits are, but like with Resist, I have a feeling it was that. That at some point, Threnody dropped and they probably didn't get it back. Probably. That's that's when the Resist That's That's happened. a huge part. But see, it's all about how you set the Black Mage up for success. It's not about what the Black Mage wears. Wearing the right oh, gear yeah, is definitely important. Not. So just another... Another putting a point on that one. Yeah, what your black mage has to do is manage their abilities properly in sync with everyone else. Yeah, and there's not like, too much to really manage there. That's really just subtle sorcery, elemental seal, and just keeping burn on when you can, impact when you can. And, and knowing just... what JAs you have on cooldown when you go in there to get resets for random deals so you can... Um, yeah, since I have nothing else being used. Like stuff. Yeah. It's, it gets reset. You know, there are elements Which is harder on V20 because you have to like maybe consider MG Dallas at some point too. I never need Dallas. not guaranteed. I, I meant enemy Dallas, not ballads. Oh, like mean, when, uh, when I when I sing for my backline, I give out ballads. Um, he uses the staff uh, full time for, or no, I think he uses club actually. I think he yeah, uses you don't rod. club is ridiculous in that fight. I would use staff easily. Yeah, especially but, uh, if my anyway. I for for backline, I give out um, I give out honor march just for just because of the uh, the corsair, a little extra accuracy. Uh, but I give out honor march. Uh, you cap it like twelve fifty in that fight. You don't need the accuracy. Yeah, I just make sure. Uh, I give out Honor March, two etudes, and um, two ballads. And everything's fine. Our Scholar gives him Brava. So everything's good to go there. Everyone's haste cap. And we just kind of go to town. Yeah, because within Brava on, I have enough MP. Between that and Merkers. Mm -hmm. yeah, the, the whole using the shield in the club is really ridiculous, in my opinion. Unless you're well, I mean, really what, what else could you be getting that aren't ballads? Like, what, what could the bard be giving you? Etude and... Uh, victory and yeah. should be five yeah. songs yeah that's pretty much there's nothing they can really give you yeah if, if anything it's sure victory two etudes and you know i was, I was you just should making have two the melons. point i was just making the point i think i had honestly one ballad on just one what the fuck i think i had two <laughs> What's i think i had two marches two etudes and one ballad but i didn't need the ballad because my merker kept me full the whole time easily so i guess because i have sam's roll on so yeah yeah we do uh i think sam uh sam warlock Sam, yeah, Warlock for the fast cast, right? No, Warlock is magic accuracy. Uh, what is fast cast? And I thought Warlock's is Red Mage's fast cast, and it's um, what is Wizard's role as magic attack bonus? 
Yeah, we don't do, we don't bother with that one. That one's not high enough. Yeah, that's what I said. You're doing fast cash roll when you said magic attack bonus. No, 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 no. I said warlocks, which is fast. magic accuracy. Oh, oh, magic accuracy. Okay, what's the fast? Uh, caster's roll is fast cast. Caster's roll is fast cast. Okay, yeah, yeah. Warlocks would be better to use. Which is not enhanced by a job. It's enhanced by a piece of gear. Empyrean gear. Yeah. But um, because I don't think the extra MAB from a core is significant here. But then again, a lot of those things aren't really that big of a deal. Like we could probably replace warlock roll with uh with wizard roll and be perfectly fine. Um, yeah, again, it's all down to the coordination and resets and stuff. We Making had, sure your geo doesn't bolster at weird times. We had given out like that. Um, cast um, scholar's roll for knee when we had done it in the past, and because he was in club at that point before he switched over to staff and never looked back. Uh, when we first were doing it, because uh, the MP you go through and the items and having to use elixirs and stuff is ridiculous. But we were giving him scholar's roll because it made a huge difference on keeping MP up with a club. Weird. I don't know. I wouldn't use a club myself. I'd be in pocket staff all the way. Yeah, I mean, I think club has a place in terms of nuking. I don't think it is on go. People get really obsessed about the extra int and magic accuracy and a bonus. Like, it's not significant values, plus you get MAB too. I mean, like, I, I've looked at it on my Black Mage. I know that Blame has a comparable Black Mage to mine, and, like, I'm, like, chilling in my nuke set at, like, almost 450 int before, like, songs and shit. So that's, like, way more than you need. Like, you're not even getting extra magic accuracy tiers at that point. So there's no, uh, there's like nothing, there's nothing extreme that you need that extra in from the club for. Maybe if you weren't meeting magic burst one because of whatever you're doing in your set, like I could maybe see that. I don't know. Like, Black Mage is not really that big of a deal. Like, you get five on your cape that a lot of people don't realize is there. Like, you get a lot of other stuff that, that keeps you, keeps you at the right values. So the last part of the update was. What was it, Fox? Oh, uh, we just talked about master level. Oh, the mirror thing. Mirror you. Yeah. So this is the part of the update where we just reinforce that no lessons were learned. Yes, no lessons were learned. And if you're an uppity douche canoe in 2022, that makes you a racist, according to the BG forums. Thanks, Glenn. Uh, thanks. So what's great about this change? So I guess... Oh, what, there are great things about this change? What's great about this change? So okay. now, instead of Spike Flail uh, being effective at punishing Asura, which so needs to be punished, uh, so <laughs> instead of it just doing damage, now it does HP percentage to everyone around, uh, 50 to 60% for Miryu, 25 to 30 for the other worms. So yes, this change impacts all domain invasions, not just Miryu. I hope everyone who was so upset got what they wanted. Of course you didn't, because you never do. It's it's kind of like the um, the monkey's paw. <laughs> That's what this is, the monkey's paw. No one got banned because everyone wants to uh, string up the people they don't like. As I said, it was a lynch mob. I, I stand by that. I'm, you know, I'm not going to say any more than that because I was going to say I'm sure everyone's upset with that. But uh, now what's great about this, Fox, is that people who are in front of the mob are occasionally, who are doing nothing wrong, are occasionally getting warped out of the zone from spike flail that's weird yeah because that hasn't happened to me it happened i had someone in the other link show today just said it happened to them as people have been saying the discord has been happening to them occasionally maybe they don't realize where they're standing or something no i think it's just the number of people means it's not a fluke blue spoons especially blue spoons but everyone I, else I, I usually tank the mob man and like i i've gone because i'm still trying to build chango so i'm getting di points every once in a while for it and maybe uh, they're too far over on the pull, but I think the number of people maybe. who are getting spike flow without being behind the mob, maybe they're on the side or something. They don't realize that if you're on the side, you get hit. 
but the number of people getting hit with it. Someone posted on r slash FFXI that they were like, I spent 20 minutes in Domain Invasion and got warped out and got no points before it died. It was 20 minutes of my life wasted. So I, so I watched people run behind it, and honestly, I like I saved them because they never had hate. But that's that's what's great is now Miryu, I don't I don't want to fucking show up and waste my time. I, I never cared about Miryu. It's a waste of my time. I, I don't want to even go to the fight. It's not fun. It's it's just annoying. It's it's a lag fest. It's just it's pointless. But now Miryu can warp people out for me, and and now forever this will live on. That uh, you know the the troll is still there, and it, it is it is still going to punish people, and that's 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 better outcome than I ever could have wanted. Because think about it, everyone is up in arms about this nonsense. Do you really think I could dedicate all the attention and time to this worthless endeavor? <laughs> if forever no i couldn't it's pretty worthless i couldn't yeah it's a worthless endeavor do you think i could really de- dedicate all this time going forward to this do you think i really want to no not at all it's it's fucking stupid just as, like just like the people who are upset about this are absolutely fucking stupid and the fact now that it will do it for me perfect that's great people don't even need to be upset about this now. tops like sure i i used to be one of the people who go behind the di worms because that was the best way to to farm them yes to just crit them from behind I just did it from the front, like recently. Like there are some DI worms where I don't even get terrorized. Like I don't know what people are really complaining about. I should have access to here to, to kill someone yeah. with charm. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I, oh yeah, I will absolutely murder people with charm. I was uh, doing Omen, and I'm like, is there a fight? And I'm like, yes, there is. Give me an Everseal, and I, I showed in up. In fact, and... it, it always it always bugs me doing uh, Quetzalcoatl specifically because I will typically tank the worms because I just don't give a shit. And like they won't charm me, like I, and you know if I got charmed, I would sure I'd probably kill by a player or something. I don't know, um, or I'd kill players, but that's not how I want to do it. Like I want them to have hate so they get charmed, so I can get to kill them because that's. I don't even fight know, the mob. I just stand there and turn around. I don't care if I get a single point. Well, I have to fight the mob because I still want some beads. Yeah, I'm cap beads. I don't need to make weapons. I have cap beads. Next time, I make a weapon. I got a warrior that needs a chango. Chango. So I'm, like, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try to solo. Oh, I thought uh, Warrior was was an extra job that's not special, and everything else does what Warrior does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not special on Warrior yet. That's for sure. Like, I'm not even job master. I think I have like 100 JP. I just never get the chance to really like run out in JP. And when I do, I'm really not impressed by anything that I'm doing. But it seems fun when I'm doing like random ass shit where, uh, where like having Imperial Aftermath is fun. But I don't think it's by any means nearly as good as any of my other shit. I, I'm more than certain my ninja is just pooping on all over the damage that my warrior is doing. And on a, hybrids and stuff. Honestly, how often does because you didn't get killed on domain invasions? No one was getting killed by spike flow for normal. Oh yeah, domain nobody. Invasions. Nobody was, and unless yeah. you were just absolutely worthless and wearing nothing, you get killed by that. It just did not kill people who were had a pulse. So, yeah, because your trusts aren't dying in domain evasion. Yeah, not either. Not even your dying. trusts are less geared than you are, technically. <laughs> technically, well, it depends if you're if you're skilled retard, <laughs> then the trusts may be more geared than you are. I don't know. Like that sounds like people just not calling out the right trusts. What an like, insult! You need to call out an actual healer. What an insult! The don't call Aparuru because Aparuru will cast Stone Skin and let you die. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Be smart about it. Don't cast Ignis because he'll just run around and flop around and just bounce around. around and not cure you. Yeah, I usually use Sylvie Mumbro and King of Hearts. King of Hearts of and Sylvie cure very well. Yeah. And then Mumbro will just like throw potions at everybody. It seems great. 
But I mean, it, the the whole getting beats thing is fine because Mario kills people or someone's doing it. Who cares? Like everyone's so upset. Like I can't farm this. I do do this. It's like nobody cares. Nobody outside the newest players. Just go players do an extra dragon, dude. Needs, yeah, you, you you farm beads in normal domain invasions. You don't farm beads on Mirio. That's not how you do it. So like this didn't impact people farming for beads. Didn't impact people in general. It was just the the horrible players on Mirio. And the some reason. of them who weren't, who were just there, and the whole fight of Miri is terrible in general. It just impacted them, and of course they won't they won't tolerate being inconvenienced in any matter. So uh, you know, it's just they're going to be really loud voices like a Karen in the grocery store about Miria. The the reason I'm really down on this is because like nobody learned any lessons, right? Oh, of course not. So like no nobody from the from this nerf learned to wear more DT in fights. And there like, was a instead, specific complaint about that DT alone is not enough to save you from several yeah, players. It after it's absolutely enough to save you. Defense and so, DT, yes. Yeah. If you're, so, if you're a white mage, maybe not. I've been white mage plenty of times to Miru. I've been fine. The, uh, so like, like the, the thing that's, that's ridiculous here is that when they, when they made this nerf or whatever, or, or change, change. It, it warps you like sure. team rocket into the distance. Well, the thing is, is it's also percent based HP damage to everyone around you. Which means DT doesn't really do shit. Yeah, so now it discourages so you. From it, yeah, DT. yeah. So it's just like, yeah, just don't wear DT. You're fine. Anyone because who is wearing the domain invasion gear, we need to learn that specifically had extra stats for domain invasion, including capping DT in a single piece. Anyone who was wearing that gear was was not dying, honestly. And the people who were not wearing it with these shitty sets of of I was wearing Herculean DT and I died. It's like no, it's just not. It's not a real yeah. DT set. And then also when like shitty people get what they want, like I can't stand. That's that's great. also I think that's the big so, like, loss of this. Seeing is... this, seeing this dude get this thing he was looking for, like the, this update that he thinks is solely for him, even though other people on other servers were doing it. Like seeing this dude get what he wants is like the epitome of everything that's wrong with everything because these people should not be rewarded in any in any way, shape, or form. I had so, like, I had a guy on the good subreddit slash ff11 come after me uh, over this. Because their their whole thing they came after me for is they go, so you used your platform to talk about this and your buddies with Rosma. Is he going to quit now? Tell me, is Rosma going to quit? Like they were so focused on if Rosma's going to quit because he got, he's like, you used your platform to say he all cares. he wants is the update. I haven't seen him in a long ass time. He was, he's on. He was on. Um, oh, so he didn't even do what he said he was going to do? Well, like, like, like you used his platform to say that all he wants is a note because he's tired of the game. He's going to quit if he gets it. And it's like, Tired of the game, like this dude still has plenty of duty in the game. Oh yeah, he, he first has to get good. But <laughs> yeah, I just made this because I thought it'd be good to have. And like listening to him, like I don't think he wears a link show anymore because no one was having. Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, I saw that like a lot of people thought you were his keeper or something. Uh, that was funny too. That was the best part is because I co-opted something for better intentions, even though they were um, mean spirited, even though they're spiteful intentions. Even though I was being spiteful, I co-opted something to be spiteful, and it I was... actually enjoyed the fact that because you were involved, it overshadowed him. Yes, that's and then, what like, I stopped being the focus of everything. I didn't even ask for that, and just that's how it works. And I think that's what's great. That's what I loved about you, it too. Is you know, that well, people? Let's be real. People you you do ask for that. Like that. That's something that you bring into yourself, and you know it's going to happen. Oh yeah, yeah. But I like the result that happened to him because of it. Because like he wanted to be like known for this thing, and he got his fifteen minutes or whatever. And then the moment someone else who's like more vitriolic according to the community oh like, shows absolutely more like, oh i'm gonna focus i'm gonna focus on this dude and then like suddenly he's a nobody again 
<laughs> which is which is super funny. Like that part tickled my fancy because you know, fuck the trolls who are just trying to do this maliciously. I don't like Rosma, so it tickled my fancy too. Because at first, like I, at first, it was a matter of I saw people forming a lynch mob, which is not a racist term. It's a fucking real term. It's, it's a not. lynch mob. I got called a racist for using that. I got called a racist twice over Miriam. We actually spent some time googling this before the show too. Uh, not not lynch mob. I knew it wasn't a racist term. Well, yeah, <laughs> extrajudicial murdering or, or vengeance seeking against someone in extrajudicial yeah. fashion. That's not particular to a race. That's someone forming a lynch mob, a vengeance mob. It's, it's, it's literally. I should say. I should say that even though I knew what these terms mean, like I still Google them because I like to see what people failed to research on their own, and like see how far off they are from like the the known definition of what these things are. It was like you said, Rosma, a member of in good standing of your link show, claimed that he would quit the game once he got the update to the game and the notes response to his griefing. It's you like know, it's like it's he's also, never a good standing member of the link show. I gave him a pearl, yeah. which he now no longer I think wears because no one in the link show liked him. It's also funny whenever people like insert these uh, a good just, standing like, inject, member. They inject their headcanon to make the case sound better. That's what makes me like, actually someone everyone is their headcanon they make. I, I really want to know what what constitutes a, a a an LS member in good standing. Good standing. He has all the because DKP. Like, because yeah, exactly. It's like, do people not realize what our, first what our link shell is? Like our, our our link shell directs people to the Discord so that <laughs> so that they can talk in. There. He gets first lots on the Warlocks hat or whatever for refresh plus one on Red Mage and Dynamis Archibald. He's got first lots. He's a member in good standing. Yeah, exactly. He's first. Like, we don't we don't have any like events in our link shell for anything. He's next up for Osode. <laughs> right. Good standing. But that, that was the same guy that went nuts on me saying like, Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck's wrong with you? How fucked up are you for saying lynch mob? This isn't about an ethnic minority, they said. I was like, it was just going. This is on the, the, the June update thread we had. But it's just ridiculous. Because yeah, I, E-body drops. He's still going to have to pay us. <laughs> E-body. Yeah, yeah. E-body's not for free, man. Put, throw some riddles on some shit. So stupid. But I mean, I literally explained the whole reason I got into this is because of the disproportionate response of a community that cares nothing about the externalities. That's literally what it is. They don't care anything about themselves. They don't care about anything besides anyone standing in their way. They're going to uh, amass the most Karenistic anger at them. Like they're standing in their line at the popcorn butter machine at the fucking Lowe's movie theater. How dare you be in the way of my popcorn butter, Final Fantasy XI community of Asura said. Really I hope you're banned for getting in the way of my artificial golden butter at the Lowe's theater. My I also like when they have the powder shakers too of like the, <laughs> the salt that you can put on there. Yeah, well, yeah, they got different flavor salts too. It's really, it's really good. <laughs> Dude, I can tell that, man. What you say to your trouble breathing? If I'm going to pay like 60 bucks for a movie theater experience, I'm going to fucking indulge in everything that is there. Dude, I don't, I don't know about you, but I love not going to the movies. This whole post pandemic thing of being able to watch, like I watched the new um, Fantastic Beast movie at home. I got to be on my couch, my comfortable couch without someone being annoying in a cramped theater with my cat on my lap. With like a beer and like better popcorn, and just food, watching a movie it was so much better than going to movie theaters. Fuck the Dude, you don't go on opening day and don't go to matinees. Like that's all you have to do. But it's just well, why would you not go to matinees? Like why do you pay more? And like I also like the experience of being able to go there with friends, you know, so that that way. We well, yeah, if you're with friends, it's fine. But I I don't have friends, Fox, because I do this podcast. Yeah, I don't anymore either. I don't I don't I don't, I don't, I don't sit there with the UPS guys getting hibachi and grabbing a slice. To be honest, I just don't have the sixty dollars to go to the movies anymore. Yeah, man. That shit's so expensive. They take they take Dogecoin at the movie theaters now, man. Do they really? They do. They do. What do they have? Like a coin thing? <laughs> <laughs> Online purchase. Jeez. 
doggy coin man when you're doing it doggy style when you're disappointed in the money you're paying to watch tom cruise you can at least use doggy coin boy uh, doge it up man you know i still blow people's minds when i tell them that tom cruise is actually short and that every time like they they shoot him in movies they are actually doing uh cinematography tricks to make him look taller i just wish he'd come out of the closet <laughs> that's me in the closet with tom cruise so yeah so ultimately it was a matter of me seeing everyone ban this guy being just just literally a lynch mob that's literally what it was there's no other term applies to this community and the way they responded to rosma for the first time he did it other than fucking lynch mob it was a massive thread of of disproportionate response in a sub that doesn't get 150 200 thread response answers generally usually only get fucking 50 and the people all going nuts at the same time all wanting banning all all rating everyone down angrily and and being all you know this person's unaccepted you know, just all this fucking bullshit happy-go-lucky facebook kind of conversation you get and it's like well this is ridiculous this is bullshit so i gave no. him a pearl he didn't stay in the link show. No one liked him when he was there. I didn't know he was going to be the person he was. But we quickly learned. Yeah, and there's nothing admirable from the guy. But I did enjoy the thing he started. And the whole reason he kept doing it after the first time was for the same reason I got involved. And no one well, seems to understand vanity. that. It, 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 was, it, was, it was for attention. Well, he, he was bored. You can flavor it up however you want. He was he was he bored. Was he wanted to just he wanted to bother people for amusement. That's understandable. But it was the response oh, he got that made him keep going. That, that makes you a shitty person. And hey. here, here's the thing: like, I, I'm not about people like like brigading and shit, and like uh, you know forming lynch mobs and shit like that. Like, people don't generally deserve that. But when you do it to your fucking self, I don't have any pity for the people who do it to themselves. I don't. The people who that kind of rage. I don't take the action in this case to be a matter of the person being shitty. I take the character of the person. They did it to themselves. Yeah, that's that's fine. But also, I'd rather side with him, even still not liking him specifically to draw ire. So if you draw ire as a result of your crusade to draw ire, there's no world where drawing I, where I ire is part of it. Part yeah, I, I don't give any kind of a. I don't give any kind it's of a damn not about the primary how motive. The primary motive of when I say I would still it's stand vanity. with him. It's not vanity. The primary motive of when I say I would still stand with him is because when I see the response of people and everyone calls it, the one guy who's always like, you just want to be contrarian. Even if that was true, the responses I saw from people, the way they spoke and how angry and furious and, and, and just how ready to fucking strike this guy down for all eternity they were, they would have just thrown him in a pit and shot him if they could, metaphorically. Uh, the level of that, it's about not standing with that and standing against that. You can be upset and you are justified, but the response, no, no, absolutely not. I would stand against it any day. I I would stand against it if if he wasn't trying to get exactly that response. Yeah, but but fuck Asura. They're a bunch of of assholes. But fuck Asura is not good enough. Like, if you are looking for that response and you get that response at the end of the day, you can go fuck yourself. Well, that makes me no different. It does. In this situation, it does make you no different. And it was really disappointing, dude. You know, I'm happy with the spite because I want them to feel as upset at them as I am and discontent with them. They are now feeling the way I feel about them. I don't think it's the right fight for it, man. That's, that's There's the no fight thing. to win here, but I want them to feel... Yeah. As unhappy there, there really is about, no fight to win. I'm glad you see that. I want them to feel as unhappy for a brief moment as I do about them. Because they don't care about anything but themselves. 
They don't care. But they're also just looking for this drama that drives them too. Well, yeah, they lo- so everyone loves drama. Public service. Every- everyone loves lions in the Coliseum. Everyone loves people getting torn to shreds. That's what everyone loves. As, as much as no one will admit the nature of how people are and what gets them off and what they like, as much as that's the case, and everyone likes that, it's just about just how people are. And and this was another lesson, and I said how, how people care about nothing besides themselves. And this isn't about me only caring about myself. It's about how everyone else only cares about themselves in this case, and that's what was most disappointing. It wasn't about Miria. It was about how everyone behaved because of Miria. Oh, yeah. I, I could give a damn less about Miria, too. Like, it doesn't affect me at all. The, like, I said this from the very beginning. Like, I, if, if I'm any kind of upset about this, it's because of the absurdity of the whole situation, not because this like, actually matters. Yeah, well, it's a very absurd situation, but the absurdity is what makes it a real kind of human on human trolls in any way because like they're just you, like when you're when you're trolling just to just to be a troll like that's you're 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 basically just being a shithead for no reason. It's like not, I don't understand why people would do that. Ultimately, it's not even about Miria. I was happy to see the community punished in the minor. You can't punish these people in the in the smallest of ways to have any sort of minor mob level of justice extracted against the mob that be you reach a point where it doesn't matter what you say doesn't matter what you do doesn't matter how good of a person you are or not what matters is the environment of which you are in and everyone in it and everyone in it is substandard in my opinion in terms of asura and the community and how this game has ended up being and how it could have been and how everyone just wants to get their shit doesn't care we talk about this stuff all the time like the blue man just showed up he's not an anomaly like 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 I don't make more of him than he is. Like people who are new to the game and are just showing up, like like that's that's now that's normal. You you do that. You 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 are in that situation. It's in general. I can't differentiate anymore between a guy who's new to the game who I should be patient with and, and like actually make like make suggestions or offer to help with or someone and someone who just doesn't care or someone who just shows up and buys everything or doesn't know shit and just turns the game on for whatever reason they're even playing anymore and either buys all their wins or buys all their points or fucks around and doesn't care, does whatever. And I don't even know what is going on with these people anymore. But is, That is the reason I don't help Link Shells anymore. Yeah, yeah you used to help Link that's Shells. That's exactly the reason. Yeah, yeah, that's what's upsetting. That's what's at the heart of this for me is it's a game that has gone so far south of the community turning into a gotcha of a free-to-play experience that it never had to be before, never was. I don't have time. I have a career. I'm going to do this or that. Metaphorically, I'm, obviously, yeah. it's not free-to-play. Yeah. I just want to, before people get weird about that. Uh, well, if, if people don't know it's not free-to-play, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, it's more about poking holes in your in your statement for no reason. Yes, well, yeah, that, that is stupid. fair. That's fair. That's fair. I am I am a time hyperbolic. Sometimes I feel like I have to point out when something is a fucking metaphor. So. Yeah, I am overly metaphorical and uh, drop too many analogies at times. But this is a case of that, and my response to this is directly manifested from that. So these people care more about Miryu than the bots they pay, than the RMT they buy from, from all the gear they drop because, oh, I just it's too difficult to do Lilith. All this nonsense where they want their cake and to, you know, eat it too. And it's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. You get so sick of it at the point, it's just a drag on the experience. And for how much we talk about having fun and experiencing this and that, this is the drag that has always bothered me the most in this community, is all of the douchebags in this game. I'm a douchebag too, but I don't make it everyone else's problem. Like Voice Memo went on the official forums and got upset that I said that uh, there should be, if anyone does a Montrove, only the people who enter and have the instance on them should be able to lot when the Montrove is over. You shouldn't be able to invite people and just take it. If you want it, go in with your party and lot the stuff that drops. It's that simple. 
or, or you can send it and from your people mule. People are too busy making a bunch of indirect Gil through RMT. Yeah, to do they're that. too busy spamming up Yell. So I have are to use third party tools. Buying that shit from, yeah. yeah, yeah, from the Gil they buy RMT from. Just to spam it. Yell up so it's harder to even fucking group up, and people don't go do the content that other people don't want to buy the shit from. So they have no choice but to buy it because no one wants to fucking do the content it comes from because everyone bought it because it's just easier. It just ruins the entire fucking game. This is about people who are more content in ruining the game and being upset about Miryu, which has no consequential impact to the game whatsoever. If you're a new player, sure, you get some stuff from Miryu. Otherwise, there is zero impact from Miryu at a certain point. Once you get the few items from him, there is fucking nothing. And the inconvenience from him, that people, when it first came out, didn't have the option of getting the extra Miryu points, it means nothing. It is no different than when it first came out. It is nothing. But people won't accept any inconvenience. So you know what? I want to spite them. I want them to be struck down because fuck them. It seems petty to me. It is petty because in this result, unless I just stop playing the game, I am inconvenienced. I am put in a worse situation. My ability to enjoy the game is diminished by everyone else only getting what they want. So I'm put in a position where I'm essentially attacked by the passive actions of others. And I have no recourse in this. So the anger sits in a vacuum and there's nothing you can do about it. And because no one gives a shit and they go, why shouldn't I be able to get what I want? Like voice memo, like, well, well I'm just get what I want. It's not up to you. It's my 1295, he said. The My, my 1295 nonsense. It's all that. Because, yeah, it's a weak argument be, as well. Yeah, it is. Because there's no outlet for it and because nothing you can do with these people and because they won't learn and they'd rather let the whole world burn so that they can get their minor jollies off for a second. So they can play their single-player Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, so they can play their single-player Final Fantasy, yeah. and they rob the other people of the experience. There's no recourse when you can't get people for a divergence, or I have trouble finding people for a Shoal B or whatever. Like Anything random. It's because people who are shouting to buy segments now for ridiculous amounts of I guilt, saw that. It's just it's so stupid. It's harder to play this game, which translates to me wasting my time waiting around for someone to join who is generally subpar because I guess only the good players buy stuff. But even when they're not, I know I'm being hyperbolic and they're generally subpar. I mean, it's, it's, it's a toss-up. I don't know what I'm going to get. That's the nature of pugs. Um, we're about pugs. But I'm impacted. Normally, I'd agree that, that that's hyperbolic, but honestly, like that's also the basis in which I don't you know, play with pugs yeah, you either. Won't, you won't like, I, don't think it, I don't think it actually is hyperbolic because most people are bad. So in essence, it makes it more difficult on someone like me to enjoy the game. And they don't care that it's more difficult on the people what they do. They don't think about it. They don't agree with it because they only want what they want. And they would never agree that they're doing anything because it would, it would infringe on them getting what they want. And in this case, Miryu is the revenge exacted on people who make the game a worse experience than it has to be when it could be a better experience. And Miryu is the vengeance of which upon these people can be punished with. And that's just basically what it is. You're overblowing the Miryu with that. Well, it was there's, there's nothing you can do. So when something like, comes along, when it comes ultimately along, ultimately this this change doesn't really affect people. They just think it does. Well, yeah, and that's also part of it. They I want them to psychologically think that they're being affected by it because that's what upset them in the first place. Like you know, dropping dropping the doom saying on this <laughs> on on this nerf and how it's like getting at all of these fuckers. You know, it, like I think that's a bit overblown, man. Like th- this, sure. I mean, we we got. Like, like I said before, like the 15 minutes of, you know, fuck you. But ultimately, like, this doesn't really do anything. Uh, it's, it's inconsequential. That, that's, that's why I call it petty, really, is because, like, you're also not going to get anything as an outcome from this either. Uh, well, I got the satisfaction of, of causing an inconvenience to a group of people because there's nothing else. <laughs> yes. it, 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 as I said, it's anger in a vacuum. It needed a way out. Sure, man. Because I care. And if I didn't care, I would just go away. 
And, and, and like, for all the people that have benefited from anything I've done in this game, or the people I've played with and I've had fun with, or my wife or anything else that's come out of this game, or meeting you, and I, I, this wasn't supposed to be this giant diatribe rant, but I want to put it a fucking well, knife. It was, in, it was going to be because of the legend of Miriam. I was, I was kind of avoiding it for a bit, and then I kind of like gave in, as I do. But I want to put a knife in it for all time here because I don't want to get comments on Reddit about your platform. You said this or that. I want people. I put enough comments to this guy there your, to put it to bed. But. Your your platform. I clearly have an opposite opinion of what's going on. So like anyone I, who says that clearly doesn't even listen to begin with. I know. I, it's people say these ridiculous so it's things. it's stupid. Like you and I. It's just dumb people. You and I are two. Oh people. no, we don't agree. That yeah, means I yeah. can't like you ever. Yeah, yeah. Like we're in different planes a lot of the times. Like I can I can tell you what I think is stupid because I think it's stupid. And, and I I'll love tell you why you I think it's stupid. stupid. Yeah, exactly. Because we well, have enough of a relationship yeah, to be able to tell each other what we think exactly. is stupid without having this this nonsense. Without it being weird. But like these people who are like going to try to like attack it because it's your platform have never actually listened to it because they know that there's another voice on here that isn't just parroting what you're saying. Without you, in fact, most of the time I don't. Without you, Fox, yeah, you never parrot what I say unless we agree on something basic. Without you, Fox, this show would be nothing. I guess. Just because I, mean, I just because I provide the infrastructure or whatever else to, to you know get it out there or edit it and do whatever. It, without, I'm sure without you, the the show would would still not be anything like it is. You, I'm sure there is a lot of other people out there in the world who can disagree with you. Yeah, but you bring <laughs> just you bring so much to this, whether you fully agree with that or not. Uh, you bring so much to this that I don't think it'd be the same without you. So it's not it's not a me. It's not my platform, even though that's what they called it. it it's it's literally I. Yeah, I, I mean, imagine. Imagine the degrees of elitism we wouldn't have if I didn't tell people they were bad all the time. And see, it's okay to say something is bad or substandard. It's being able to discuss. When someone makes a point like that, it's not the point that's made. And that's where everyone goes astray. They go, oh, you made a point I don't like. And it all becomes about the point that was made. It's about how you discuss that point. If you think the point's wrong, it's how you discuss the point after it's been stated. Because maybe something wasn't stated as well as it could be. I know I'm especially guilty of that at most times. but when someone says something like "you smell like," I think doo-doo. a lot of that. I think a lot of that is just also like that can't all be on you either. A lot of that's on the understanding of the person receiving the information too. Like if they haven't taken enough time to digest and dissect what they had heard, then you know it can't just be you delivering a bad message. Like as someone who used to teach people how to effectively communicate to people, like it's it's not just about the message that you're putting out. It's also on the person to understand and then properly digest it through whatever means they need to, in order to get that message properly. If you go off half cocked about a message that you don't understand, that makes you look like an idiot, not the speaker. So that's only in a rational world, Fox. <laughs> right. Well, a rational world exists. It's the rational people populated. You know, that's not the rational world's fault. So at any rate, that was Miriam. <laughs> right. Uh... Death. That's finally, finally done. Sure. Capisco. Capisco. So. It's going to continue to never affect me. Got it. It never affected really anyone. Let's see. Do we got anything else from this update? Uh, outside of your geo experiences? Oh, yeah. I guess I, I did talk about that a little bit. Like, that's not really update related. The update's but... over, but Miri was the last thing. So. Um, it's it's not necessarily like directly geo experiences, but it's just kind of like my overall observation from how strong everyone is at everything they do. It's it's one of those diatribes again. So basically, like I, I'm noticing that even my damage on geo is absolutely fucking absurd when I do weapon skills. And um, it's that power you know, this, the, yeah, this goes back to like my dancer now is is you know sub monk. Like I'm doing hand to hand weapon skills, and I've sent you screenshots. 
They're, they're just absolutely stupid. And really what it boils down to now isn't necessarily the damage we put out for weapon skills. It's our TP sets. And I think that's what's really like keeping us, keeping the DDs apart. Like basically the stronger your TP set can be, the better you're going to be for damage, which should make a lot of sense. It should be like a well-dust situation. It's just when most people talk about Savage Blade, they talk about their big Savage Blade numbers one-shotting things, and that's not what's important. It's how quickly you can get to one-shotting things. And, like, I mean, recently, like, I, I went out on uh, on Geo, and, like, I was doing, like, Judgments. Uh, I I don't even have an Afterglow Idris. I have a regular Idris that's, you know, just 242, you know, regular 119. And like I was doing, I went out to Crawler's Nest with just Trust and I was on Geo. So like I have an amount of, of attack, but I don't have a Corsair to also help buff that or a Bard to help buff that. So like an Idris on its own can only do so much. So just kind of keep that in mind. But um, like I was going out there and I was doing like 40k judgments. Um, I built the TP bonus club for the offhand. I was sub ninja. You know, I was just out there spamming some judgment. You know, I was doing like uh, 60k block halos. I switched up to uh, magic damage and I had uh, Idris main hand and daybreak offhand, you know, that standard combo. And I was doing uh, like, like 60 K flash Nova's. Like it was, it was some pretty crazy damage. And like, you can do like flash Nova to flash Nova for fragmentation. And then you can also, since you're a geomancer, you can just burst on that fragmentation and just end the mob's life. And uh, you know, you get a really, you can get really potent stuff going on. So like, Combine that with uh, some better TP gain from like Idris Aftermath. And I think like, I'm, I still think Geo is too much of a special flower to really fuck with, but being able to keep my, uh, my Dunna on as well as my Idris gives me enough DT for my bubble on top of the fact that I can wear uh, Naomi for the Geo itself that I think we may be able to, to start moving in a direction where maybe the Geo could do more damage than it normally does. And like, I'm not pioneering this like, there, there were people long before me trying to do DDGO stuff. But, like, even Geo at this point can can put out crazy-ass weapon skill numbers. Like, it's not a special thing. And sorry, I just bumped my mic. Um, but it's the TP set that Geo has that isn't really all that great. And that's where I still think improvement needs to be there. But, like, this is where, like, having an Idris and actually using Aftermath for, for AM3 and having a better TP gain rate is actually really impactful. And it, it's like a part of Geo that you never see Geos do because Geo is that job that's notorious for throwing down a bubble and going AFK, and like you're losing a lot of really strong potential there. Even just the fact that Geo so. can do more, like we had someone complain otherwise recently in our link show. Remember that like oh Geo is such a boring job, and you're like not when I play at Fox. Yeah, that's right. Because e- like even that. if you don't like, this isn't about like like this because we talked in the past about? about how melee Geo isn't typically worth it when we did the Geo episode. And this yeah, kind of turns, like for Apex mobs is different too because their magic defense bonus is low and you can do more magic damage. So that's sixty five k is. And you even talked about you had done testing in the Fox Danger Lab about if Daybreak was worth it on. Yeah, it's Geo. one of my earliest tests. Yeah, one of your earliest tests, and and you would say like, oh, it's not worth it. And this kind of turns in his head now because now gear is improved. Now match level. It's because of up. the whole special flower argument. Though. Yeah, like like keeping your bubble and yourself alive was not good enough back then, and like that circumstance is changing because because things have progressed in terms of the power of jobs so it makes more sense yeah. when you can make that magical weapon skill equation go up even further now that it starts shifting the balance there so it's not a matter oh, of yeah, we absurd. said we said one thing now we say another it's a matter of the game continues to evolve in minor ways over time from the creep that's introduced and if you're and i'm, I'm still not sold on it though like i, yeah, I want to well, see how it performs with sam's role there's definitely use cases for it like we're trying to incorporate sigili in our times three for points on the satchel for Pen pen and whoever. Uh, well, oh, how are how are you approaching it? By the way, 
So I think the best way is just with Yagrush and having the DDs have uh, Nikander's necklace and stuff. Nikander's alone should be enough, but having a little more is always good. Uh, as long as the White Mage has sufficient Doom Gear with Yagrush, it's removed in like 1, 2, maybe 3 KS, depending on how much Doom Gear removal you have. Uh, which should be enough to take off everyone without having to even stop DDing to use Holy Waters, as long as you have it like in our Lua's, we have it lock in when you get mm-hmm. doomed. Yeah. So, which is ideal because you don't want to like swap gear and have it come off and not have any doom removal gear. But right. I think that's the best way just to have DD skill chaining together on it. Cause I just, we had like a Ranger and a Geo and we were doing it and nuking it. It just takes a long time to be magic bursting on Black Mage with a Geo and like a Ranger and Paladin skill chaining. Cause like jobs are an issue at that point. Cause when we do other mobs, like it's hard to work the right jobs in there. So I, I think honestly, in this case, since we have a Geo, I think. The Geo having day because I had said I go they want to have daybreak then when I go up there and start doing flash nose and see if they work because we have a Geo doing malaise and stuff. Uh, and the comment I got is daybreak because I got any Geo with the daybreak when I get up there and I, I got daybreak are they going to be curing? I'm like no they're gonna, oh, they're going to be doing nobody yeah they're going to be doing light damage. Wait you're not a red mage you're what you're not caring. Wait, what the hell? That's not Seraphly. But it's really slow There's otherwise. There's other light elemental weapon skills? But it, I think the best way to approach them is just to be using either like hybrids with Kagero, whatever. I haven't tested hybrids, but just because we usually don't do Sigili. It's much easier to do the other mobs and clean up and leave and not spend time. But magic bursting, I think Black Mage has a point up there. Uh, We've been magic bursting so that we don't even have to bring a Yagrish. Yeah, and if you take Ranger, especially Ranger, Black Mage... Uh, one DD up there to get Kersna, like a samurai, especially. I think that'll work really well with a Geo, as it would. Oh, we have our we have our Sam do uh, Yoichi. Yoichi, okay, that could work too. Yeah, he shoots. That's, it's really funny because like cool. we're also we also have Arabody in the same run, so like we have our Ranger used already and our Geo because uh, we do Arabody and Guy and then Sigili. So like our Geo and Bard and all that stuff is is not. Present. Are you beating Enga? And uh, no. <laughs> Because we know we we basically have to choose what fight we win because uh, well you don't we don't need geo bard. for Engai. bard though yeah bard's the problem a problem so yeah. I think you could take what do you, what do you use for um, Arabody uh, for Arabody we use uh, rune bard uh, well sorry ranger core we we just started using uh, bard in uh, in Engai. but before it was uh, rune bard uh, ranger core uh, scholar. scholar and and it wasn't a geo it was like red it was like red, was mage, a red mage okay i think it was originally red mage so it, it, it ended up changing though it, how are it you beating up, it without a bard now for range method on v19 oh we uh we actually had to, to change that we had to switch it to Engai instead so like basically whatever the bard goes to is the one that wins oh um, okay. and we used a uh we, we swapped a summoner to uh, arabati and replaced the bard which we've tried before, and it's not for the hate reset or anything. It's mostly for crystal blessing at this point because it's V nineteen. Yeah, but um, yeah, like like we get it to like twenty percent with a summoner. That's pretty good. And yeah, it is pretty good. Like I think maybe we just need to tighten it up because we haven't tried it that many times. But um, how about, yeah, like all those buff jobs get used prior to skill. How about this though? How about for uh, you take the bard back to beat Arabody? You take the red mage. You can still keep the summoner if you don't. Depending on your setup there. We actually shifted the red mage to Skeely. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I was thinking about just beating Engai after that, <laughs> and then failing Skeely because fuck it. Um, so Engai got better when we could stack um, uh, bar water and water carols. Yeah, you take the white mage to that. Yeah. 
But I think you can do it still without the water carols. It'd be a little more difficult. But well, a... the carol too is is kind of important for that fight because you have like a forty percent null chance, and that really helps on stuff like uh, puncture or not puncture the uh, the water based that kills people. Yeah, I was saying you could probably take a pup, a blue, a beastmaster, a red mage to melee cure, and a white mage, and just that alone should be able to beat that fight. You have a monk too, obviously, but I think that could beat the fight. Without having a bard, you could take the summoner instead for the buffs as well, or even just a geo because you're not using geo yet. You could well geos for Sigili, so could. and you can use the geo for Sigili and, and and be fine there. I think the red mage using flurry is why, based on your setup with the sam and everything, is what you want the red mage. So you could take a geo I instead, think, and that would cover it. I think we we've been falling into the trap to where we're used to being like super buff, and it's like that. that and guy thing definitely that, like, doesn't need super buffs. Arabati does. Yeah, it's 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 that thing that, that people run into though, where uh, they're so used to getting super buffed that suddenly other things become harder than they shouldn't be, and then like I have to retrain people for the fight because you know Felgar acts like every single fight is new whenever he enters it. So like I, the first couple times we did end guy, he didn't even know that he was supposed to get TP for the uh, the blue proc, and I have him on Beastmaster because that's the 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 fewest number of moving parts. Like you just go in and put corrosive ooze on. But uh, but yeah, you'd, you'd have uh, enough people meleeing too on V nineteen without the ad. You'd have the puppet, the puppet master, the blue mage, the monk, and the red mage on the front line. That's enough to do, do a bunch of those skill chains. And plus, yeah, I think we're using I think we're using warrior right now. Uh, we're using monk warrior. I'm not a fan of warrior on that because he just has a higher chance of getting killed in those other jobs. Yeah, according to to what we experience, he has a lower chance of being killed. <laughs> he actually does pretty well. Oh, it's, it's a good job you know, for it still. My, it's my go-to warrior. Like he knows what he's doing. But um, but I think I'm not with, with mighty that, guard that like, and everything else with the summoner too, uh, providing buffs and mighty. That's guard it. We 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 were bringing a blue mage to it, but he wasn't fighting it. What? Who was the yeah, blue he's, mage? He's like heal. It's abject. Um, he was like healing it. I think not... I had it down that he should be doing backup healing. Yeah, but I don't you know. Like I also and, and fight. It's kind of like my own failing too, because like I'm not telling people that they should go in and fight like. I'm just kind of doing whatever because we're just farming, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm honestly a little burned out on being the leader of a group. Yeah, it can be tiring. So I, I really, I really dislike having to get after people when they're not doing the job that I know that they can do. I have a problem when I talk about Abject because if I say anything about how he plays, it becomes a personal attack, and it's not a personal attack. I want to be able to like discuss how I see things and how he responds to it. Is how you have a conversation about this at, at a basic human level. <laughs> That's on you guys. But, like, I, I just call it as it is. Like, if someone's not after the last time I, I mentioned say. abject, it became a thing where he's like, "So I heard you talked about me," and it's like, "Yeah, I like you, abject. I like you, but I need to be able to speak fairly and truthfully about what I observe and how I feel about things, so we can have a back and forth about it to have a better understanding and relationship as two people than someone who feels they can't say things." But yes, if abject's not told to go melee, which would hinder his ability to then back up heal which is why he's hitting back healing, I believe, uh, then that would mean that he's not able to fulfill the role that I think a blue man should be able to fulfill if it's going there. He gets into like a modular thing where he's like a, a transformer. He can do the healing on blue, no problem. The backline like his red mage, that's easy. I mean, it's, he's comfortable with that. But if you want to transform, it takes time to transform to like get on the front line and then it becomes... Harder, I think. Well, that's difficult for a lot of people too. Like that's not a that's not like a yeah, specific but it's, thing. It's like, not. It's not. It's, he's not unique in this case. If, right. if people are used to doing the same thing over and over again, like yes. they're used to doing that in particular. Like for example, like there's a noticeable difference when I put Norcris on Bard as opposed to when I have him on Warrior 
Like he's not nearly as good a bard as he is on Warrior, but I can only expect that because I constantly have him on Warrior. True. So I mean, like part of that is also still my fault because I'm not, you know, guiding them with my expectations. On the I show. I just uh, want to. So I I have to take a certain amount of responsibility for these things also. True, which is probably why you're tired of being a leader. But I just wanted to state yeah. that Blue Mage is not a stance based job. You do multiple things based on situation. That's how the job excels. So you have to be able to get up there because if you're not if you don't have the Barden stuff at that point, I mean you have it because you switched it, but you can do both. And ways. it's probably my fault too because like. When I want the blue to heal, for example, uh, and it's not just like if I want Abject to heal, if I want the blue mage to heal, like when I write the strat, usually I'll put like specific things about healing in there. So I can understand if there's also like a, a miss. Uh, and he does read it. Misinterpreting of that. To his credit. Yeah, he's, he's like the only person who does. Yeah, to his credit, he so does you. read it. Yeah, I mean, I, he's the only person that sometimes I think is literate besides hiding. Um, <laughs> he's hiding so the fact that. that he's literate. All right. So, uh, um, so I, <laughs> I think joke. so it becomes my problem when like I put all these like healing expectations on it so he's like okay well maybe I'm supposed to heal right and this is all pure speculation because I don't know what's going on but it's also my fault when like I see that and then I don't correct what I had expected was going on and you know if I if I have him do it after like four fights is it really any longer his fault no it's, he's it's doing actually, what he, he's doing what he thinks you wanted to do it, exactly it's just my commentary on the playing of blue exactly uh, but uh, it's it's worth clarifying though because like when people do get burned out on being a leader, like a lot of times if you're winning the fight go. or if you're getting rewarded anyway, yeah, you kind of let things go because I know that when they raise the vengeance level again, I gotta be a dick again, and I gotta tell people how to play their jobs properly. I don't know I if you'll be able to do some of them with your group. Well, I'm probably will, and I probably won't. It just depends. Um, I already set the expectation a while back. Uh, I don't. I don't I, think Felgar is gonna make it to another Arabati. Um, it's possible. I can only make the job so easy for people. So I will I will try to play to people's strengths and weaknesses, but you know, it is it is what it is. Like there is a hard limit on the skill factor for some people in this game. Like it's just a hard game and it's the hardest content in the game. So we will see. I thought the game was easy because you can get anything you want easily. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. Easy game, well actually I don't know what you're talking about. Blaine brought it up the other day because he actually plays with other people. Like he doesn't just play with me. And uh like he said that like most people out there just don't even have the access like me and you talking right now have to a lot of stuff like we have gear like ranked up and and like I take it for granted like I think lots of people are supposed to have like R25 gear and apparently that's not the case just having anything so I am R0 detached from reality yeah I am so detached from reality apparently well detached from the norm not reality you're in reality these people just refuse to rise to the occasion because they don't want to put the well, effort in the reality of the situation is like people don't have this gear and like I just kind of take it for granted sometimes thinking that people do essentially everyone wants to drive a Lambo and they don't want to put in the so at the end of the day to be able to drive a Lambo they don't know how to drive stick and they all want a Lambo so at the end of the day even though Fogar has his, his special quirks like he still gets the job done more so than these people who don't this is true. He is better than a pug. Yeah, he does exactly. listen better than a pug. Uh, he does listen better <laughs> than a pug for the fight that you're in. Yes. As well, soon as that fight passes, though, it's gone. If it's he not everybody. Yeah. He 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 can he can only do literally one thing at a time. So um, that's what I'm used to working with, I suppose. But yeah, like what I want I want to say though is that while we can be critical of things like you know abject not meleeing on blue, even though it seems strange to you because you melee on blue all the time. But as the leader, if I don't set that expectation, then he's going to think he's doing it right. And honestly, like since we're getting paid out anyway, it's just not worth it to me to do anything more with it. See, our group just 
does the one tier three and really quickly and burns through it as fast as possible because we have our strongest stuff fight it. And then we just oh, yeah. kill two tier ones because the amount of time we save because the queues are generally like really low or non-existent anymore. Uh, it makes more sense to go into a tier three again. Than... We are we are almost out of mobs to kill, so we actually can't fight tier ones anymore. We we can't no, fight we don't we don't even care about getting points. Right, we'll convert the points over to segments. We don't care. Uh, see, I, I'm trying to get them all constant progress on everything. Yeah, but you get constant progress. You pick the most important thing. You get your 6,000 almost points a night on that, and you kill two other mobs in 10 minutes or so. 10, 15 minutes. Instead, we get 6,000 points on that, and then 3,000 points on two other mobs. Yeah, but you're also taking extra time on that one, extra time on that one, and extra time on the last one. Instead of being done, you could have already gone in again. Yeah, but we're not doing anything else. It's it's not inconveniencing us at all. Yeah, but that's because you have this really weird schedule. Yeah, we plan for exactly two boss fights on boss fights. So what we do is we all show up, we do the Shoal C, we do the NM, and we're done. We can be finished by 10.30 after starting at, like, quarter to nine or something, or nine, depending on how things go, and then we're done. You do, like, two farms, make people hold the tags, two NMs that night. It's, like, really weird. We just do, like, clear, and like, like C, and done. C, and NM, and done. So, like, no one's ever had, like, missed a second tag or whatever. We just do it, and we're done. We take Wednesday off, we take Saturday off. If we don't feel like going, we don't go. Whatever, we just... It's like just C and done. After C and M done. And it's because we maximize the amount of time we spend when we kill bosses. Getting points for for things. Yeah, but you're you're losing a lot of time to do that. We're, we're not though. We we are literally doing nothing else. I could cap if, a piece if, of if gear we, if faster we did, in the way I do it than taking more time. Segments and then a boss right afterwards, we don't do anything after that. So it's the exact same as doing two segments and then two bosses, two segments, two bosses. Yeah, but keeping the extra tag becomes a problem sometimes. Or not, or doing no. two bosses if someone, you know, it's just like... No, they're free to go on other runs if they choose to do so. But what's the difference between doing C and then doing an M and being done that night versus doing two farms, then two and M's? We're getting, we're getting more uh, RP than you are. Because we're getting relevant RP on three mobs or six mobs, technically. Well, no, that's not that has nothing to do with the farm schedule, though. Like doing a C and an NM and the way you do it would be the same number of points versus doing two C's, two NMs, two C's, two NMs. Yeah, I was just saying. But you 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 brought up our weird farm schedule. Yeah, the schedule as a like, counterpoint to the fact that we do relevant NMs times three. Yeah, but the NM choice is is independent of the schedule, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so we're. Basically, it also is conducive to um, only some nights being longer nights, I suppose, because you know that two farms is going to be two half hour runs. But two bosses, if you do take the time to get our, like relevant RP on everything, um, two bosses is going to take probably twice as long. It probably takes about uh, two hours as opposed to, you know, an hour. But you, change. you get double the RP on the first boss, essentially, as you would the next boss. And then we get 3,000 on the next boss, and we get 3,000 on the one after. Yeah, but the last one has to be a tier one because you can't win. A lot of it's just sitting around waiting, too. But Well, no, e- even if it's not a tier one, you still can get nearly 1,000 on that last one. If I can burn through the two tier ones in five minutes outside of job yeah, but, changes. But you, are, but, but you are still locked behind a wall, though, of being able to continue to do it. Yeah, we just trade the segments Because you're always in. limited by segments, which is limited by Mongo. Yeah, we just trade the segments in. To the free yeah, tier but, but those segments you're trading in are not uh, there. I know that, that there's a lesser return on segments yes. being traded in. It's the fact that we can do it so much so you're, faster. You're, you're, you're basically shortchanging your RP potential by doing that. Well, no, I can cap a set out dramatically quicker the way I do it than maximizing all sets at, at a consistent rate. 
it doesn't though because you get less as RP per run. Because you're you're not you're uh, you can make that argument if you're doing like six boss rushes a night. Yes, at that rate you are doing it faster. But if you're only doing one a night, which is the exact same as me doing two every other day, it's, it's the exact same rate. We're actually getting RP on everything, whereas you're only getting that one piece of gear and then exchanging. Yeah, but there's no reason I couldn't do the same thing where I go in and fight that one. But you don't. That's that's the comparison. Is that okay? Okay, so let's let's first make the schedule thing simple. If I fought NMs the same way you do, why don't you just do a C then NM and not have to do two Cs, two NMs on different nights with breaks? Uh, Because it because it keeps hiding an abject out late on the nights we do that. So I don't like to do it every day of the week. I have people's schedules in mind, especially now that we have to go a half hour later because Norcris's schedule changed. Hmm. So I can't risk keeping people out late all the time. I would rather do it just like one night a week or so forth, because I know in their their real life, if they're up later than they want to be, only doing it on one day of the week as opposed to like potentially every day of the week, being out later than than you'd want to be, that can affect you, you know, at work the next day or, or whatever. Yeah, it does. So I have, I have to I have to consider their adult lives as well. That's that's do this, even that's, though I'm a big man child. That's yeah. why I left the group is because when it came down to it, you guys ran a lot later. So now if I'm starting by nine and I do my C and we're out by nine thirty ish, and then we reset and go in and do the B and or then the B the NM the B. I had to do a show B tomorrow. I'm almost capped on Moogle Mastery. So. Oh, so if I do that, we're done. If everything goes according to plan, and we don't have to like shout for someone because Hundi's like on the island with his his drug cell phone or something, and not, not contacting us. Unless something like that happens, we're done by like ten thirty. So an hour and a half, and, and like everyone is fine with that time based on the time zones we're in and stuff. That we just it's not you just you have the rest of the night just go do whatever. Yeah, that's fair. The time's all saved by not doing the other tier threes we can't beat nothing i don't like i don't have fun not beating the, something the save, the save time thing is the is the weird part like uh, sure i mean i guess you're saving like we can do and guy v19 in like like six minutes or something on go in yeah. like seven minutes and then we can we can so we can do three nms in less than less than 20 minutes and then we're done and the only thing that matters is the first game really and if we need segments we can train them over we don't even need extra segments so Right, but you're also doing specifically in the, in this situation on go and end guy, right? So, yeah. well, yes. If I'm try, if I'm that, now, with, if try I'm, that with Arabody and end guy. If, if I'm not like I started doing it that first way, we were doing Kalunga and Zevioso, and it was just it was just frustrating to try and make jobs work even harder, and, and just mm-hmm. it just became more draining for no reason for so little gain. And people didn't really care about Zevio, so they're sort of like we capped. We're like, eh, like what else can we make fit now? Because whether because like, whether you kill it. them or not doesn't matter. Like, sure, that you can argue to time, but if you're only doing that single run every night, the time doesn't really matter. Like, if you're doing six in a row, then you're becoming more efficient. Like, well, we're we're talking we're talking doing all three in twenty minutes versus doing all three in forty five minutes almost. Right, but in terms of Odyssey progress, there's no difference. Yeah, but your time's worth something. No, we're we're here to to play a game and enjoy the fact that we have an afternoon of playing the game. Yeah, but do you enjoy losing to the mob because you're just not able yes. to beat them by not having jobs because you're trying yeah. to maximize points? Because 
It, yeah, absolutely. Because everyone tries to, try to, to fight beat, them. we still try to beat the mob, but it just kind of became annoying. It's like, like certain people in certain jobs, it becomes really annoying to like start juggling these things around and like, okay, who has bar that can go bar? Oh, we can't do this fight this way because we don't have this job that someone has in this job in this fight, but they don't have another fight. It's because I have people on jobs that, that they, they, they enjoy to play and that they may not get to do very things on very often. Like, for example, like Hayden is perfectly fine being the samurai for Skeely because he's not even doing normal samurai. That's why the like NMs he, are great. He, he loves doing derpy range attack things with Yoichi. Yeah, he 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 low key loves that. But that's he, on a tier I mean, one again. He's a Sam and all that stuff. Yeah, that's why the so NMs like are great even now. even on even on end guy right. Um, I have people who don't normally get to play certain things. Like I don't jump on monk for end guy. I'm usually on white mage. I let Hayden go monk because he's always core. Hayden's the better choice to go monk in that setup too for your group. And then let's say Arabati, right? Sure, I'm the armor ranger, right? And I got a throw V20 or whatever have you. I would rather have Norcris go ranger because honestly, I'm sick of going ranger to Arabati. Um, you do I would not like rangers. Norcris. Not really. It's it's kind of boring. But what so, if you had Nagling on ranger, Fox? You'd have your, your, you'd have Nagling. I have the bow Fox. too. I have the bow and the arrow. <laughs> I could I could totally go savage blade thing. But no, I'm not going to do that. But no, I I have him go ranger to that because you know. He likes to play DD, and you know he doesn't really jump at the chance to go play White Mage. If he wanted to play White Mage, I would jump on Ranger. But the thing is, is, is because these people are decompressing after a long day of work and stuff, it doesn't matter that we're fighting the things for longer because we're doing what we want to be doing in an afternoon anyway. Like I can see that. We're playing the game, and we're just kind of chilling, and we're getting maximum points for doing so, which is my responsibility is to try to make it as profitable as possible. But they're still enjoying their time when they don't enjoy their time. And I see like complaints come in and stuff like that. That's when I change the strategy and I have them go different jobs. That's that's the secret sauce. Like, I don't just do it at random or anything. I do it in response to dissatisfaction because I know that these people are playing a video game because they have non man child lives. I have a man child life. I can suck it up. So, so the I, I respect my group's time. You. Exactly. I respect, well, sort of, but I'm not going to like play a martyr. Like I respect well, no. my group's time. I respect my group's time I'm because like I know that they are giving me their time and I want them to have as much fun as possible when they're playing. That's why I, that's like for one of the reasons why I'm not like a huge dick to Felgar, right? I could be the fox asshole, which I normally am. <laughs> the fox but the thing is, is, is I do like the guy and as as derpy as he can be like i don't want his time away from work and like doing his his, his his fun stuff with us i don't want it to be completely miserable so yeah we can poke some fun at him that's part of the group dynamic is to have a laugh right but it's it i don't like actually yelling at him like that's part of what's behind that is like i would rather just deal with the situation just be the leader and try to get us through it rather than causing all of these problems because ultimately we we play this game even though we play it at a very high level we play this game for fun. So that's what I try to make sure we do. But at the same time, even though you won't say you're the martyr, you're getting burned out of doing that because ultimately you're taking the sacrifice of putting the extra burden on yourself to make it all yeah, happen. Yeah, but I, it's I not like going playing every job. I can't, I mean, I like playing every job. It doesn't matter. It's not about playing every job in this case. You know that. Yeah. It's well, about, I also know that no one else to manage everyone. Yeah. I, sometimes I wish other people would lead. Like that's just part of being a leader. And that part does suck. I make my group lead because I purposely will suck. Yeah, but my group's like I I know a majority of them are good enough to just kind of do whatever, so they would probably just leave. Yeah, do you think that? But based on what we see out in the community, I don't think they're going to go anywhere. 
No, but I know that uh, like like Hyden in particular, like he's loyal to link shells and stuff, and he's a good player. So like I know that he specifically would have no problem him and Norcris um, specifically because they also they also have like no issues interacting with people either. Like they they go, they do their job, they they have fun playing. They're not negative ever. And I know that they would very easily be able to slide into whatever link shell. Sure, the strategies may not be as you know spot on as like mine would be or or something like that. Like they 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 might get. But they don't less... care what happens. They just show up to play. But they don't care. But yeah, because they show up to play. Exactly. Yeah, but and they already have like, of, basically everything anyway. There's there's a point of showing up. Black, you get off the keyboard. There's a point of showing up to play, and there's a point of how can you play when you show up and it's like a notorious monster link show where people are just floundering around, they, running around. They on still go jobs. to their dynamuses. I, I I know I know, but I, I so they they find something in it. But when you show up to something and everyone's just fucking around and, and it's a problem and nothing's happening, how do you show up and enjoy yourself that way when everyone's just basically taking a shit in their own pants and no one cares? It'd be like trying to drive down they, a road where everyone's just parking and doing whatever and driving backwards. You're like, how do you drive? I, I that? couldn't. I couldn't tell you how they justify it. Like I know that they find fun in it because they continue to do it. But I know with the the offenses that Murr put out to the rest of us, for them to still run with Notorious Monster despite the fact that Murr's occasionally there, um, tells me that they just want to play the game. True. Like, like what what Murr did to them is offensive to to everyone in the group except for Blame for some reason. Well, that's because um, that's because Blame's one of the people I usually rail against in terms of the characteristics <laughs> of people that I don't like. He's he's a good guy. Uh, you know. Um. You just don't it. like Mertz. I, I haven't. I ha- well, that's part of the character. I have not seen the character. When I listen to him, I've never heard anything that makes me go, wow, this guy's a good guy. See, he's a good guy. And I, I, I um, take it on your word because I trust your word. But personally, anything I've been around, I'm, I'm not into him. Like if there was if there was anybody in my group that like I just actively didn't like, like they probably wouldn't be in it anymore, to be honest. True. So, I mean, people, anyone in my group has a redeeming quality. Let's just put it that way. Yes, and I think we should wind this down because it's yeah. we're just talking about the group dynamic now, and that's not we're well, yeah, it's not anything we're well past the good. podcast. I think I think twenty yeah. minutes ago we were done. Yeah, sounds good. So sorry to waste twenty minutes of everyone's time, unless you're driving home and don't care because you're just want to want to learn about the follies of leading groups. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's part of the teamwork. It is. I'm sure people relate to it in a certain fashion where I get tired too of leading at times because. I'm happy now that because I've kind of encouraged my group passively to be independent, that if I'm not around, they would still do whatever. They would probably still gather and do Dynamo, not Dynamis, they still gather and do Omen if they could, or Odyssey if they could, or whatever they're doing, because they've been doing that together. They've been doing Ambu if they can. So like Neil show up with Basing and Neil be like, okay, who wants help? Who wants me to come do something? Because he just wants to come help people like, like Hyde or Norcris. And he's a good guy, and he's 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 funny and likes to talk and share 4chan bullshit. But yeah, he'll just play with Basing, and Table will come by proxy, and the three of them make like the three amigos, and they'll do whatever when I'm not around, or they'll be helping each other, getting stuff, and and then sometimes that means other people like like whoever's in the group at the moment, like Carrot and I are on anomalies. We're just not, you know, like Hundi might there be there, maybe he works, but like. When the, when I'm not around, the group just functions by themselves. They they kind of spontaneously. It's the same way the link shell. I always kind of like keep people around and do stuff with them occasionally, and and I want them to spontaneously within the confines of the link shell make things happen. Like I can't be there all the time. I can't make all these things happen. I have to encourage the people to get out there 
and make things happen so that everyone can have a good time. Because I can't do enough. I can't do anything, frankly. I can only encourage an atmosphere in which people can do that themselves. And that's what I've always tried to do with any link shell or any group of men. I don't want to, like, there's times I, like, people, for whatever reason, when I say something, they, they don't challenge it. I, I, I'd be fine if they did. We could have a discussion. But, like, when I say let's do this, they just go, okay, let's do that. Which I guess is cool because not everyone wants to always have to spontaneously do stuff. They want to just be like, okay, he said let's do this. We're going to go do this. But that's that's a good dynamic. That's a give and take dynamic. That's a healthy dynamic for enjoying life, a relationship, or a video game. So I I, I, li- I like that. I think the thing that's missing in your group is that you need more of the give and take that's going on. So, but that yeah. ties into it all. Yeah, I know. If I didn't set things up, that they would probably just go about their days. I like that's when I sure. log on and they're playing together. I'm like, that's great. That's exactly what a group needs. They probably would. Like, I mean, they would probably collectively gravitate towards a, in this case, the leader's replaceable. Um, they would probably <laughs> just gravitate towards someone else who would lead. Fox, like, nothing I'm doing is really that special. Fox, you're not irreplaceable. You have so much value. You're worth, no one knows what your worth is because you're, you're <laughs> worth less. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm worth as much as someone who's going who's gonna to be the party planner. You know, a lot of people need that. Like, some people might need a caterer. And, you know, I might call a table or something, you know, indicator. I hear there are derpy link shells who have plenty of people who think they're party planners, though. Yeah, I, I've honestly, I can understand when people don't have that. Like, you said most people don't have access to the content in this game, as much as I was trying to end this podcast. But <clears throat> if my voice doesn't give out on me because it's, it's talking for too long, gives out as it does, as you do. Uh, just the, the reason people don't have access to that content is whenever I join a link shell, it's really not uh an atmosphere conducive to success it's just like a bunch of people hanging around and one guy has all the drops that they either bought or got from whatever at some point and based on the rest of the link show there's no way they earned them legitimately but and it's just like like new players that kind of want to somehow like find people to have fun with or break into the game or learn things or something at that point before they they give up and follow the same path every other dusty dusty merc and rmt has followed but those other link shows i've never been in them where like the the dynamic socially has been something I really want to stay for. Like there's there's just no one of note. The the conversations are stale and there's just nothing like the questions are always like, how do I do basic things? And there's just like there's nothing going on that so when the atmosphere is that everywhere I've gone, like our groups are both oases in a desert, is what I'm saying, of, of basic interaction in this game that's just kind of kind of really lacking. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so if anyone wants to send us an email, of course you can send that too. <laughs> Fox, what's the email? I, I can't remember the email. Tell me what the email is. Uh, deal at gmail.com. <laughs> Get better too, Fox. Stop being sick. You know, I know you're sad the potatoes are gone, but don't be sick about it. I'm definitely not. <laughs> In Discord, when you told me you, you weren't feeling well, I asked, what did you lick the bottom of that disgusting fridge? Get salmonella? No, I made that fucker clean that. How do you do that? I told him he's going to clean it. Like, it was a statement. It wasn't a question. <laughs> you just walked into some guy's room and said, you're going to clean No, no I was scrubbing the kitchen floor when he walked in from whatever the fuck he was doing. And I then told him under no uncertain terms that he was about to clean the, the, <laughs> the fridge. And then he was about to clean the living room. Did uh, you? Tell it, it was not a question. Did you tell anyone to clean those potatoes? Uh, well, I mean, he obviously got them because we didn't get marked down for him. So, are they still there? No. How are we going to know what happened? We need we need resolution, closure on the potatoes. <laughs> they they are mine. Oh man, what about the bowl? What happened to these things? Where, where are they today? Where are they now? No. This is irreplaceable. 
Just another child lost the world. Dude, this is like the biggest belt of blue balls ever. We're never going to know what happened. That's right. This is unacceptable. Part of me is sad because I was going to throw him a birthday party. <laughs> you were planning it. Now you got to do more planning for your group instead. So yeah, no, I did. I did that shit while Ultra Six. So like, I have no. I had no no fucks to give during that scenario. So yeah, send us an email if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Uh, hopefully not about Miri or anything else, but <laughs> just about in general. Send us those out. Otherwise, just leave a comment, whatever. Join the Discord. Join the Link Shell and Game, which I think I'll put more in the concierge because our Link Shell is pretty good. But we, I, I noticed when there's not enough in the concierge. I thought you took them out for a reason, though. Oh, because of Hannah Montana coming in and saying hello like a fucking. I don't know. They still technically have that pearl. They're probably yeah. bored of it. Yeah, they're probably off eating whatever, eating fucking KFC or some whatever they do. They're weird nonsense. Watching Lifetime. Not to bring that. Right. Not to bring that. But otherwise, yes. Uh, thank you, anyone who stayed with us this long and listened. We did not respect your time. We did not respect our time. Uh, and that's, I guess that's it, Fox. Do you have any words of wisdom to play us out with, Fox? No. No, I don't. Later, guys. <laughs>